we're back for another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. We're back after a week off. Whoop. Uh, we were like, no, to last week. Well, actually, I had I I was actively like vomiting, so I was like, no. And Ben oh, was that, out of town. Oh, that's why you did guys have the yeah, show because yeah, yeah. I, funny enough, what, I, what happened was, but so Ben, a little inside baseball that nobody would care about. Uh, yeah. Ben was out of town. I was. Ryan was deathly sick. And, Food poisoning. And when we oh. when we did the show, Jesus, th- we were getting ready to do it, and they were like, and and you guys were like, what if we don't we, do it this We were week? just going to postpone to Monday, and then we were like, no, still no. And then we were just like, and then I was just like, look, I had a really crap day. I don't want to do it either. So we didn't, but we're back. We work hard. We deserve Hey, who are off. we? We are the Fake Nerd Podcast, and I'm Brandon C. McClure. Yes. Oh, nice. I am Ben Magnet. Oh, cool. Oh, we're introducing we're ourselves now. Is this what we and do on this podcast? I don't know. I just saw something that. I ran with it. Uh, hi, hi, downright nerdy. I'm Sparks Witty. Whoa. Whoa. What's I'm up? I'm Ryan Heliopolis. It's no. true. Why, I'm Brandon C. McClure. This is Ben Magnet. I'm with Ryan Heliopolis. Hi. And Sparks Witty. That is correct. We're hey, back. Sparks. The full crew together. I am Sparks Witty. You are Sparks Witty. You are. You Live. definitely are. Live. Keep Welcome. saying that. Live and surprised. Um, okay, hi guys. How are you guys doing? We're Great. We good? We good? Cool. We're uh, here. We have some links. Episode oh, 251. 251. Oh we're reviewing God. The Suicide Squad. We are. The 2016 film. I always Dayer. forget we have a camera, mm. but it's right there. Mm. Okay. But we have some links in the description. Oh, okay. If you don't mind. Um, no, go ahead. Ben. Yes. You actually have two articles. Oh, hell yeah, I do. I did some work on my vacation. Hell like, yeah. Links below, excuse me. Ben, ben scrambling to put up an article hours before we record. <laughs> Actually, that is true. in this house. <laughs> yeah, he was here yeah, in the house on the laptop. Like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I hope there's no typos. There probably is. <laughs> Just like Lois Lane. She's the best reporter in the world, and she has typos. She, has ty- she can't spell. But yeah, yeah. Th- you're actually not wrong, Sparks, because I was right, because I was writing my article like right before I came over here, and I luckily it was like 98% done before I showed up. 98 degrees. All I had to do was just a few. But yeah, two articles. Uh, the first one is about, uh, both articles are on oldschoolgamermagazine.com. So if you want to go, go there. They're linked below. Yes, they're linked below. The first one is, or the older one, is about why we put down good games. Like when you're playing a, ga- a video game that's like really, really good and you're really enjoying it, and then you put it down and then life happens and you don't pick it up for about, say, five months like I did with Super Mario 64, that. Mm. And the second, the newer one, the one I just put up a few hours ago, is about um looking back at or reviewing retro video games that you have not played at all or going and going back to older games that you loved as a kid and looking at it under a microscope because we all know the internet is a, is a place and if you say a bad thing about say i don't know ocarina of time then some people might jump on you and attack you for it so it's about that have fun guys there you go there you go uh ryan you have a downright annoyed that happened earlier today i sure did it's it's about a movie that I didn't even uh, get the title right until I saw the movie. It's called Age of Uprising, colon, Michael Kohlhaas. It's a French-German movie starring Mads Mikkelsen, and it's about a 16th century horse trader who gets up to some shenanigans, but his horses get stolen, and he starts a revolution, but it's kind of just okay. Uh, check it out if you like Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, that downright annoyed is very fun. I love talking to those guys. That's that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I have an article out, not on our blog, I have it on uh, Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Ooh. Uh, so Kaiju Ramen, we, uh, gentlemen's, gentlemen we've talked to before. Friends of the show. Um, I just recorded a conversation with uh, Travis. Yes. Um, nice. Excited for that one to come out. Um, uh, they put out a magazine. We talked to them about this magazine, Kaiju Ramen. Um, you, can, you, know, you know, it's great. Um, great magazine. I have an article in that magazine um, that I 
I'm really happy with. I'm really proud of. Um, Sparks even got to help me a, a little bit with it. Ooh. Um, but I talk about Gamera and kind of his legacy in the shadow of Godzilla um, and why, uh, you know, why it's a shame that that is true and, and why we need a resurgence of Gamera. Um, so that's cool. That's a lot of fun. I'm really happy with that one. I've linked Kaiju Raman's website below where you can buy the magazine. Um, I can't link the article, unfortunately. Darn. Got to pay for that. Yeah. But you know what? I say it's worth it. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, I have it on my hard disk. You guys read it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got the inside scoop. Yeah. And on the network, we've got some cool stuff. Uh, I only put out one episode of Conversation in the time that we were off. Uh, life happened. I had a really busy week last week, and I just didn't get a new one out. Um, that is Ben Magnet's episode, so I'm sorry. Oh. I can actually say I'm sorry to you. Oh, that's person. <laughs> I was on vacation. It's fine. Um, yeah, that's that's the excuse of not putting out a pre-recorded <laughs> interview. <laughs> um, no, but the episode that is out, uh, the latest episode is with Brandon Jacobs, who does the Up From The Depths YouTube channel, yep. which talks about kaiju, uh, giant monsters. You should definitely start the running gag here where it's like, actually, this person really needed it scheduled out this week, so Ben, we're going to push you back. <laughs> and then, uh, we're gonna I'll become he becomes like a little bit more the Kimmel Matt Damon. We'll get to the, we'll get to the Ben episode. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to Matt Damon. We ran out of time. <laughs> um, as long as you're not introducing me on the show as a founding member of the show, is like we are the Fake Nerd Podcast and guest, and then they point to me and friend. Is that what happened? On that was at the Oscars joke. Oh, it's yes. Ben Affleck and guest. It was Matt Damon. Yes, you're right. Ben Magnet is guest. Um. So yeah, I'm. Uh, it's really cool interview i wasn't talking about the magazine anymore um it was a really cool interview uh, he's a really cool guy i'm a big fan of his youtube channel um the up from the depths youtube channel got me into gamera little re relation there um Dimogen, uh got me to search and watch a lot of new monster movies so i was really excited to talk to this guy uh about the monster about the giant monster fandom and uh, he, i found him to be really contemplative um and a really cool guy so check that out linked below and, of course, we have two new episodes that came out this week for Animation Station and Basement Arcade. Choo-choo! Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Synergy. Animation Station, myself and Anne, joined by Sparks, talked about... <laughs> Sparks joined by Brandon and Ben. I was about, I was about to say. <laughs> that, that, well, we took the episode last time. We did. I let you. <laughs> um, yes, uh, of course, an Animation Station. Transformers, War for Cybertron, Kingdom, the third and final part of the <laughs> War for Cybertron trilogy. Guys, did we talk about Transformers for like two hours? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We That's did. why this podcast was invented, man. So it's we get true. to do that. Oh my gosh. Um, hey, we sh we said a lot of cool things. I'm proud of that conversation. Me too. It's one of my favorites that we've done. Uh, Starscream MVP. Rah! Hey guys, what if Megatron's the protagonist? Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's Optimus actually... is. Optimus is the worst. This is the one time I'll actually say Optimus sucks. Check it. Check out the episode where I proudly exclaim that the Michael Bay Optimus Prime is better than the War for Cybertron trilogy Optimus Prime. Yeah, go check out our War for Cybertron discussion. That's their animation yeah. station. We're proud. Choo -choo. And you guys put out a Basement Arcade for Phasmophobia. Oh my god, yeah, it's we Halloween. Basement August. Arcade is back, baby, with a new intro. Yeah. That's so good. Courtesy of music from Jeremy Vellucci. Thank you, Jeremy. Ooh. And visuals by you. That's true. Yo, man, that intro is so hot. It just makes me want to make stuff just so we can put it out just to use the intro. Uh, Phasmophobia. Good thing we're working on shit. Yeah. Phasmophobia is just a really fun game that we've talked about a lot but haven't actually had the chance to play it. And we finally got to, uh, you know, it's a ghost hunting game on the PC. Shout outs to our friend Pi for yep. being our ally in that. Uh, he's in VR. So if you watch that, like, it's him. It's really fun. He's, it's like, doing funny. lots of shenanigans. Uh, 
great game, truly spooky, like actually one of the scariest games I've ever played. And I'm like, I'm a guy who doesn't get scared by games because I play them a lot, but like, I cannot wait for you to try this, Ben, because you're probably going to shit your pants. Be honest. <laughs> it's, be honest. A, it's a very fun, good oh time with God. your friends, but it's also spooky. Yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, uh, great. Check that out. How long is it until October again? Not long mm, enough. Nope. You're going to start soon, bud. We're going to oh, start putting you in backlog the <laughs> very soon. I'd be upset otherwise. Oh, uh, yeah. All those awesome links are down below in the description of the YouTube channel and the audio feed. So check those out. Uh, we're really happy with all of this content. So uh, do us a favor and, you know, look at it. Check yeah. it out. Cool. Totally That's all sure. I got, though, for links. Who wants to go first their week? I'll go. For, I'll, how about my two weeks? There are two there we weeks go. then. Yeah. So I so I, I was right, I was out of town. Um, let's see. I'm going to I'm going to try to shock on this. I uh, beat Super Mario 64. Um, I got a whole 120 stars. Hell that yeah. game is great, but Lord, do I have some problems with it? So yeah, I did the thing though. I finally did the thing that everyone was giving me crap for. Uh, let's see. I read some comic books. I was, uh, um, give me, give me, uh, X Men. I read the uh, Nimrod uh, issue of X Men, also with Mystique. Oh, this is like like 16. It's yeah. Oh, okay, this is a because like the new X Men comic is no, out. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Okay, gotcha, uh, gotcha. This is still with Hickman writing. No, it. yeah, uh, that's that issue. Uh, I started. I read issue number one of Way of X. I really enjoyed it, and yes. I really like how like I mean that's like what a four month old book right now. That's only issue like three. You're fine. Okay, yeah. Dude, but, I'm also very behind, so I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, it brings a really good point because there is this really uh, hardcore scene. I'm gonna spoil issue one of Way of X, so it's just FYI. it's an incredible comic, but it's also old. It really is, it. but also there's a scene where Pixie just straight up gets shot in the face with a shotgun and dies, and then when she comes back to life, it's it brings this question is like, yeah, because um the X Men have beaten immortality, but should we still go in reckless the, and guns a blazing like this? Yeah, the, the premise is like Nightcrawler's on a mission and like Pixie is like, because the X-Men are immortal now, nobody is scared of death. So they just go in guns blazing and they just get killed like it's nothing. And that really troubles Nightcrawler, a guy who grew up Catholic where dying means something to him. Yeah. So again, I've loved this comic. I'm like an issue, I'm one issue behind, but like that is a comic that's raising all the really interesting questions for Krakoa. There was, oh, a, hell there was yeah. a moment, the, the one that really got me in that moment, because I also read this issue a couple months ago. Um, when they, when she comes back, because uh, they make a point that's like, yeah, I liked this thing before, but now I'm I'm really into this thing. She wanted sushi, and then she wanted well, on the mission. She was craving a cheese toasty, which is a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And so, because the backup didn't happen, the backup of her of her like soul, quote unquote, happened. That's happened before that. When she comes back, she's like, you know, I don't really want cheese toasties. I want she, I want sushi. It raises all the interesting questions, like, oh man, like, are these the same people? Yeah. What is a soul? Is this all effed up? The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I read I read the first issue. I'm like, wow, this is like it hit me hard. Yeah, it was it was really good, and I can't wait to read that. Um, I read a few more comic books, which I can't remember, but I was like, all right, sweet, can't wait to finish to doodle my stack. Memorable. Um, I finished reading in beta, which was the book I got as right. an advanced copy to review. I'm gonna write a review about it. It's gonna be put up on the blog soon. I enjoyed it. Cool. I had a good time with it, and I was. I would say like the first half was a little slow to get to, but once you get halfway, then it starts to pick up. And I have to say, I'm glad I pushed through because that's like, hmm, this is interesting. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the big thing I want to talk about is I was off, off, I was in vacation in Miami. If you check my Instagram, I was having fun in Florida. Welcome to it was Miami. it was awesome. And one of the things like you mentioned VR, my brother has a PlayStation Five mm -hmm. and he has a VR. I played Beat Saber for the first time, and holy shit, that got me onto VR. It's pretty good. That's a good one. No, it is just like. The way the VR was set up and like how you feel like you're in the, the world itself because the, the VR headset, the PlayStation VR's headset has these little headphones that are like a noise canceling ones. Mm -hmm. So you can't really hear the outside world. It, it's different. Like obviously when you're watching someone playing it on a screen or like a YouTuber or whatever, it's not or a Twitch streamer, it's not the same as actually having the headset on. And it is just 
nuts. Did, did we tell you about Brandon's first time in VR? <laughs> I don't think so. I uh, was high. The, 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 oh, no. the quick version is that he was high. Oh. And we definitely, like, Brandon was like, I'm not even sure what's up when after he took the VR goggles off, he's just kind of sitting there like, oh, what's I real? don't even know. And so I was like, don't worry, man. Let me get that for you. And so I oh, no. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so sad. It's a good. lot of fun. A lot of fun. I liked. I liked it a lot. Oh man. Yeah. So my brother, he he was a gracious host. Um, he gave me his PlayStation One Mini Classic that he did on. He also gave me his PlayStation Vita that he hasn't played in months nice. or years. So he's like, take stuff home with you. I'm like, okay. Um, just leave with his couch. I'm like, wait, not that. Man, <laughs> I, I got I got a cool fun fact for you. I was just yeah. listening to a podcast, uh, like a PlayStation centric one, and um, the Vita is like one of the like the best consoles that ever come out that nobody bought, right? Like it was right. it was really cool when it came out, but it's unfortunately nobody bought it. That is the only way that you can retro play Final Fantasies one through twelve, so on, like in like in a, in a very easy way. It is the only system that has one through twelve available on the Vita, whether it's through the online store or through like collections. And like the Vita is like the one place where like yeah oh, you have all Final Fantasy there, but oh. it's like it's like it's hard to get now. Only thing so like was so, that was that Nextlander? It was Nextlander. Yeah, 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 you got the good podcast. So the thing about so the, also as much as I'm because I plan to get the. I was hoping to get like a bunch of like download a few tiles so I could play on the plane ride home, but mm -hmm. I just finished up reading in beta instead, which is good. Um, unfortunately, the thing with the Vita that's a huge problem. So my brother had he bought a six a sixty four gigabyte memory card. Yeah, that's like the biggest one that came in. And for Sony, Sony is like a bit of a bitch when it comes to this. So because like Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch can take any sort of mini SD card on the block. It doesn't matter what brand it is. Doesn't matter who made it. It can as long as it's an empty memory card, it can read it. Yeah, PlayStation and, is is even now they're still not gonna. Buy no, it. no, Sony was like very. You have to use our stuff. And for the PlayStation Vita, they made ones specifically for the Vita. Now here's the rub. As cool as it is having a 64 gig memory card on it. My brother's account is linked to that memory card, so I cannot sign into my PlayStation Network account and download oh. stuff on it. It has to be through his. So in order for me to download stuff on his new Vita through my account instead of having like, to vent on my brother and you know all that jazz, that's going to be a freaking headache, is I had to get a new PlayStation Vita memory card to do it. Yeah. And I haven't configured it yet because I still need to log him out of his Vita system, put the memory card in, and do the. It's a it's a bloody process. It's annoying as all hell. But thankfully, I got a memory card for free from one of my good buddies, Roger over at Frankenstein's. Thank you, buddy. I love free. Yeah, it's a four gig memory card because those memory cards for the PlayStation Vita are hard as hell to find and they're stupid expensive. Yeah, because the thing's out of print. Nobody. Yeah, it's freaking stupid. But besides that, PlayStation VR is freaking awesome. Also, guys, we all like going to the beach. Do we? I do. You do. All I right. do it enough. Have you swam the Atlantic Ocean before? Yes. Yes. No. Well, Brandon, the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> no, so especially uh, my brother lives in North Beach, Miami, uh, or North Miami Beach, and the water there is just... So fine? It's just 10 times better than uh, the Pacific Ocean. It is, it's clean. I can actually see the bottom of my... I can see the top of my feet in the water. I could see fish swimming up to me. Um, it's warm. It's like a nice, uh, lukewarm bath water, which, cause here in California, when you go into the water, it's super freezing cold, no matter what time of year it is. Man, we want different things out of our beaches. <laughs> yeah. Clean water. Who wants that? Yeah. I mean, the water, it's just clean. It's just gorgeous. But just, so it's, and also the one thing there's I love. There's a difference between clean and clear. <laughs> like, 
clean is clean on the Pacific Coast, at least up in Monterey. Like that's clean. Okay, Mister Monterey. I grew up in the dirty streets of Santa De Monica, with the, <laughs> where I'm picking stuff out of my feet in the yeah, sand. Yeah, yeah, sure. Santa De Monica. Yeah, you heard me. I, that's the, the proper Spanish. Well, one of the things I love about um, loved about swimming in the in, uh, in Miami Beach was that there weren't any waves to beat the ever living shit out of you. You could just like float and just enjoy the sun and the scenery. It's just gorgeous. Welcome Sorry. to Miami. Yeah, Will Smith it, told me about it. Santa. Are you writing? I think she was a patient. Ideas. She was a patient saint. All right. Yeah. No, this is a character for it. This is a demon. This is a character for a demon. Oh, it's oh. the Conjuring Four. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last major thing I did in in Florida, which I thought was really cool, was I actually got uh, I went on a um a fifteen mile bike ride through the Everglades National Forest or Everglades National Port Pork Park, the, ne- the Everglades National Everglades. Park. Hell yeah, we're all on it tonight, baby. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangel Park. Ne- <laughs> ne- Neon Gen- Evangelion Jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, I went to Everglades National Park. Um, I saw a few alligators. Um, I saw some. I saw some beautiful wildlife. It was just gorgeous. It was hot as hell, humid as hell. My Never God, Everglades. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's he done. actually wrote that shit down. <laughs> um, yeah, the everything about Miami was just beautiful, except for the humidity. Because there will be times where in my brother's car, he has the AC on max. I step out of it, my glasses instantly fog up. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went to That's dinner. We went to dinner, and I'm trying to get inside the restaurant, but I'm pulling the wrong freaking door. And Fanny's like, it's this one. I'm like, I can't freaking see, babe. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, a bunch of pictures on my Instagram. Ben Mac, the 27, you want to go ch- uh, check it out. Uh, besides that, uh, Metroid Return of Samus, almost done with that. And I also got my articles done. So there you go. That's me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Pull up, Max. Also, 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 I saw some uh, um, movies and stuff, which we're going to talk about. And uh, anybody celebrate Free Comic Book Day yesterday? I did not because nope. I totally forgot it was Free Comic Book Day yesterday. I, I worked my life. the entire time the shop was open. I did. I went I went by just as my shop was closing, about five minutes before. Got my free comics. Um, I specifically wanted the Venom and the Avengers one. Nice. Um, I was busy, and I didn't mind missing it until I found out our local comic shop shop was doing like 40 and 50 percent off sale on trade paperbacks yep. and hardcovers and i'm like uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> they were they're literally they were open later i got to work and then they opened and then i left work and they were closed yeah i'm like that sucks yep yeah, yeah. nothing i could do yeah uh, i was this close to going yesterday and i was like mm, i'll just wait till i get paid i gotta it. save i gotta save what money i have left and then and then I'm in the car with these guys later and they're like oh yeah free comic book day was yesterday i'm like son they of usually a got leftovers usually probably, i'm pretty sure they will yeah uh, you know, free comic book day. It was kind of, you know, it's small this year, but yeah. Yeah. cool to get still. It's cool to get some free comics. Yeah, it's always nice. Yeah, definitely. Who else wants, wants to go the week? I'll go. Do it. Let's see. Last week, all I remember doing is watching Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance and playing my various games. Um, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance is a soul is a well, I don't I can't say superior film, but it is a much more enjoyable film because the first one is kind of just like like a melodic like dull just like man this is just a movie that's happening where a spirit of vengeance i would say it's superior okay yeah yeah i agree i i think it's fun i have have a lot of fun with it but like i can recognize that like i don't think it's good i I don't think it like reaches the heights it could but it at least has a clear vision yeah that it's giving to you and it has and it has an energy uh that nick cage like it's funny because like you know nick cage is like this crazy performer but like compared to ghost rider like two he's super tame in the first movie the yeah. second one he's like it's burning at the door yeah. and i'm like oh my god this is the nick cage that i wanted from ghost rider um yes and like there is a lot more cool lore stuff they do a really weird thing where they make danny catch like 
like the like antichrist and he's like a little oh. kid and, like that's that, that's fun but, oh that's right that is yeah. supposed to be danny cage and that's super weird and like danny cage is like now my favorite ghostwriter and i'm like oh he's just this little kid whatever but like he's in the movie uh blackout is a villain and he is kind of like in the comics in the comics blackout is a mechanical vampire um he has like mechanical fangs and he can protrude like uh like darkness around him like a vampire but in the movie they just do the thing with light where they put him on like like a green screen stage and it's like dark around him it looks kind of bad because it's a low budget movie sure. but he just helps in it he's french he's fun um christopher lambert is weird as hell in that movie uh i i had a good time watching it right um, right yeah what happens when you have to pee oh my god that was in the trailer and i was like what's the context is this and it's it, yeah ghost rider peace fire in this movie like oh it's awesome it's oh it's awesome yeah um there's a scene you can just watch the trailer it's in a trailer i wish it wasn't but like he he ghost rides this giant excavating machine that's a fair part. It's incredible. Yeah. It is so cool. And yeah. the action in this movie is awesome. I'm like, oh, man, Ghost Rider is a character who deserves I think to be it, on I the I think that screen. movie has more good in it than bad. Yes. Uh, so I, a, I'm happy to watch yeah. that one. It yeah. took heavily from like what Jason Aaron was doing with Ghost Rider at the time. Um, and I really like that's not the same statement, but I know they're paired together. Um, but I really like the idea that it's not a motorcycle that he can that he can make into a Ghost Rider yeah. vehicle. No, it's anything. Notably, um, they did motion capture stuff for Nick Cage in this in the yeah. second one that they didn't do in the first. So like a lot more of his performance is able to be part of Ghost Rider. So he like did weird ticks. He's and more animalistic yes. and like he's more like Hurr. he made him very primal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so much more fun. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I'm having a good time discovering my love for Ghost Rider because like man, like I love a, lot, it. a lot of those comics are like really excellent. And like, and, and I get sick. why older fans. Love Ghost Rider, and like, not that the newer comics are bad. Like Robbie Ray's is cool, but it's just it just doesn't have the same like wicked energy that like kind of like the '90s is. You know, it's like it's like Ghost Rider is a metal character, right? But like, mm -hmm. I see why. Like, oh man, this is like the best of the best of this kind of thing. And Ghost Rider really hasn't been that since that era. As yeah. good as like the the Ed Brisson stuff is, yeah. it just never really captured it. When like, when I like the Ed Brisson stuff too. Yeah. Uh, when Robbie Ray's first showed up as Ghost Rider, uh, it was very different than where he is now as ghost rider yeah um they definitely toned him down as he became a bigger a bigger player in the marvel universe and that's a shame yeah um it is still cool to like the, the ghost rider thing of like oh they can possess anything any vehicle and turn it into a ghost rider machine i love that so much yeah it's awesome um yeah ghost rider's cool um i watched a bunch of stuff with you and i don't even remember this week or last week but most of it involved either motherlands or supermans sure um, let's just talk about them yeah hey uh i'll pretty much i kind of have the same thing to say about motherland and superman and lois from this last this last batch that we watched yeah. um most recent episode of motherland episode 11 mm -hmm. of superman and lois um <laughs> both of them had plot elements where we were like oh they could drag this out for like episodes uh they're not gonna they're not gonna get to the conclusion of this mm -hmm. They do in that episode. They're just like, oh no, we're just going for it. And I'm like, oh, we're just moving, I yeah. guess. Um, Motherland's incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna say it every week until that show's off the air, and then I'll be like, Y'all need to go watch Motherland. Like, that's it's true. Not enough people are watching that show, I guarantee it, but they should be. Uh um, last week's episode had a thing where like uh people didn't want to be seen, so their faces they they can like witchify their faces, like blur it out like they do on TV, but it's just like do that in real life. It looks really cool. There's a lot of really cool special effects uses in this like in this uh show, like every episode. Uh just a really cool show. Yeah. Um, and Superman and Lois, man, just like I just I love that show so much. And like it, it astounds me how much I care about like like the the sidekick Smallville characters like I I really like like Jonathan and and Jordan's like a uh, uh, friend Sarah and she's just like this teenage girl uh, and, like they're all good so they have this excellent scene where like um Jonathan and Jordan both know like what's happening to their friend's dad 
and they're like, oh, so he's like apprehended by the government. I guess we should just kind of keep that on the download. And then Jordan's like, no, no we're just going to tell her. No, we're just going to tell her what's going on. And yeah. they just like go and straight up. And it's like, you know, we're really sorry, but like you should know that your dad's not being an asshole and your mom's not, not being na- like unattentive. It doesn't do and, the like, CW things thing. Are, things are bad. Where and like it prolongs drama for right. episode after episode. And they're, and they're like, something is actually wrong. And, you know, if it helps, we could go see your dad mm-hmm. and you could know like that it's actually wrong. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way to stick it to some of these other shows. Like, just cut the bullshit. Holy crap. Continue to be impressed. Superman and Lois is fantastic. Um, Motherland is also super good. Uh, They're doing really great character stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I love Um, watching those shows. We saw The Green Knight last week. Yes. Um, We initially talked about reviewing it, but I don't think we're going to anyway. Uh, The Green Knight is probably my favorite movie of the year. Uh, It is a wild movie that I just never... It's a type of movie that just doesn't get made anymore, and I understand why people don't like it. It's made for me, baby. That's all I need to say. Um, what else did I do? I read a couple comics today. I read Superman, Son of Kal-El by some people. It's Tom Taylor, and, and I'm sorry, artist, I forget your name. Have you read that yet, Brandon? I don't remember. Uh, you don't remember? I don't remember. Uh, ah, shit, it's really good. It's a really good first issue. Um, uh, Damien's in it, so, like, you know, there's some Super Sun stuff. Uh, just so good. He has such, Tom Taylor has maybe the best heart in comics, like, right now. Like, he is a dude who just, like, knows how to hit the emotional punches of, like, yo, man, we're friends, and love's great, and, like, you can be Superman, and it's okay. Uh, it's really great. Um, I read X-Men number two by Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz. Hey, that's, I like that issue more than the first one. Uh, it's really fun. The, the, the villain's Cordyceps Jones. He's a, uh, a space monster who runs a gambling casino where it's basically like South Park. We're like, hey, uh, who wants to bet that I could beat up Earth? No, and it's just like a big betting casino. It's really fun. And then I read Batman 89, and that is awesome. That feels like a sequel to that series. I am so happy that comic's so good. Joe Quinones' art is so good. Um, it's introducing a lot of the elements from the Bat family, like, you know, like uh, Robins and Two-Face and all this stuff. That's really cool. I think that comic's really great. That makes me really excited for Superman 78. And that is my week. Hold up real quick. What so up? Magus is talking about the Green Knight saying Green Knight was really out there. Yep. And Downright Nerdy is straight up saying that it really was horrible slash deceiving marketing. Though. Yes. We talked about a little bit on uh, uh, Downright Annoyed. Um, I still think, you know, when you watch a movie from A24, you should kind of know at this point that it's not going to be, like, a big action movie. But, like, I understand where he's coming from, where, like, the marketing made it seem a little more Lord of the Ringsy than it actually is. Mm. Mm. That movie is not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sparks? Oh, yeah. Okay. Crack it open. Um, Jesus. Who do you think this is? We hate movies. Uh, I really, I really like The Green Knight. Um, I definitely didn't... Uh, land on it quite as hard as ryan did but i did enjoy myself and um it's one that i enjoyed ruminating on since i saw it uh yeah i i do i do enjoy that it's a movie it i haven't thought about a movie more this entire year like i yeah i I, I would probably agree with that i and people at work who aren't movie people saw and they ask me questions like what did you think about this and i'm like that's how i knew a movie has like permeated your mind is when so many people are constantly talking about it um great love it um yeah, so we talked about Motherland. We talked about Superman and Lois. Uh, recommend both those shows. Um, go out there, watch them. They're they're available. Um, we talked about Transformers: War for Cybertron, which I watched. So I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Diamond Station is there. Plenty of that. Uh, also uh, watched What If. Um, that came out. We are not talking about that yet because we're going to make a Fickner's Watch episode later this week about the first two episodes. So yep. I will save my comments for then. Check it. Uh, one other thing Ryan and I did together that he didn't mention is Back for Blood. We oh, played the beta. That's right. Oh, right. Oh, man, I wish you could have done more of that. Yeah, I do too, but the schedules were just yeah. poopy. Um, 
yeah, uh, I enjoy what we played to that beta. Um, as we went, it impressed me more. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I definitely came into it a little skeptical, a little rough. Wasn't sure how much I'd like the system. The more I've thought on it, and I wish I could have put more time into it, but um, the more I've thought on that game, the more I think that all the tools that are there, whether I even if I'm not loving the tools at first, they are going to make replayability good. People, yeah, uh, people who have played more than more than us have said that like the card system actually works out the more you play because like you actually get to build loadouts and stuff and stuff that right. we we just didn't get to see in the beta. And I, and I think it's going to make the replayability of things feel fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. I I do want to spotlight like it has a couple of moments that are like fantastic set pieces that are not things that Left 4 Dead ever got to do, not on the scale. Um, For example, there's a section where two of us uh, could control like military turrets and the other two had to go set bombs to blow up a ship. Oh, the the ferry. But the one that I really appreciated is there's one where like, here's the safe house. Oh no, there's zombies inside. Guess you're going to have to open that door, clear it out, and then fortify the safe house. So the zombies are rushing, and two of your team members need to work on fortifying the house, or just one, however many you need to cover the zombies, and the rest need to be covering the zombies Mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, you can put the fortifications up, and you will not be safe until you do so. Uh, Really good. Like, like really tense. Definitely the hardest part of what we played. Yeah. Um, And it was not the final, like, zone, but it was the most challenging section. Mm -hmm. Um, The difficulty scale is based on friendly fire. So, so easy easy. is no friendly fire. Yeah. Medium is some friendly fire. (laughs) Hard is all friendly fire. You're killing your friends every day. So watch watch yourself. (laughs) So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. They they've done a really great job. It definitely has the Left 4 Dead feel, but it also feels like something very new. Mm -hmm. Um the weapons feel good. It feels good to play. The visuals are great. There's one particular section we were going through where the fog was so thick and things would just come out at oh, you. Oh, so scary. Uh, really effective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very excited to play more of it. Yeah. If if you if you like Left 4 Dead, this is this honestly, it does feel like like Left 4 Dead three. Um, the evolution of Left 4 Dead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Very very stoked to play it with like a full team. Yeah. Um, I do lament that the multiplayer is not for the campaign. Yeah. Yet. Oh, but there's a campaign. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, like like the like same the way you play Dead. Left 4 Dead. You know, like you you're playing through a story. Oh, that's true. That's um, true. not and like you like, used to do like, like multiplayer yeah. to affect people as they were going through it. Yeah. Now it's more like a it's just horde, a, versus a horde mode where like you you fortify your situation and you try and defend yourself for as long oh. as you can, um, while the other team attacks you. Uh, that's not bad, and I can see where like playing with a full team or full teams on both sides, it would be a lot of fun to like strategize and and work against each other or for each other. Mm-hmm. Um. But I hope that down the road they'll add multiplayer campaign play again. Yeah, yeah. that that's what I loved about Left 4 Dead. I loved being those zombies. Um, I finished Castlevania. I'm not gonna say a ton about it. I think it's pretty all right. Um, I think that I talked a bit about uh, how one of the parts I anticipated most, the animation dipped, and I'm like, I'm sure they're saving that for the animation for the finale. They were. Um. I just cared about that fight way less. Way, way less. Um, so, uh, hi, Astra. Oh, hello, Astra. Let's, uh, let's, let's not. More like Castra. Oh, live TV. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you can't. You, Our the culture. Ca- the camera can't see it, but we got some culture. Oh, we've got some culture. <laughs> we've got some bolt, bolt, fruit and potatoes. It's a bowl of fruit and avocado and two potatoes. Uh, it's like, I don't, I don't want to like beat on the horse too much, but like Castlevania, like it's, it, 
something about the way that it comes in in its last couple episodes just feels like it ran out of steam. There's some really incredible visual animation stuff, but also like our main heroes are fighting people that like I don't give a crap about who they're fighting because we haven't spent any time with those characters. Whereas the show before had been like building up to these conflicts. It's just right. kind of like, here's tough people, and I'm like, cool, and they do cool visual stuff, and I'm like, neat, and then we move on. Um, and the the ending is just dull, <laughs> and the voice actors seem to think so too. Um, it it's rough and. Uh, it, Definitely not the high I hoped that Castlevania would go out on. Um, sure. Overall, the season was worth watching, but I'm like, I think season two was still the best the show ever got, and mm -hmm. we just never hit that high again. This is season four? This is season four. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think season two is is the top tier, and that was some good we've, stuff. We've just never gotten back there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I because I finished Castlevania, I started another show. Uh, Godzilla Singular Point. Yes. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes. Um. I love it, guys. Uh, I love what I've seen so far. This is, um, it feels like a Showa uh, era monster film. Like the way that the characters are like discovering things about the kaiju showing up, the the ways that they are, uh, their stories are interceding with each other, how they know each other, what they're doing, how they're talking about it. The bits. Oh, you're it so just, right. The, the character connections being like, I knew this person in college and she's my Yeah, yeah. Kid. It's exactly yeah. like that. It's exactly the way that like, the character uh, stuff is set up for humans in those older films. It feels that vibe. It's it's very, very good. Um, I really like the character. Honestly, there haven't been, the first two episodes, there's not a lot of monster action. There's some, but there's not a ton. Uh, the human characters are great. The 2D animation is spectacular. And the 3D animation with the monster effects looks good because that's where they focused on that. And the rest is 2D and the 2D is gorgeous. So I'm like, awesome. A plus, this is exactly what I wanted. Loving it. Um, I did watch it in dub, and I think the dub's solid. So. Oh, I played 10 hours of No Man's Sky. That game's good. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I saw you tweeting about that. That's oh. I also saw League of Their Own for the first time on the plane ride home. Nice. Nice. Really good movie. Brandon, anything you missed? Oh, you haven't gone yet. I haven't gone yet. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, but uh, Godzilla's still good point. Really happy to be watching So happy it. you're watching that. Uh, I, I'd only, the only reason I hadn't started was because I'm like, I really feel like I should finish Castlevania before I start another <laughs> anime. Uh, how many episodes of Singular Point? That's done. Um, two. Just two. So no, how many episodes? Oh, 13 the... total. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think I'm going to be done real 20 quick. 20-minute episodes? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to be done pretty soon. Um, incredible intro. Uh, incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible ending credits. Yeah. Uh, absolutely gorgeous animation. They recreate, like, the old designs in anime style, and they look so good. So, like, you'll see, like, the way he looked in the movie Jet Jaguar, but he's in the old anime style. And I'm like, man, I oh, watched that yeah, show, too. Right. Holy crap. Jet Jaguar. Um, they look great. Uh, so it's, like, all the Showa-era monsters done in anime style and the ending credits i'm like ah, I, i'd watch this show too like i like the show i'm watching but i watch this show also that looks great um anyway uh real quick i started watching 30 rock i've never watched it before so that's something i'm watching now <laughs> I, I am enjoying it um some things are dated and a little racy so but it's fun sure. the last thing i want to talk about is that uh i i finally decided to buy the viz digital reading app for two dollars a month because i have manga i want to read and um rather than catch up on all the many 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 comics that i want to read i decided i was going to get on the train that a lot of people are talking about which is chainsaw man so over the past two weeks i've read 62 chapters of chainsaw man um there are 97 out so i'm almost there hell yeah uh thing with manga chapters they go so quick uh it is incredible um it is somewhere between junji ito's work and Juju 
Jujutsu Kaisen, um, as far as like visual demon stuff. Um, the main character is fascinating. There's uh, like very minor spoilers. He's very, uh, his motivations are like being able to live the easy life. And like once he has that, the only thing he really wants is to like hook up with a girl. Um, and by chapter 12, uh, like his main motivation is that he's like, I'm doing these things because then I'll get to touch a boob. And my favorite thing is that like, I was like, I mean, this is manga, this is anime, this is what we do. Uh, in, in like chapter 12 or something, he does touch a boob. And then the whole rest of the chapter he's, after it happens, he's just kind of like this and he goes through the rest of the day and he's like, was that it? (laughs) Is this all that there is? Why are we here? Bag Why are we even doing sand. any of this? And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't expect it. And and it takes some turns from there that I think are really good. Um, there's an incredible, maybe one of my favorite chapters in uh, a shonen type manga happens in this manga, which is where the girl who he's motivated most to do all this demon hunting with, um, devil hunting. This show, this manga is great. Um, he gets coerced into going on a movie marathon date with her. So they just go to movie after movie after movie at the theaters. And they both are like in crowds of people who are reacting and everyone is reacting the same way to the films. And he's confused why she isn't. He's like, why am I not feeling these things? And then he looks over at her and she's never feeling these things either. And when they get out of the movie, they both think like that was so stupid. It wasn't funny or blah, blah, blah. And they get to the last movie and they're the only people like so all these have been like crowded ones and it's like yeah this one a lot of people don't seem that into it like they don't get it that kind of thing so they go and see it and they're like the only people in the audience except for like one or two and all of a sudden out of nowhere he's like oh my god why am i crying what happened this isn't even a poignant scene what's going on he looks over at her she's crying too and they get out and they're like that the whole day of movies was worth it for that film and like that's just that's what the chapter is about is about them recognizing that they like value the same things in art and i'm like Man, that's, that's a awesome. good chapter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sparks, um, uh, Mag is saying that uh, you'll have a good time with Chainsaw Man. I, I already am. I, I'm deep. I'm in Chainsaw Man. Um, I, I could not be deeper. Uh, He's two-thirds of the way done. <laughs> yeah, over. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I highly recommend. I'm sure that anime is going to be great. Uh, looking forward to it when it comes out. Um, really glad that I, that I took the dive on it. I think it's a cool, a unique world um and unique take on a lot of shonen tropes so Hell that's yeah. it that's it nice okay my turn um da, 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 i should have gotten this ready before da, 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 here we go da, 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 da. i watched shazam i watched another dc extended universe movie worlds of dc whatever the hell they want to call it uh movie this week that we're talking about this week but so i wanted to see some of the other ones i like so mm-hmm. i watched shazam shazam i was gonna watch birds of prey but i didn't make time um shazam definitely relates more to suicide squad so that's a good choice yeah i think so yeah. um <laughs> sorry <laughs> um i really like that movie i yeah. still really like that movie i think the movie's great um i don't have a lot to say about that i shazam. watched i'll do this one next i watched space jam a new legacy i actually just watched that yesterday yep um it's bad also also so winter is coming winters are coming uh it's oh my God. you know you know what here's the thing i i will I it's it's look it's really bad. I will say that I think there is value to children in the basketball sequence. I do not think once we I do not think the journey up there kids are interested in at all. 
because it's just a bunch of look how cool these classic Warner Brothers movies are. Remember Casablanca and The Matrix and But our kids into basketball? That's that's we're on the other side of it. I mean when we were kids, we had like Mike, we had Space Jam, we had tons of basketball kids. Well, because Michael Jordan, right? Like Mike so Michael saying, Jordan. I think yeah. that there are kids these days that could find interest in uh, okay. basketball. My, like that. my rebuttal to that is that, like, even if kids are into the basketball game, they don't have the attention span for an hour of basketball. No, game. it's way too long, far too long. Yeah. Uh, see my piece written about it this coming week, or I'm leaving this podcast. Finally, so, uh, it'll be out. I a threat. Uh, Sparks mentioned that there's a sequence. Uh, where we go to Wonder Woman World, which is just a comic book. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, great animation. Uh, gorgeous. Truly gorgeous animation that I, I was like, damn. So it's a part of the movie everyone should watch. Yeah. Uh, you YouTube, can watch baby. this whole movie on YouTube and say, just watch that sequence. Unfortunately, the only thing from that movie I saw was Foghorn Leghorn dresses Daenerys freaking Targaryen saying, I say, I'll say, winter is our common. I was like, what am I is witnessing right now? The last thing I want to mention is, and now I know how they did this. Um, because I watched um, Corridor Digital did a uh, visual effects artist reacts. So they're uh, the best to Space Jam and New Legacy, uh, where they talk about about uh, the backgrounds at the basketball at the basketball game. I think I watched this like earlier today. Yeah. Um, and they talk and, and we see how they filmed that sequence, and they filmed it in kind of like chunks, and they had people dressed up and in the thing, and most of them are just kind of doing looped reactions, like they're not reacting to the thing; they're just kind of. They're just kind of doing like, yeah. Woo. There's a scene where it, the penguin is just not even staring at the game. He's just looking off in a no direction. It is so obvious that these extras were not given direction. specific instructions. Yes. Yeah. And like, there's this one section where Pennywise is prominent in the background of a shot. And like, this person has no idea who Pennywise is. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely none. And it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, the distraction, the, 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 the the backgrounds of these are a huge distraction um, of just the worst people, the worst lookalikes I've ever seen in my life um, in, in Spirit Halloween costumes. And we should be ashamed. That it's like all the Hollywood Boulevard actors yes, uh, for Warner Brothers properties. We should be ashamed up. that we put that movie out in 4K because in any other in any other thing, like like maybe DVD and down, you would never have noticed those people. VHS. Yeah. yeah. The they, just, they just contribute nothing. It's um, awful and distracting. I, I'm right. I can't. I'm not worried about it. I can't. My opinion will be out there. Come on and slam. As I was watching that sequence, I found myself looking into the back room far more than I was watching the basketball. And it wasn't because I wasn't interested in the basketball. It was that there was just so much going on in the background. That's a mistake. It's the Iron Giant. Look, I grew up with them. Remember the Iron Giant? Okay, so like the worst thing about the way they structure the extras, and I'm just going to say this real quick. It's in my piece, but <laughs> is that they cheer for everyone. They have no stake in this, and they should. They just love games. <laughs> because the guy orchestrating against the tunes is threatening to delete them and also has that same control over the rest of them. So the IP should have some kind of reason they want one side to win over the other, but they just cheer for both sides when they do well. Wait, ben, do you know what the villain's name of the movie is? Algorithm. Algorithm. Oh, Algorithm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I was hoping you wouldn't know, but you already got the yeah. Algorithm. What a, what a missed opportunity to have Al Gore play Algorithm. Oh my god. <laughs> or I knew it was like some. It was like some freaking spinoff of Algorithm. I knew it's it was that. It's, it's very stupid. It's probably one of the most cynical blockbusters I've ever seen. Hell yeah! Only because it, 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 it hates itself. It hates itself. It can tell. You can tell it's cynical. The thing is, look. 
the first film is no masterpiece. The first film is a cash grab. It is a Nike and, and Warner Brothers cash grab. Doritos and Taco Bell. Uh, they, they were just like, this movie is going to do well because the, the commercials did well. That's fine. But the movie doesn't feel like it was made because of that. Yeah. This one feels like it was made to be like, look how cool Warner's is. Remember uh, The Matrix? And I, I, I really just didn't enjoy watching it. It's also 30 minutes longer than the, se- than the first one. Is South Park in this movie? No. No. They're Warner Brothers, right? Uh, HBO Max. They're technically Viacom because I don't. I don't think they are on okay. Warner Brothers. Because I'm like, is there I think it's. A, I think it's a licensing deal that they're putting South Park gotcha. on HBO Max, but I don't think Warner Brothers owns them. Okay. So I was like, are we gonna see a little like Kermit? No. Ah, dude, Taylor Swift. Oh my god, LeBron. <laughs> I've been having a tough time, and things are are starting to look up a bit. But I I needed a I needed a, a pick me up, so I watched Dragon Ball Super Broly. I've heard of that Broly, movie. Broly, real Broly. quickly, Ben, look at the chat. Broly. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Mag says, uh, Ooh, "Love the DC world." Yep. Spiches. Worlds. Yeah, worlds. Worlds of DC. Uh, Downright Nerdy says, "Doritos and Taco Bell, a staple of my diet." Ours hey! too. <laughs> and uh, oh, so Paramount owns uh, um South Park. Gotcha. Okay. So actually, Ben was right then with Viacom because Viacom nice. owns yeah. Paramount. Yep. Yeah, because I because I know Comedy Central was yeah whatever. So it used to be the other way around. Funnily enough. Okay. Uh, I watched Dragon Ball Super Broly. That movie is a comfort movie of mine. That movie Bro- rules. Hey. It is by it is definitely in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Ooh. Um, Bro- uh, I think about sequences from that movie all the time, and I really need first to- person punching. It's so good, so good. Um, Here you go, Frieza. That's so funny. <laughs> Just the Frieza. <laughs> Just like when Goku and Vegeta fly up, and Goku's like, "Here you go, Frieza." Then Broly comes out and starts wailing on Frieza. He's like, "Ah!" I cannot tell you how excited I am to see another Dragon Ball Z movie in theaters in like a year. Me too. That's I just so could not believe when we went and saw Dragon Ball Super Broly in theaters. So many people were like, "Oh!" Even the guy January. selling me the ticket was like, "Dude, you're gonna have a blast with this movie." It Hell was yeah. straight up looked me dead in the eye and said, "Yo." This movie's legit, man. I, You're gonna I, like it. I watch that movie every now and then. Um, and one of the one of the things that I always forget is that 30 minutes of the movie is just the story of the Saiyans and Bardock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, okay, we're at Bardock's doing. The, and then there's a bit where he's like, it, look, if I'm wrong, we'll just go say, we'll just go to Earth and save him. And oh, at least so And I'm just like, man. And he's more Superman than ever before. <laughs> If you wanna, if you wanna hear more of us talking about Broly, there's an episode for that. There, yes, is. there is. You um, have to, you have to dig for it, but it's there. January 2019, y'all. I have not changed my opinion of that movie uh, since that moment. I don't think the movie is just so good. Broly, Broly. Um, I watched another movie this weekend. Uh, we were actually going to talk about. We were talking about reviewing this film, but we didn't. Um, because well, we pushed our our the Suicide Squad. We got postponed. Um, and because honestly, at the time, at least two of us were not into it. Yeah, that um, changed. Free Guy. Holy shit! Free Guy came out this week. Um, I don't want to talk too much on it because we're, this is not the Free Guy podcast, and I don't no. want to. I don't want to overhype the movie for people because um, I, I, I know I, I have a tendency. I to I want to say that. something. Free Guy. This is from my uh, Tim. I was gonna say my friend uh, Tim Gettys on YouTube on uh, YouTube. Free Guy might have the biggest quality discrepancy between trailer and movie I've ever seen. It's one of his favorite movies of the year. This is a lot of people's favorite movie of the year. It is one of my favorite movies of the year. I, this is easily in my top somebody 10 of the year. said to me, no, no questions asked. I was like, I don't want to see Free Guy, and they're like, Hey guys, it's secretly, it's secretly like like pro communist and like super socialist and like really like a liberal super hardcore movie. And I'm like, I what? Where is this coming from? They didn't market any of this. So I so I, I don't want to. I'm really happy that people are re- are referring to this. Um, I don't want to overhype it because I I think I I don't want to get people's like 
you know, hype level too high that it disappoints. Downright know? Nerd knows what's up. Downright Nerd did, did go see it and, me- and message me about it. Uh, he saw it. He really loved it. Um, yeah, I really loved it. It's in my top 10 of the year, hands down. Um, the world is far more inventive than the trailers made you believe, um, which was really great because I remember watching the trailers. We were concerned that the world would just kind of be live action. Like, how are they just going? Just like GTA Lane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, find, I find the world much more inventive uh, than I anticipated. I really think they they pushed as, as far as they could go with in this format with that video game world. Um, it's where it wears its heart on its sleeve. It's super funny. Uh, I was in stitches the whole movie. Loved you, it, dude. I was so glad. And you when I get him. out, I texted him. I said, "Ben, you need to see this immediately." He texted me. He's like, "You gotta go see Free Guys." So I convinced Ben because to go- you were the one who was so because because Ryan was kind of like, I mean, we I do it if if we want to, but you were like, I, I'm, I don't want to do it. So I I knew watching the movie, I was like, Ben needs to see this. And somehow, I was like, Fanny, you want to go see it? She's like, sure. We are. We were dying. And there were so many awesome gag jokes. There were so many subtle references to video games in that movie that I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. And I, you know, I'm just going to say it. I think this is a better video game movie than Ray Player One. Hey, you should read the comment he just made. Way better than Ray Player One. Because I was even thinking about this, because this and in beta, there's, like, there's a lot of parallel thoughts between that book and this movie. And the one thing I was, I'm really glad about it. I mean, there are some gag jokes that are kind of in your face, but they work. There's some really great. There, there's two at the very end of the movie. I'm not gonna say what they are because I want you guys to witness it for yourselves. Witness me. That I was just dying in my seat because they are so funny. You know which ones I'm talking of about. Of course, I know which ones you're talking about. And I'm just like the one thing I love about this movie is that the references to the video games they're subtle. It's not like Ray Player One where it's like in your faces, like like with Space Jam. It's like look at all the things we have. With Ray Player One, it's also, like look at all the '80s nostalgia we get crammed down your throat. There's also people. There's also um, actual YouTubers, actual mm-hmm. gamer you Twitchers. Yeah, uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch streamers. That's what yeah. initially made me scared because that's not normally and a good honestly sign. incorporated very well. It did, yeah. yeah. Like if they weren't in there, I would be upset. Um, cool. There's a lot of um, things in this movie that do reflect what a lot of stories in the current video game industry, which take profits over quality. Um, I totally, as, you, as soon as you said that about like the the liberal agenda and whatever, I don't mean to say it like that. No, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you start a sentence and the wrong words. <laughs> I know come what you out. mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it's very much like like a, a like I haven't seen it, but like people against the man kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. Are you working yeah. morning on Tuesday? All mornings, baby. Okay, we could go Tuesday night. We can go Tuesday night. I'll free guy yeah. my Tuesday night. Mag is saying I love how it's even an emo in Fortnite. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, there's... I gotta see free guy before I support it on Fortnite. But it yeah. can take my money. There's maybe. A, yeah, there was a skin. There was an emo of Fortnite. There's missions in Fortnite with Ryan Reynolds. Actually, it's oh, not. Really? It's actually him. That's cute. It's an. It's not just like yeah, a video game app and go that. up to like an ATM. He's got record. He's got recorded video messages oh. that Ryan Reynolds like saying, "Hey, you're doing things." That's pretty. All right. That's yeah, cool. it's it's nuts. It's insane. And this... I am not surprised that free guy did something like that with Fortnite when yeah. Fortnite had like the prequel to Rise of Skywalker in it. So I mean like of course there's <laughs> yeah. going to be some Palpatine lives. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Free Guy is easily in my top 10 movies. This is probably top 5 movies I've seen this of this year thus far. It yeah. was I, that good. I was I was so shocked at how much I liked it. Um Yeah, I I loved it. Uh I'm sad we're not reviewing it. <laughs> All, almost everyone that I that could always on, change our minds. Yeah, you guys can still do it. Uh, like everyone I, uh, on Twitter is like, yeah, like biggest surprise of the year. Like, like the marketing was just like a, a whiff. Uh, yeah, the marketing is. Um, to be fair, it has been marketed for four years. But yeah. even like the 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 first trailer didn't do it justice. Yeah. Um, even going that that far back, where it was just kind of like, oh, okay, I can see where there's something here. Um, 
Yeah, I That's really good. liked it. And it's already got greenlit for a sequel, apparently. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds so, talked about that. I don't know if I want a sequel, but if it's I, just good, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, not everyone can do a Paddington 2, though. Not everyone True. can. So. Are you guys, uh, the only thing I care about right now, are you guys Jodie Comer fans now? Oh, she's great. Yeah. Where's she from? Killing Eve. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really I like the whole cast. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Change. There was something else I wanted to say about 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 it, but I totally forgot. It's um, okay. There may be a review at some point. Who knows? Maybe because I kind of really want to see this movie again. I'm totally fine I, with doing that. Yeah. I ooh, There's a dog. Dog time. Ooh, dogs. Oh dog, yeah. Dog yeah. time. Puppies. It's the puppy cast now. I also read. Bup, bup. I caught up on all the Dragon Ball Super manga. Nice. Um, I believe it goes to issue thirteen. Uh, in the in the current manga, I believe fourteen is coming out next, uh, next month. Um, so I'm all the way up to. For those of you who know, uh, or don't care, or don't know, Vegeta just arrived on Earth. That's Wait, why I'm, I'm sorry. Were you trying to guess like what volume? Yeah, I think it's thirteen. You? Uh, you mean like how much further there is past where you're at? Yeah. Uh, they're like up to probably sixteen, seventeen. Oh, okay. well, uh, fourteen comes out next month, and then fifteen. Right. Is... I mean, like uh chapters like right. when they would be adapted into volumes that's how far um away you are from current it's really cool i like it a whole lot um i'm sad that it took me this long to get into in this way to get me into the dragon ball manga in general um i find it really easy to read because i i'm so familiar with dragon ball i, I know these voices backwards and forwards um i know the sound effects all it, like it's super cool only thing i get i struggle with is sometimes i can't tell if vegeta is red or blue because of the black and white format. Yep. Yeah, that is a challenge. Um, but the cues are in the eyes because uh, red has the pupils, but blue doesn't. It's also in the aura. When the aura is there. Right. Um, yeah. Really cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff with um, the other Z fighters like Master Roshi. Well, Master Roshi is just kind of funny. Um, uh, Yamcha gets, <laughs> some, gets some butt kicking in. Um, Piccolo and Gohan team up together. And uh, we see the return of Piccolo's uh, clothes beam. <laughs> That's that that comes back. Close beam. When he gives when he gives Close Gohan beam. his mm-hmm. his uh his his gi. Yep. Um uh, yeah, it's really fun. I welcome you to the Dragon Ball. Really cannon, like brother. this arc. This arc is super cool. Welcome. There's a back there's a backup comic where um Frieza is informed about what's happening with Moro. And Frieza is like, um, there's plenty of and they're like, Well, if we interfere with, with Moro, then we could get arrested by the Galactic Patrol. And it's like it's a big universe. We can go somewhere else. True. <laughs> so we don't need to deal with this. Um, uh, yeah, Moro's on Earth right now, and he's about to kick ass. There's a cool android that can that can take everyone's powers. I, I one of the things Rogue? I really like about Super since the universe the universal tournament is that they yes utilize the yeah. I just wanted to answer his thing. Yes, it is. It is essentially Rogue and Android. Except he, he has to grab the back of your neck. He can take. He takes three at a time and then rotates out. Oh, that's cool! It's like one, an old CD when he gets changer. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, what was I saying about? The, oh, ever since the universal tor- the universal tournament, right? That's what it's called, the arc, um, with Jiren and all the other universes. I really, in- I really enjoy Double. how Super is using the other Z fighters and not just showing stuff going on with Goku and Vegeta, who are clearly still the protagonists. But n- now we get to see what Tien and Yamcha and even Master Roshi and like we just saw Boo in, in the Smoro arc. Uh, actually get to get some action that they don't often get and that's it's it's nice because if you like those characters they've been kind of sidelined sidelined because goku and vegeta's power levels are so high mm-hmm. yeah 
They can't even match they're them. They're gods now. Even Gohan and Piccolo talk about it in this arc, and they're just like, when did you guys pass us that far? Like, when did that happen? Um, yeah, I really like it. I watched the first. I read the first issue of the new Moon Knight comic. I so I read comics today, and I looked for my Moon Knight number one because I know I bought it, but I have like two hundred comics stacked on top of each other, and I couldn't find it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that's the I, t- I try to read all the first issues so I make sure that I'm I'm c- I, I want to pick up the series. Mm-hmm. Um, that way I don't get too far behind. Uh, so I did read the first Moon Knight. It was really cool. I really like Moon Knight. Um, I've only, I haven't read a lot of his stuff, but I really like what I've read. Um, and I want to read more. Uh, so it's cool to have like this cool new direction from Moon Knight now that he no longer has Khonshu uh, talking over his shoulder after the Avengers. Um, yeah, there's a cool new villain that I think looks cool and I hope is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. It's cool. Hell yeah. I started reading Transformers for various reasons. I was in a Transformers mood. Ooh, we um, talked about that. And I, I wanted to read some of the comics. So I have owned for a long time uh, the Transformers IDW collection, volume one, which collects the first run of, of the of the first Transformers stuff that they did. Um, and it's an, it's kind of in chronological, like preferred reading order kind of thing. It's kind of jumbled around, but it is everything. Um, I've had it for a long time and I keep thinking like, oh, I'll read it. Ne- I'll read it next time. I'll read it next time. Uh, but now that I had Transformers on the brain, I was like, well, fi- I think I'm going to finally pick this up. And I made sure that volume two is still in print. And it is. Um, uh, really cool. Uh, the first story in it is Megatron. Uh, Megatron. So, you know, if you want to see more cool Megatron I'll, stuff. Oh, hail Megatron. Yeah. Uh, it's like his origin story. It's cool. Uh, I like it a lot so far. I'm only three issues in, but I started it. Excellent. Um, I watched a couple of TV shows. Lower Decks came back. Really excited. That's a really, really good episode. The first episode. Um, but the best of the seasons, the best of the series so far. Um, I, I think the show just well done. They nailed it. That's the that's the follow up Star Trek show we've been needing. Good. Um, and Brooklyn Nine Nine came back for two episodes. This is oh. its final season. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, awesome. Two first two episodes. We get to see Stephanie Beatrice uh, as Rosa. Um, uh, oh, uh, downright right nerdy podcast is saying good night. It is late for him. Oh, your baby. Bye, friend. Uh, he's late for us too. I'm sorry, guys. Hit the sack. Uh, I gotta hit the sack. Uh, Lower Decks tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to talk about Lower Decks. Woo! Lower Decks tomorrow. Uh, have a great evening. Have a fun episode. <laughs> they're, they're just shotgunning their. I love shotguns. <laughs> and, uh, beer. Go, speaking of gun, go James Gunn. Spoilers. Yeah, James Gunn. Uh, did he direct this the movie we're doing today? I think so. Yeah. I thought David Ayer did. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, has one episode where Stephanie Beatrice gets to kind of cut loose as her character, Rosa Diaz. Um, there's a lot of good emotion in it. Uh, the thing that's important is the first episode deals with with Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter. Oh, um, and I would need someone to tell me whether or not they did it well. Oh, but I do think they, I do think they tried, and the attempt at least needs to be admi- admired. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen anything negative about it yet. So, yeah, so they mind. definitely didn't drop the so ball. So they didn't completely. drop the ball because I feel like I would have known about it at least. Yeah. If they did. I think I would have too. I think I would have heard about it if yeah, it yeah. had gone like really off the rails. It might not have been like 100% like good job, but uh, it certainly didn't like land in the, oh boy, did you see what they tried to do? Yeah, the idea is that Jake is upset that Rosa, Stephanie Beatrice, quit the force. And he thinks it. he's taking it personally because he's like, well, you think I should have done it. 
because of what because of what happened to George Floyd and, and all that. And she's like, no, you're putting that insecurity on me because you don't know what it's like because you're worried that you you could be considered one of the bad ones. Mm. Um, and it's and I think I think they did a good job. Okay. I really do. Um, the the attempt at least should be should be admired. Sure. Um, and it's a good way to kind of like you know we're doing a cop sitcom in a time where you know maybe we don't like cops. Right? Yeah. It's it's honestly like yeah good on them for even trying it. Yeah. Uh, it is this last season though. Uh, they they decided to to end the show at season eight, well, and it's only going to be eight episodes. I think. Will they have a total of at least ninety nine episodes? We'd have to check. Uh, come on, guys. Um, and then I watched. Uh, I've been watching season three of Ducktales. Um, I think I'm about halfway now. <laughs> there's a there's a cool Darkwing Duck crossover. There's a lot of fun of those old Toon Disney's cartoons, like there's Rescue Rangers, mm-hmm. um, which is which is got a really cool episode. I think you told me about what happens in the episode for Rescue Rangers, and I really need to watch it because yeah. even throughout the first two seasons of Ducktales I've been watching, they sprinkled in a little uh, Disney afternoon. Uh, Toon Disney cartoon references in there. There was a gummy bear reference in season one. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, the uh, the, the Toon Disney cinematic universe happening on Ducktales. The TD uh, over C- over ninety nine. Cool, darn. Screw. Need to cancel a couple episodes to make it exactly. <laughs> it does kind of feel like ah, oh, they should have gotten to season nine. Just saying. Mm. Ended on season nine, episode nine. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really like Ducktales. That show rules. Um, one of the best uh, remakes uh, ever. I don't mind saying that. Um, I, I haven't started season three yet, but I wholly agree with you that that show is just awesome. What's the guy's name from from Tangled from Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure? Uh, Aladdin. Oh, James Monroe Iglehart. Yeah, he's he plays a character in one episode. He's sure. really cool. I believe that he does a lot of stuff with Disney. Man. Yeah, he's really he's really cool character. Uh, yeah, I really like it a lot. I hope oh Stephanie Beatrice is in it too. Uh, it's weird, nice. just connection there. Um. Yeah, I really hope that that Darkwing Duck show coming to Disney Plus is connected because I'd hate to see this universe go away. Mm. Oh, let's get dangerous. Um, and then I played a lot of Lego Marvel Superheroes too. Um, I talked about it a bit last time. It's a Lego game. It's a lot of fun. I like it. I've never beaten these. I've I haven't beaten like the current Lego games 100 percent in a long time because I found their I find their open world to be tedious, and just after a while I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. That's why I never finished Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer because I like that game. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the, playing playing through the game again, playing through all like the levels again to get all like the one hundred percent. I really like the story of the game. It's a fun. It's a fun Kang story where he takes all the like different places of time and universes and puts them all in one and calls it Chronopolis and rules over. Um, so that's that's really cool. And then I decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to beat it one hundred percent. I'm going to do my best. This is. I got the itch to play something with Kang. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm now at ninety eight point two percent. Get that platinum. You gotta finish it. You are so close. You've already grinded this much. Yeah, I have all but one character, and I have no idea how I missed this guy because I'm not missing a character on the map. I, it is the, it, I think it's the Ragnarok Grandmaster because I already have a normal Grandmaster, so I'm missing his variant. Mm, um, the Jeff Goldblum. And I'm just kind of like. Wondering, like, how did I miss this thing? <laughs> what are you gonna pull well, up? Yeah, uh, so Max saying we still need to find out what happened to Negaduck. We do, we still need Ooh, to find spoilers. out, but no spoilers, no, no spoilers, Max. no spoilers. <laughs> uh, I'm not done. Sparks hasn't even started season I three. I haven't started season I don't three even know what DuckTales is. Yeah, it's about ducks oh, and their tails. Too much, too much information. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
What was I saying about? Okay. Um. So I just Kang. so so I don't know how I'm missing this character, but I have all the characters. I went through the missions to get all the all all the things. I've gotten all the gold bricks. I've gotten all of the Stanleys. Stanley. Well, yeah. I can help you. If you go to your trophy list, if you look at like, because you're playing on a PlayStation, right? Yeah. If you go to the main menu and look at the trophy list, it'll tell you what trophies you're missing. So it'll tell you like, oh, you have 100% or you have 90%. Oh. And it'll tell you which ones are missing. Um, and then you can, you know, use a guide to tell you which ones you need to get and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, but check your trophy list. Um, yeah, but I've got almost, I've, I've got, again, I'm just missing that one character, but I've gotten most, most everything. I don't have all the mini kits yet. Um, I, I'm missing a, a, a few. Um, I find the gameplay to be a lot of fun. I think it's really inventive with how like they, uh, incorporate other versions of characters like Tony Stark. Every, like most versions of Tony Stark can take off his armor and just be Tony Stark walking around. Mm -hmm. And then he calls his armor and does the thing like Hulk can transform and de transform into the thing. Oh, but I was saying, I got all, I found all the Stan Lees. So I unlocked, as per his tradition in the Lego Marvel games, uh, you can play a Stan Lee. And the first game gave Stan Lee an adamantium skeleton, uh, Wolverine's claws, Spider Man swinging, and Hulk's transformation. Um, so Stanley ends up becoming like a character that you can use in every level and you only need that one character. Um, this Stanley comes with stacked with like you you don't need another character. Once you got Stanley, you don't need another character. It's God. Um he can he does the swing, he does the Captain America shield, he does Thor's lightning, he does Kamala Khan's stretching for some reason, because he didn't create that character. Um and he's got other other things that make him super cool. I, I it's a lot of fun to play a Stanley. All right. Are you going to say something, Sparks? Or are you just saying on? No. Okay. Um, it's not Reed Richards that he's pulling off of. It's definitely Kamala. Well, it's, Kana it's Kamala's, like... Um, uh, Large. And Biggin? No, it, she, can, she can stretch through crates. Okay. So that's what he does. He stretches through crates. Doing the move that Kamala does. Yeah, oh, I got you. Gotcha. Um, but I'm sure it's... Like, they also gave him heat, heat vision and, like, Cyclops. So I'm like, I think they snuck in some others. <laughs> just just because. Some others because, uh, without Disney knowing. Laser eyes. The other thing I wanted to say is, says, so at the time it was created, they couldn't use the Fantastic Four or the X-Men. So they populated it with 279 characters. What are you going to populate it with? You got the whole multiversal characters, so that's a bunch of Spider-Man. So you got like half your list of Spider-Man now. Yep, sounds right. Um, and you got other versions of the characters, and that's all really cool. But then you get like Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. And Merlin. Yeah. And King Arthur. <laughs> And well, uh, I'll allow Merlin because Merlin's actually been in a lot of Marvel comics. Sure, but he like is... I also have Captain Avalon and Black Knight. I don't need Merlin. But I mean, I, I I get it. But if you are trying to like, there are worse characters than Merlin, is what I'm saying. Fair. Because like I, we literally read a Doctor Doom Iron Man comic with Merlin in it. If it wasn't, if it wasn't that, so Merlin and, and Mer, look, Merlin can can do what Doctor what Captain Avalon can do, and uh, so no, Merlin can do what uh, Doctor Strange can do, and and Arthur can do what Magic Captain Man. Avalon can do. Um, that's fine. I got I got a ton. I unlocked Wiccan and Hulkling. That was cool. Nice. Um, I feel like like Aunt May or J. Jonah Jameson, who don't do anything, who just walk around, don't have any special powers at all, could have been replaced by someone more interesting, or at least give them like a funny thing to. It's not do. how Lego games are though. They give you every character model, yeah. regardless of how yes. useful they are. I did just unlock Hell Cow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Who was who is like a vampire cow? Hell yeah! That hangs out with Blade sometimes. I'm into it I don't, because I'm like Blade. The, the, the Jurassic Park game, like you, you get like this is the Jurassic Park security guard that's white. This is the Jurassic <laughs> Park security guard that's black. Yeah. I guarantee you, the Lord of the Rings game have has like the dumbest, smallest. Like, oh, it's the pub owner from the well, the bad baby bro. Well, they were they were they had less characters back then that's because true. they keep upping the character count. That's what happens. Yeah. Right, you know it would be funny if they if the in the Hobbit Lego game, huh. 
to put in Tom Bombadil. Well, see, he's like an actual important character. That would make sense for him to be in the game. Yeah, but he's not in the movie. <laughs> no, it's they never mistake. finished The Hobbit. They did the first two levels and never did the third. <laughs> well, the first the one movie. with all the big action, too. <laughs> yeah, they Wild. did the first two movies and then they... Lego. Because they wanted to work on something else. Yeah, I like I like going to the different worlds. I unlock a lot of a lot of cool characters, um, such as Merlin. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, there's like Enchantress and Wiccan, as I said, and Stanley and uh, Sparky and Co- Cosmo. Two hundred seventy nine characters. There's a lot of characters I really like, and I really like the the idea that like all the Hulk characters can transform into the Hulk and be transformed into their persons. I think that's really cool. Um, that's all I have to say about that, though. All right. Yeah. Next time will be a hundred percent. I promise. I mean, you only have two percent. I know. I just, Actually, you have one point eight. I gotta. Well, I gotta find that grandmaster. Well, sometimes that the uh, two point eight percent is the hardest to get. Yeah. Shall we get into our bread and butter? All right. Hi guys. We're back for bread and butter. Look at that tiny thing in your hands. I know. Isn't it cute? That's what she said. <laughs> you said it. All right. Um, all this technology, I we, love it. We have, we have uh, sad news up top. Tons. Uh, so this week saw the passing of Fred, uh, Lad, La- uh, Ladderman, who is responsible for bringing Astro Boy to America, and since was really was responsible for a lot of anime coming to America. Um, Astro Boy, if you don't know, is America's first ever anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first one we got. Uh, he did Kibo, the White Lion, Kippo. Kimba. Uh, Kimba. Kimba. Kimba the White like Lion. Kippo and the, oh, like, the You mean Kimba? Yeah, Kimba the White Lion. Um, uh, he brought Astro Boy in 1963. He passed away this week at the age of 94. Oh, that's, that's a, what a legacy. Astro Boy is real cool. He's hugely responsible for anime coming to North America. Yeah, Appreciate you, sir. Man, without him, where would we be? We wouldn't be as weeby we as we are. We would have eventually had it. I mean, the internet alone would I have mean, done it. Yeah, but man, he helped. He, he definitely did. Like the timetable would have been different. It definitely it was, was inevitable. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like Thanos, an NGE's fan, probably. That's, yeah, fair. Def- That's fair. I would probably definitely not have known what Rory Kenshin was. Bless you, Nancy Griffiths, folk singer Nancy Griffiths. Griffith, sorry, passed away this week at the age of sixty-eight. No cause yeah. of death given. Oh, sorry, Nancy. I'm actually not too familiar with her music, unfortunately. I I don't know her. It's not bad. Yeah. Oops, shame that well, she passed. Brad Allen, um, one of the only white people allowed in Jackie Chan's stunt team. All right. Passed away two weeks ago. Um, he worked After he worked on Jackie Chan's t- stunt team, he worked on a ton of uh, action movies being as a choreographer. Um, he worked on things like uh, Kingsman, Wonder Woman, and he, was, and he choreographed the upcoming Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, dang it. Shang-Chi oh, and man. The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a shame. He passed away this week at the age of 48. Oh, oh. man. No cause of death was given. Uh, they just had an illness. That stinks. Yeah. Too young. 48 is far too young. He worked on all the Edgar Wright movies, too. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Edgar Wright wrote a n- really nice piece at Empire Magazine for it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Too young. And then one that affected me far more than I thought it, than I thought it would, mm-hmm. Trevor Moore, mm-hmm. the co-founder of oh, The Whitest man. Kids You Know, uh, a show that we mentioned quite a lot on this show. We, I think we all grew up watching it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. totally... Wise kids, you know, was that yeah, one second? Oh, sorry. Uh, he passed away this week at, at last week at the age of forty-one, um, and all they said was from some kind of accident. Um, I was with my brother when this news broke, and both he and I were kind of shocked because we TiVo'd Wise Kids, you know, it was yeah. it was that weird sketch comedy show that I mean, it had a lot of dark humor. Like they, one of their sketches was like a um, was like those freaking uh. 
uh, medicine commercials where they use like to see the puppy, the flowers. <laughs> it is absolutely illegal to say, "I want to kill." I want to kill the president of the United yeah, States yeah. of America, but that's totally illegal, <laughs> horribly illegal. Yeah, but there's but like the the sketch I'm talking about is uh, this like it's like a prescription one. It's like there's a puppy, there's a cute girl. They're walking through uh, flowers. It's like ask your doctor about suicide. I mean, it is dark. It's like, damn, but formative, formative humor for me for sure. But for, it just, yeah. it was when I was younger, we were watching, we thought that shit was hysterical. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how in how impactful that comedy show was to just my growing comedy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. as I got older, um, Whitest Kids You Know ended up being very influential. I found myself almost to tears seeing this news, and I wasn't because I think about Whitest Kids You Know. I'm not kidding. Once a day, yeah, at least, yeah, and I have since I first saw it. Yep, like I, I could, just couldn't believe it. And at 41, yeah, that's that's yeah, not that much older than us, unfortunately. Nope. Um, no. yeah, man, I the first sketch I ever saw of them, I remember, and I'll remember for the day I die. It's a dude just standing in the park, and someone runs up to him and punches them. He's like, "What was that for?" He's like, "Wait, you could see me." <laughs> <laughs> And I will never forget that till the day I die. No, it one, killed me. One of the ones, one of the ones that I always loved is just, man, I can't believe I just, you know, I, found, I just found out I, I had cancer. I don't know how we're gonna do. It's like, oh, so our special today is the cancer, cancer, cancer curing <laughs> clam chowder that cured of cancer. Yeah. What? Well, I think I'll have it. I think I'll have it. What a crazy day. Well, I really like this restaurant. <laughs> God. If you if, oh, if you guys God. listening, watching, haven't watched any White Kids, you know, like classic uh, stuff, man. All right, my uh, my origin sketch that got me like on White Kids was Space Potatoes. Which one was that? That's the one where um, Trevor takes the potato, the like all the different food items, and he's sitting ahead of the other astronauts, so <laughs> ev- they're like up like this, and they explain that like because we listen. <laughs> so one night, friends of the podcast, Jeremy and Michael and I. We all sat and we watched the entire first season with the DVD commentary on, uh-huh. which nice. they're like, they're, they get to like the fifth episode. They're like, do you think anybody's even listening to this anymore? <laughs> like, they're clearly all stoned. And they're like, hey, are you stoned? Are you watching this with your friends? <laughs> Lean over. Tell them how you really feel. <laughs> it's okay. You guys are alone. <laughs> like, they just start screwing with whoever's listening to the commentary. But every once in a while, they got sincere about what was going on. They're, they are such goofballs through that commentary. But um, the space potatoes one they used to do on like stage, and the way they do it is that Trevor would be up on a table while the other two were on the ground, and so they were performing it that way, like facing the audience. So Trevor's like front head is here, and the two are on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing is that Trevor's sitting on top of them, and so he's pulling out things like I just need to make my chocolate milk, and he's just <laughs> spilling the milk jug on them because it's falling back because of gravity <laughs> and, and the powder, and then. It escalates, and the reason it's called Space Potatoes is because the last thing he gets is he's like, I just need to get my snack, and it's just a bag of potatoes. <laughs> he's just <laughs> spilling potatoes onto them. Um, uh, incredible. Uh, incredible one, comedy. One, one, oh, that, sorry. Uh, one of the things I always loved is they had an album before they had a show. They had like, a comedy yes, album. Yes. Comedy sketch album. And I always, I n- I've never forgotten, and I, I constantly think about it, and I constantly reference. It's just that the last track is them saying goodnight. Night. And they all say good night to everyone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah good night. Good night, dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinosaur! dinosaor. <laughs> Shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good night, Trevor. Good night. I forgot. The only one I remember is, is of course, Trevor. But one of the things I'm glad that, is that, that sketch has always killed me. 
uh, I mean, at least uh, one thing from Wise Kids, you know, will will probably forever be immortalized by a meme is when is when Trevor and another um, part of the um, group uh, whose name I cannot remember um, was they're both dressed like Nazis, and then Timmy goes over, he's like, "Are we the baddies?" Yeah, <laughs> that that just shot that or- shot. Well, it was all over the internet as a, as a, as a meme for whatever you want. It's like, are we the baddies? Or, or just one of the one of the the best ones. Now, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Just do it. It's all the same, but happier, happier with your mouth open. And then your, your mouth, mouth open. open. <laughs> and it's just now even happier, Amazing. and with your mouth even more open by the end of yeah. the schedule. <laughs> so yeah. good, man. Um, I, I need to rewatch my. I I no joke have never stopped talking about that those sketches about him about his movie miss march oh um, yeah i there's uh there's some not great stuff uh in their humor in general miss march is is definitely one of those that has more whip not than, their best land but uh still still got some good that fireman there. sequence where they're, where they're being chased up by the fireman yeah. is pretty good yes uh yeah there's there's definitely still good stuff he in continued that. to work in hollywood uh behind the scenes oh yeah i was uh, i was following his twitter he was they so the shitty thing is in the pandemic like the wise kids were coming back together to do like a lot of virtual stuff together mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. and they were like everyone knew that like a resurgence tour was kind of on the horizon so this tr- just kind of yeah that cut sucks. that off at the knees which is what really sucks yeah um yeah trevor moore also like him specifically is was always one of the ones who like was doing a lot of unique stuff um on his own through the wise kids all that kind of stuff uh one of the strongest presences heart of the heart of the team for sure um really really sucks uh yeah. really really sucks yeah. and and i my heart goes out to like his his wife his kid um his whole family the entire wise kids crew um they're all feeling it in the worst way right now yeah um yeah. Uh, it's awful awful comedy yeah. legend yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i didn't think about you know, I don't cry often at celebrity deaths. Yeah, but, like this one really, like it almost brought me to and tears. And uh, this is one where, like, it's it. I saw so many people on Twitter talking about it, but like, it is it is so very much on generational divide because you either were you were with the whitest kids or you came after that or you were before that, and it like never mattered to you. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Moore was squarely in that group. Like, nothing he did ever really resonated with the above whitest kids people who would watch whitest kids crowd. Right. Um, and so, like, there's just this big divide where, like, this is hugely impactful to a whole bunch of people, and then there's just a whole group that just they miss this one. Yeah. yeah, I can distinctly remember watching an episode. My brother and I are laughing hysterically. We're on the floor, and my dad is in the background, just staring at the TV, going, "Why do kids find this funny? This is stupid." So good. Different gens. Why is kids so good? Uh, uh, truly, unfortunately, I don't think that he got and that they have gotten, but him specific credit, the the credit he was due. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's move on to some stuff that happened last week. News time. As you know, we skipped last week. I've, I've time-coded, hopefully, uh, all the things. Uh, so this will be... You did. I'm from the future, and you definitely did. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here doing this again? I, just, I'm, I can't help it. Man. What did you do Ryan. with your past self? Remembrance. What's that? Did you check me, movie? Reminiscence. Reminiscence. We'll find out. All right. well, I was about to say, Ryan, what are the winning lottery numbers for next week? Uh, 69. <laughs> nice. So it just needs to be tomorrow. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I've time coded all of that. So, like, if you don't want to know what happened last week or you don't care, you just whatever old news, skip. Um, except for you live listeners, sorry. Thanks, Mac. <laughs> all right, uh, they cast they cast Blue Beetle. We were hearing rumblings about this, and then they told them about the red carpet. That Blue Beetle has been cast in this HBO Max movie. Sweet. This is uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Zolo 
uh, Meriduena. It's been cast as Jaime Reyes slash Blue Beetle. Sweet. That's awesome. I, I, I super hope Ted Cord's in this movie, too. Yeah. Uh, like Jamie, hi, Jamie, Jaime Reyes is a great character, but like he is a legacy character, and it's just it's cool to, if we had that original thing. Like we can have Jaime be be the main Oftentimes guy. Oftentimes, Ted is seen as a mentor to Jaime, so yeah. you could totally do something. I like just that. just oh, yeah. for the introduction of the Blue Beetle stuff, because I know Jaime has had like different origins where like they've turned that into like science and or magic, and like they've yeah. done weird things. So I'm just like, we need to have it'd be cool to have a nice base, and then you know, for you me, do so, it like Ant Man. Yeah, kind of like Ant Man, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sparks, correct me if I'm wrong, but am I remembering them uh, in like the earlier seasons of Arrow, them actually going to a Cord Industries building? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, they did. Did Ted Cord ever show up or no? No, I don't think so. I, I am Ray, not confident. Ray Palmer to say no. talked about him a lot. I know that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we ever saw them. I think Ray Palmer was like doing stuff at Cord Industries. Though. Yeah. This act, this actor, I know, uh, I know very well from Cobra Kai. He's, oh yeah. He's the lead in Cobra Kai. Oh, cool. Um, he's great in that show. Um, he does a lot with that script, uh, and he he's one of the best. He is, uh, he's one of the best fighters on that show because a lot of the choreography fails the the non coordinated ones, but like he nails it. Cool. Um, he's really good in that show, uh, so I'm happy to see him get something more like a big budget thing. I love it. It's wild that this is getting made. Yeah, there's cool. a... wish it was on a big screen. Guys, yeah. remember there's a Batman podcast, not that one though. Remember, there's another Batman podcast called Batman: The Audio Adventures. Yeah, this is the one with Jeffrey Wright, right? Yes, this okay, is the cool. Jeffrey Wright one, not the Winston, Winston, Duke, Winston Duke, one. Duke one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a, a rollicking, over-the-top Batman adventure, as it says, uh, written and directed by Dennis McNicholas. McNicholas. Yeah. Um, so you know, just to recap, anyway, we now know that Rosario Dawson will play Catwoman, and John Leguizamo will play the Riddler. Oh, cool! Sweet. I'm into that. Yeah, that's cool casting. I like Johnny Legs. This is not Rosario Dawson's first time playing Catwoman, is it? She was in one of the movies for sure. We definitely she was. She was Batgirl and Lego Batman. She's been Wonder Woman a lot. Oh, I'm thinking of Wonder Woman actually. That's what I'm thinking. Catwoman, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good voice for it. Yeah, I think so too. I think she works better for for Catwoman actually. Yeah. Um, I I like her Wonder Woman. I don't know why. It's not a competition. I do too. No, I think I think she has like like a cool raspy voice that like ooh yeah. Catwoman. If you guys remember the Tim Burton TV series Wednesday, which is the spinoff to the yep. Adams Family, yep, yep, we yep. now have some more casting. One happened last week. One happened this week. Luis Guzman has been cast as Gomez Adams. I love it. This is so good. And Catherine Zeta Jones has been cast as Morticia Adams. I love ooh. it so I, I, much. I got to be honest, like this casting turned me around on the show. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Um, Luis Guzman is like one of these character actors who like. He he shows up in so much stuff. He's one of those guys like you recognize him, but he's never a leading guy, and he's not the lead in this. Year, Journey but, like, to the center of the earth. Oh my god! No, he... Journey to the mysterious island. There you go. Uh, but like him playing Gomez is like it's. I think it's like inspired casting. Yeah. Because like he is, he can play a romantic so well, and like you think of like Gomez is like, oh, he has to be like this traditionally handsome dude. I'm like, Luis Guzman's like a like a good looking dude, but like he's not the, the traditional kind of guy. In the original comics, Gomez looked very much very similar to his character in the animated Adams Family movie. That More like Lord. Years. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that Gomez necessarily has to be handsome. He just has to be smooth, suave. Yeah, 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 yeah. suave. Yeah, yeah. And that was my problem. Is like I, because like I was thinking about this because people were talking about like Luis Guzman isn't attractive enough to be Gomez, and I'm like, that's not the problem. The problem was the thing that the anime movie was doing, which is not that he was big; it's that he wasn't smooth. Like he was sex cl- appeal. He was clumsy. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't have the suave presence that Gomez yeah. is supposed to have, and you could tell it from the trailers. Whereas Luis Guzman, I I know can do that. Yeah. Uh, that's different. And, and Captain Zeta Jones, he oh. can play that. 
What? Catherine Zeta Jones is Morticia was the one that's like, I, oh damn. Just so such good casting. I am so excited. Like, even if you're in the show just a little bit, like I think this is like awesome um, casting. Yeah. We we didn't actually talk about it, but they did cast Wednesday. Uh Jenna Ortega has been cast as Wednesday. I think we I, did when it was I No, mean, we, a while we back. skipped we skipped it. I checked. You checked. Okay. Look at that. It, this uh it's it's a it's a I'm surprised because I definitely was excited when she was announced because I was watching you and she was oh, in yeah? that. So yeah. this is great. It's a Latinx Adam family. Like it's that's How he- dare you skip it? That's so cool. Sorry, I didn't think we cared. I care. It's it's. I like Tim Burton. Sometimes I like Jenna Ortega. She's great. She was one of the best things in you season two. Oh, this isn't the first you. Okay, we're gonna talk about Dracula news. Renfield, uh, which is the Universal Studios um, spinoff mm-hmm. about the character Renfield. Um, Nicholas Holt has been cast as the title character. This movie is coming from Chris McKay who recently directed The Tomorrow War, mm. uh, Lego Batman movie 1 and 2, and apparently an upcoming Johnny Quest film. She didn't know it was coming. She said she Lego Batman movie 1 and 2? Yeah. Definitely the second one. The first one was Lord and Miller. There was no second Lego they Batman. They definitely, movie. that's a typo. There's a, there's a the second article. There's a second Lego movie. There's not we a watched second it. Lego Batman He said Lego movie. Batman movie oh. 1 and 2. Okay, I thought I missed You mean well. like the animated ones? So there's the definitely, Chris Pratt ones. There's definitely Lego Batman one. Got it. No, okay. there's no two. Got it. Oh, Ryan, I'm talking about the CG ones, not the Chris Pratt, Lord of Miller ones. The Lego movie? For, yeah. Not the CG. What? Chris Pratt, Lord of Miller is, that is like the Lego movie. The Lego movie. The animated the Lego com- movies are Chris Pratt as the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I'm th- confused. Never, no, I'm, I'm, confused. I'm confusing I everyone. Know. There is a distinct difference in my mind between the Chris Pratt Lego movies and the uh, CGI. Um... Are you talking like straight to DVD stuff? Yes. Oh, okay, why would no, I talk about? No. Why would I ever talk about this? Well, that's when he, when he said Lego Batman movie went too. It was like, oh, must be those Lego no, Batman movies. No, not sorry. the Let's bring Lego a Bionicle. The Lego. I like the first one. <laughs> the Lego Batman movie. I, I guess who, maybe maybe they meant the Lego movie too, and they didn't want to say uh, maybe maybe. I don't know who directed the Lego movie too. I know it wasn't. Um, Lord Miller. I'm going to look. Ryan Ridley is dry, is writing the script. He wrote for Community okay. uh, and Rick and Morty. Um, hey, Rick. I mean, Morty. <laughs> this is not just coming from Universal Studios. This is actually coming from Skybound huh. um, Entertainment, uh, uh, Robert Kirkman's yeah. comic book company. Um, and is not related to the Karen Kusama's, to Karen Kusama's Blumhouse Universal film or Chloe Zhao's Universal film. There's a lot of Dracula stuff happening. There are three Dracula's project, Dracula true. projects out right Jesus. now. It's coming out. I really like Nicholas Holt a lot. Me too. He's I watched think... The Great. Oh, I keep forgetting it. There's oh, so yeah. many shows, man. He's in The Great. There was yeah. a second season of that. It's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, oh, wow. When he said Nicholas Holt, I was like, who does... I know that name. And then Beast. there's like... Yeah, Beast from yeah. Uh, the newer X-Men films. Um, Yeah, man. I like Nicholas Holt a lot. Like, let's... I mean, there's like, again, like three Dracula things in development. Yeah, I'm curious as to which ones are actually going to come out. Uh, this but, one's casting, so it's got to be yeah, this one. I think this one's going to make it first. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested now that it's Nicholas Holt. Yeah, me too. All right. Got some other stuff. So Chris McKay was at one point the director on Lego Movie 2, but ended up not being the director for that. Oh, he mm. was the editor on the first Lego Movie, mm. and he directed the Batman. Was the director of the Lego Batman movie. There we go. Cool. Okay. And the Tomorrow War. One of those movies is good. The other I heard really sucks. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Take a guess which one I'm referring to. I, Lego Batman 2? People seem to hate it. I haven't seen it. Some people seem to like that movie. All but, right. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then good for them if they like it. Okay. Okay. Some uh, miscellaneous news from last week. It's actually three weeks now. Uh, but I want to talk about it because Predator uh, had, some, had some news. So the new movie 
The new Predator film is called Skull so far. I'm sure it'll just call it like Predator's Skull Hive or something. Actually, I kind of like that. Um, this is going to serve as an origin for the Predator's time on Earth. So it's set as, so it's the first time the Predators arrive on Earth. Um, uh, Dan Trachtenberg, obviously, is directing as we know this, from a script by Patrick uh, Ason, which I didn't know, who did Jack Ryan and the Treadstone TV series. Cool. Um, uh, Dan Trachtenberg did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes, he did. That movie's great. Mm. Yeah, I, really, I love that movie. I'm really excited for this. I think the Predator franchise is really cool, and I want more of it, and I want more expanding the lore. Yeah, um, like we've we've heard about this movie for like a while now, and like even talked about it. I think like last year, like oh my the my movie that I've been working on got leaked. That sucks. Yeah, but like it's like a Native American like lady dealing yeah. with a predator. I'm like, that's awesome. That's what we were talking about when we played the Predator mm-hmm. game. Like we want like like you know period piece Predator shit, and we're getting it. Um, or just like you know more good Predator stuff. Or just good Predator stuff too. Yeah, I'll take any of it. Do a full Predator movie, like, like go back to the past and just make the whole movie clicks. I want yeah, just, just cowboy uh, hat Predator, all period piece Predator films. Like, it's what I want. Yeah. yeah, give me a Predator during the Salem witch trials, and everyone's like, it's witches, and it's like, no, oh, it's the Predator my God, baby. That's the silliest, craziest thing I've ever heard. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. Predators <laughs> are witches. Oh, that's. Oh, I love it, dude. I mean, a comment. You know, oh, whatever. God, yeah, he said they all just think that it's some invisible demon that exactly. a witch summoned. Uh, Max says they need an anthology of timepiece predators on Earth. That's the yes. dream. I mean, I know I got a scene of it with the uh, in Predators Predator. Oh, this could theoretically yeah. erase uh, Alien vs Predator out of the continuity. Huh. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. But I was gonna say I want I know, uh, whatever. I want a Predator in feudal Japan. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I got that outfit in the game. Me too. That outfit rules. Why would it? Why would it erase Alien vs Predator out of continuity? Because the my because the Mayans worship the predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it would. This is the predator's first time on Earth, and it's indigenous people in in North America. Yeah, different okay. continents, bro. Different no, continents, but they, they don't coincide, dude. Oh my God, history. Why not? There are things that happen in history at the same time as other things. Also, it's just like a, it's also <laughs> just like a movie. So just like no, whatever. But like you know, ever think about like Anne Frank and 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 King and King Arthur, King <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. were alive at the same time, and that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Oh shit, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, history happened at the same time, not in sequential order. Right. It wasn't the right. Mayans and the Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, it's you can have your cake and eat it too. You're right. You're <laughs> right. I didn't think about that. I thought, like, I was thinking, like, like I don't know what I was thinking. They was only 200 years old. Anyway, it's not a lot older. It's like the country's older than that. <laughs> All right. Star Trek news. Uh, Paramount Plus is developing a new series. No shit. Yep. Uh, built around Starfleet Academy. This one will be aimed at a younger audience. Uh, this show has been rumored Star Trek CW for a very long time. Uh, there were talks even in the 90s about them doing a Starfleet Academy with Kirk and Spock, uh, Starfleet Academy movie with Kirk and Spock that ended up turning into Star Trek 09 um, way later. So like doing a, a something like this it makes sense that, that it finally reached Kurtzman's desk and he was like, yeah, let's do this one. You gotta, you gotta, you got the, you got the, like the Rick and Morty show. You got Discovery. You got Picard. You gotta get all the demographics. You got the Nickelodeon. Got the Nickelodeon cartoon? prodigy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, this joins Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Lower Deck, Star Trek Strange New World, Star Trek Prodigy, and potentially Star Trek Section Thirty One, which they still are convinced is in production. I remember a couple years ago, and there was are a, they still making like, short treks? No short treks. There was done. like no, no Star Trek shows a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now we have a lot. There is eight. There is a lot. There's what more a, Star Trek than Star Wars. What a time to be alive. 
Um, there is yeah, but that's gonna change because Star Wars is launched like ten shows. Hell yeah! Oh. All right, this also comes after Alex Kurtzman signed a what was it uh ooh, nine figure deal with Paramount Plus to remain in charge of Star Trek. Wow, much to everyone's dismay. Good for him. Make that money. Stop running, Stop doing Star Trek. Maybe more money will make the make him care more. Yeah, I just that's not usually the way it goes. No, I no. I need to reiterate. I've liked I've liked all the stuff that 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 has happened with Star Trek. I just I wish it was I wish Kurtzman didn't have such a controlling hand on it. I wish there was an opportunity to go a little bit more divert like diverse creatively yeah, yeah. with the franchise. That's whatever. Yep. Um, At least I, we got lower decks. Yeah, lower decks are great. I like a lot of the um. I like a lot of the stuff. It just feels like there's. It just feels like, no matter what, Alex Kurtzman is like, "That's popular. Let's do a Star Trek of that. That's popular. Let's do a Star Trek of that." Um, so like you know, hey, Rick and Morty's popular. Let's do a Star Trek Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's the best one. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't hated something as much as Star Trek Into Darkness yet, so I still keep going. There you go. Speaking about making that money, South Park creators Terry Parker and Matt Stone, <laughs> Trey Whoa, Parker. Yeah, Trayden. one more time. Trey Parker. There what did I say? Terry. You said Terry. There was a microphone in front of me. And Matthias Stone. And Matt Stone. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, it definitely says that. Uh, <laughs> have signed a deal with MTV for 14 South Park movies for Paramount Plus. Did you see how much money, though? I didn't write it down, but I did see the money. $900 million. Yeah, that's a lot. That's almost a billion dollars. <laughs> it's like Marvel These money. guys will never have to work again in their life. No, but it's the opposite. Didn't. That's the opposite. They just they no, got no. hired to make 14 movies. No, they're going to work the rest of their lives. Once those movies are done, they're probably done. Nah, man. So, Ben, uh, the deal also renewed South Park till season 30. Yeah, they're not going to stop working. Um, this is going to release two movies. So these movies, so these 14 movies, will start releasing next year, uh, release two. And then after that, we'll release two a year. Uh, the next seven years. That's insane. It's not, I'm not surprised because I'm sure oh, sorry, this is essentially this year. just first two or this I'm year. I'm sure this is just basically an expanded version of the specials we've been seeing during yeah. the pandemic. So it'll just be like another 40 minutes beyond what we've been getting out of those specials. And those will be the movies. And then we get the seasons of the show. I'm like, I am not shocked. Like, they can make that content. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just crazy that like they put like a Simpsons deal down on it. Like, I just unexpected. South Park has been helped in a way that Simpsons and other animated shows haven't to maintain its longevity by being essentially like a different version of political commentary and satire. Yeah. The likes of which SNL used to be mm-hmm. and can't quite always hit the mark on anymore, but South Park can uh, because they just have no shits to give. So, and it's the same people the entire time. It's not right. Like and so, people, and yeah. so they're coming at it just harder and harder each time. Uh, pushing the limit and being like, no, we'll just like say the thing that everyone's not wanting to say, um, and that I think has made it so that they they can just keep going, um, forever in a way that like other shows like they're not based around that kind of commentary. Yeah. Um. So they they struggle, but South Park doesn't. They're fine. It's true. Yeah. All right. Make that money. Season thirty. Mighty Damn. Ducks game changes been renewed for season two. I'm very excited. Aliens are in this one. I think that's awesome. Do it. Do it, you cowards! It. I think I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone's goal is to make South Park outlast The Simpsons. Oh my god! And then when The Simpsons oh. is canceled, it'll be like one more season and we're out. Yeah, <laughs> one more episode and they're out. Yeah, exactly. We did and, it. And, no, yeah, because one of their episodes was Simpsons did it. Oh my god! Yeah, and then they'd be like, "Hey, this is the one thing and The Simpsons like didn't do fifteen did years it. ago." God. Oh god. Oh. Well, because they know, like they know, they can run that train longer than The Simpsons can, no matter what. They're like, we can do it. Yeah. 
All right, when we're talking about holy shit. probably the biggest comic news to hit in a long time, Substack. Ooh, this is the spicy news. Substack, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a subscription newsletter platform. Uh, they are getting into the comics, comics game hardcore. They released that uh, uh, James T- Tynan fourth has become exclusive to Substack. Yeah, lots of other people have joined it too. Yeah, so there's also Saladin Ahmad, Ahmed, uh, Molly Knox, Ostertag, Jonathan Hickman. Uh, although it's not clear if Hickman is exclusive or not. He's not. Um, well, the books that he's making are. Right, the yeah. books that he's making are, but uh, it's like Saladin, uh, Molly, they're they're exclusive to Substack. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do uh, comics outside of Substack. Yeah. Substack, like James Tynan. James Tynan will not be doing any more comics for anyone else. It's just Substack. That's not true. He's doing. He's still doing all his independent books. Like something is killing no, the sorry, children. I meant, uh, you're right. I should have clarified Marvel DC. No, yeah, he's he leaving. Them. He he was offered another five year contract with DC, and he turned it down for this. Yes, yeah. because they offered him more money. And he was very clear about that. It was like they offered me more, mo- yes. more money. Uh, Nick Spencer, uh, who run actually Nick Spencer runs it. He's like he's been a part of it for a long time. Yeah, he's the one who approached them. Uh, he's yeah. he, he approached them to 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 do something like this. Um, Scott Snyder apparently also has signed, but not to do comics. He's doing a newsletter, um, things like that. That's I thought that was funny. After he's like announced his big deal with like Best Jacket Press, he's like, "No, nah, okay, I'll come with you, but I'm not going to do comics." I already got my bag. I got my thing. Yeah, I did yeah. my thing. Um, he's doing a how-to newsletter. Uh, I talked about Nick Spencer already. Uh, James Tynan. Uh, James Tynan is leaving Batman and Joker in April. Chip Zdarsky's coming over too. Chip Zdarsky announced this week that he's going over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so it's a little bit more about the deal before we start talking about it. I wrote as much as I could. Substack will take most of the subscription revenue in its first year, uh, and then it will take a 10% cut after that. So for the first year where everyone starts their comics, they're taking most of it to recoup the cost of what they've spent to get these people over. Um, and then after the year, because they're so confident in this, they'll only take 10%. Yeah. So sounds great, actually. Um, they can take them. They can, after a year, they can just, they can just leave it that money if they want to. <laughs> they, they could do that yep. too. Yeah. Um, James Tynan the fourth. And Michael uh, Avon Omeg, Omeg, Oming, Oming, um, is doing a book called Blue Book, uh, based on testaments about alien encounters. This is going to be his first book. He was like, he's clear. He's like, I'm going there, and this is the first book I'm putting out. Um, and then Three Worlds, Three Moons is Hickman's. Uh, Hickman is is talking about uh, this one with as b- being a bunch of different people coming in. Ram V, um, Teeny Howard, Teeny Howard, yep. Um, uh, Mike Del Mundo, Mike Huddleston. Um, that it's gonna be like a group project they called it, um, but we don't know what it's about um, yet. He, we just know what it, what they're doing. Of all the stuff that's been announced, this is this is the one that excites me the most. I think. Sure. Um, yeah, that's basically all I have though. But Substack, what do we think? Well, I I know I've done the most research on this, so before I get into it, I'd <laughs> yeah. like to, I'd like to hear what you guys ha- it, like. Ben, I don't even know if you know what this I, is that we're even talking about. You're right, I don't. No, that's fine. Just because like like this is a very this is a very internet centric topic. The last week, uh, Sparks, do you know anything about this? Have you mm-hmm. done any? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I looked into it. Um, so let me get this out of the way first. Comic creators in our industry do not get paid enough money. Whether you work at Marvel or DC, actually, no, sorry. If you work at Marvel and DC, you do not get paid enough money. That's why so many people are moving to independent space. I have no problems with creators getting that check, getting that pay cut, getting that money that they deserve. I have no right. problems with that. That's why I was for Scarlett Johansson. Get extra $20 million, even though you don't deserve it. You, you deserve it because it was part of the even contract. Even though you don't need it. You don't need it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. The thing about Substack is Substack, it, it is a newsletter um, that is open to anyone. It is very much an anti-political service that allows anyone to be on it that also includes uh really gross people transphobes uh uh 
anti There was a lot of controversy last year about that. Yes, um, a lot of that stuff. Um, James Tynion has come out and said, hey, you know, he it's a really unfortunate because James Tynion has had to talk a lot of the last couple of weeks or the last week about this move to Substack. And unfortunately, he's kind of put his foot in his mouth a couple of times. Um, one of the main things he says was, yeah, this, the, the, the service has bad people, but I'm not one of them. And that's not what you say. That's, yeah. not, just, that's not what you say. Yeah. Um, the thing about the, the comics is um, he doesn't know yet how the comics are going to come out. So we're supposed to give him money. And like we're just gonna get a PDF file on our on our phone. Even Chip Sadowski said the same thing. Even like, Chip, I, yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do this yet. Yeah, and that's a big problem for me. Like I I I know these guys make comic books. I'm not worried about the comic coming out. But when you're telling me before it's even made, I don't know how it's coming out. I don't want to give you money. And like even no matter how much I like like your service, like I you have to show me something first. Right. Because I was gonna ask, is Substack like a subscription service? It's pa- it- it's basically like Patreon. It's like a Patreon oh. service, but 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 they are so they're they're normally before this they were just did like newsletters like you yeah. can mm-hmm. do like newsletters of like videos and things like that and, and 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 all that they had a free and a paid yeah okay now they're doing this and you can like obviously you can subscribe to people people's newsletters and that was money I follow a lot um, of newsletters but they're they're free yeah um now they're doing this or paid these are all these comic book creators going to exclusive comics for paid and we think a lot of people think it's just gonna be like the newsletter format like we're just gonna get like a newsletter and it's just comic pages instead of instead of writing and, and also right. that makes it so much easier to pirate like piracy the piracy rate and right. no in one, comics no one right. knows exactly how it's going to, to happen because yeah. of that and um, it's just it's so nebulous and it's just like i i they they went for the money and like and and again james tynan was at a point and in a lot, lot of people went for the money yeah and listen i w- i would probably do it too like i'm not like uh, like no shame like if you're if you need money like you take it but sometimes like you have to weigh out the, you have to weigh your options and like chip zadarsky bless his soul dude that dude's like yeah like half of my not half my proceeds but a lot of my proceeds i'm going to donate to charity because like i understand what what the service can be and i want to negate that so he's donating some of that money to charity and he's the only person who said something like that um yeah i think that there's uh so substack uh it's tough because yes it, it allows a platform for a lot of really gross people it also allows a platform for a lot of the the best people yeah um so both of those things are there and that's that's shitty that's what that is what it is yeah uh i think when it comes to the comic stuff um i pretty much agree with what ryan's saying which is just that uh it makes me nervous that like they're expecting money already um like if you go to tynan's it's like yeah subscribe here we go and uh hop in pay your seven dollars a month and i'm like i guess uh, what what are we doing though um and like you know, having this list of comic creators who who I like all I like going all over here and, and doing these kinds of things, and I'm like, that's cool, but like I can't do seven dollars a month on top of everything else. Not just for, for one person, guys. for like like for six each artists you, that I like. Yeah, for each of you individually. Yeah, like so, I gotta go to Tynan's newsletter. I gotta do seven dollars a month to. So read if okay, I wanna, so, so it's so it's different person. So different yeah. people priced it differently. Yes. Oh, f that. So um, like, if I want to read James Tynan's next book, I have to subscribe to his newsletter. That that might only be read on like on your phone through like an email, yeah. yeah because I he would... doesn't even know yet how his comics are going to get made. And again, that's not on him. That's like that's like the people above him who are making but the comics. The, the but thing, he yeah. should know this. The thing I about would... Chip Zdarsky's thing is Chip Zdarsky not exclusive. He says he's not leaving Daredevil, which is great. Yeah. Um. The 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 one that bugs me the most is the exclusive idea. Yeah. You, this is a new platform trying comics for the first time. Uh. They don't. Creators have said they don't know. I don't mind. I don't think it's hard to to just say like, "Hey, I'm gonna do some comics on Substack. Subscribe to my thing," um, but I'm not exclusive with them. I'm still doing comics everywhere else. Yeah, like it's the exclusive thing that where I'm just kind of like, okay, so like 
you're just going to do comics for Substack after a while. Like, the the money that James Tiny just got, my guy, it's it's more money than most comic people have ever yes. gotten in this industry. And that's it's great. Six figures, like great. hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm so happy. No that. one that is movie level stuff. And like again, like I'm so happy that dude deserves it. But like my toughest thing in that is that they are already like we know that that they're getting that, and I'm like. I want you to get the money you deserve from the work, but it's really hard when you're putting the demand for some of that mon- income to come from the comic readers yeah. who like, uh, for me personally, $7 a month is too much to ask of me for something I'm not getting a physical copy of. hundred percent. That's, that's almost double the price of what I pay for the physical comics I go and buy in the store. Um, and to do that monthly and not have a physical copy, not, not ever have a physical copy of potentially the they have said they might they yeah might. but but my seven dollars a month aren't contributing to that well, that's true you, you know i'm gonna have to buy it again yeah and like that's a lot for me uh, that's a lot for a lot of comic readers i don't know i don't know many people that and, are steeped in this that uh yeah. have just copious expendable income right. to do this kind of thing right so because when you guys said it was a, a subscription service i thought okay seven dollars a month and then i get all of what substack no, you are subscribing per newsletter yeah, yeah. When, of course, when you explain that to me now, I'm thinking that's messed up because I have brilliant. I have things like Marvel Limited or even when Sparks you mentioned earlier the Viz Media app two dollars a month you get all of Viz Media manga. Yeah, that's that's the other part. It's just like I I do read all these other comics and like they're they're in more affordable outlets. Um, and there's more. And I frankly aren't am I'm not even caught up on those. So how am I like to put the burden on myself? To even though like I want to support these creators to put the burden on myself to be spending that amount a month to keep up and I'd have to to be to warrant spending that kind of money to keep up with their comics is like yeah that's just extra on top because I'm like honest to God if I were going to do it and I were going to commit to Substack I stop going to the comic store that yeah. means I'm not buying any comics at the comic store anymore right. yeah I'm choosing them over that and I'm like <sighs> and so the reason why I'm a hypocrite uh, is because Jonathan Hickman is doing this thing but the thing he's doing. It's it's so much it's so different because that dude I mean you guys have read X Men and, and like other things but like he's a world builder like he has data pages where it's just it's just a novel in the middle of this X Men book he's not just he's not just building like a comic you can read he is building a quote unquote universe with all these other artists where it's gonna have like like its own math system and its own magic system and like he's building a world and every newsletter is about building the world and like you're learning about that and like that's with what I'm into with different creators with different creators time. see that sounds interesting instead right. of just like hey here's seven bucks and you'll read my comic eventually and I'm like right. that's kind of crappy. Yeah. And and here's the thing, like uh, uh everyone's kind of gonna be setting their own prices. I'm saying seven dollars a month because that is Tynan's right now. I yeah. went and looked at 80 it. Bucks That's a what year. it is. Yeah. Um if I I kind of wish that they were coming in on the low end because I'm like, you asked for a dollar or two a month and you got me. Easy. Like a bunch of you will have me, and I think you'll have more mm-hmm. people, but asking at a price range that <laughs> That's more than comics. It's more than Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, or so it's, right. it's it's actually equal and i'm like guys that's that's hard yeah that's a lot uh in the terms of like content that you get back in terms of the subscription service per month that you're giving out like that's a big and ask the thing that again that like I don't I don't think this would have been so bad if James Tynan didn't keep updating his newsletter saying about like no this is good and like and he was like talking down about Twitter and like and like he is right Twitter 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 is a gross place sometimes but like the thing about Substack is um, it is a so subs- oh, a lot of these people are are going to be exclusive social media, so they can use thing. Twitter. That's yeah. the thing. You do so you need a platform. You need to be someone who has an influence to use Substack. It's like a Patreon, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be known to get subscribers. 
how do you do that? You use Twitter. But when you when you talk shit about everyone on Twitter and you don't use Twitter, you're literally, you're literally negatively impacting your own this is, sales. This is kind of like uh, Zack Snyder exclusively using Firo. Exactly. Yes. And I'm like, I just, it's it's such a bummer because like I know this dude is is dealing with a lot, and a lot of people are, are hating on him right now. Because but like, yo man, you just got like a hundred thousand dollars. You should maybe just think about like the things you're doing, just the, the way you're saying them. For me, what it comes down to is like. And I have to suspect that for a lot of them, it's going to be that the, the entry price to be supportive is just going to be too too high a cost mm-hmm. for me to to afford a, a month. Yeah. Unless they're coming in low, in which case I'd be like, I'm happy to. I'm happy to like throw up to three per creator. I want to support. Month. Like people, I would yeah. love to to support the the endeavor and like get to read their stuff. Sure, uh, if I can pick out the ones I want, but anything higher than that, and I'm like, I I can't justify it. And, and and again, at the end of the day, like all of these creators are like, yeah, eventually we want these books to hit print and with whatever distributor will take it, right? So at the end of the day, like in two years, I might I might read uh, uh, this book, you know, from Image in two years off Substack. Right. But like then there's, all of this didn't we didn't need any of this, there's right? Al- there's also the fear, like Ryan said, about like Substack to take the money the first year and just bail. Yeah. Like this is there's no guarantee. To be fair, it, like it's it's scary. It must be scary because there's no guarantee that this will this will succeed. This could fail spectacularly. Yeah, we could be we could be. Someone tweeted like, I wonder if in five years we're going to be like, hey, remember when Substack uh, kneecapped the best Batman and X Men runs in years? For and real? I, no, for real. And I think that uh, having such a high asking price again, I'm referring to Titan specifically because I didn't look into the price range that others are going to be doing. Uh, I think Ryan's right. It encourages piracy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I I just think that like there's also the thing where none of the creators except for Tynan and 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 Hickman said what they're coming to Substack with. You know, they just said, "Yeah, I'll have a comic eventually." Tynan's like, "I'm coming out with this." And I I we were harping on the guy a lot, but like I yeah. respect that he was just like, "You already can check out my book," and yeah. like we're doing this. But everyone else is kind of like, "Yeah, so one's coming." Tell you when. It's because they got offered a buttload of money and they had to make an announcement. Like, I'm definitely working on a comic now. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they also, they also this week I'll talk about it here. Uh, I hate Fairyland. Scotty Young, mm-hmm. um, he's coming back and he's going to Substack, but I hate Fairyland. We'll stay with Marvel. Uh, cool. Image, sorry. Yeah. It's also a big ask when, like, you know, you're doing that, and this is already just asking you for more than you normally risk to give a story a chance and see if you even like it, and that's just that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, again, like I agree with Ryan, like they don't get paid enough and, and they deserve their dues. Um, but the dues shouldn't be coming out of the, the lower class readers yeah. who want to support them and care about them. It shouldn't be on them to make the difference in income. Yeah. yeah. Which is how it kind of feels in some ways is what's expected. And I'm like, man, I want to support you, but that's, that's a it's high a, price to ask for. It's an interesting crossroads rat in comics. Cause like this, this is like a bubble that had to burst eventually. Like, like again, like this is an industry that doesn't make enough money. And like, look at all the billion well, dollar movies. with the increasing. Yeah. The, the, the movies are the increasing conversation yeah. where like, you know, that they're not being paid their due for it just came out what they do what they do at marvel they send like a five hundred thousand dollar check no five thousand dollars five thousand dollars and invite them to the premiere invite them to the premiere it's like really really yeah it's it's shitty um but like i understand how the bucky one can be a disney cutting corners i i understand how like the bucky one could be a little like touch and go because you're not sure like do we do bucky or do we do winter soldier like how how do we how do we credit that yeah but like everyone else should be easy to send them a, a lofty check. Yeah. It's like, hey, we based our supremely popular movie off of Rand. You did. Here's a five grand and you could come to premiere. The unfortunate reality is that the contract doesn't make them do it. They're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. That is true. 
Um, okay. But you're right. This bubble was about to burst. Uh, was about to burst eventually, and I think hopefully this kicks Marvel and DC into gear at least to to raise their price, yeah. to raise their checks. Because again, like Batman is in the best place. Like even like even though I like the Tom King run, like that has its detractors. Like this is the this is the best and the most unified the Batman's been in a long time. Uh, like every, everyone raves about all those books, and, and like, it's it's ending early because yeah. he had a longer plan. Yeah, and like it just it's a bummer. Now we're like gonna do this shadow. Of the well, like <laughs> the shitty thing honestly is that it's gonna fall on the onus of the parent companies, not necessarily Marvel Comics division and DC Comics division mm-hmm. on who's going to greenlight like putting the proper money in their hands because if it's left to the decision of marvel comics and dc comics like what's going to end up happening is comic prices going up again babes yeah yeah um and we don't need that either i i think uh no. it's going to be interesting uh what comic creators take their place yeah in some of these runs it's called the line at 2.99 batman is going to be hell oh my god wow oh, that's going to be hard because be tough. it's been it hasn't so i've talked about this before but but you know daredevil has a consistent creator run and like always good yeah um Batman similarly has oftentimes always had a good like like uh, run of creators, um, but now your two back to back creators, Tom King and and James Tynan, have been kneecapped. Yeah, before they this, before they were done. This Tynan thing, like again, like it shocked me that he said no to Bat an exclusive deal with DC because like his whole thing was like Batman is my favorite character. You know, I worked with Scott Snyder so I can eventually work on Batman. Like this was his goal, but the money the money wasn't there. Well, yeah, and that sucks. That, that that I can't even imagine like dealing with that kind of choice like yeah. oh do i continue writing the greatest comic of all time or do i make more money i'm like, writing batman and i'm not making enough yeah it sucks yeah. man um but as ryan said there's a new event coming this is now we're talking about this week's news a new event coming called shadow of the bat uh which will pick the next batman coming out in spring battle. In, 20, in 2022 battle of the cow i remember it yeah pretty much um is Tynan a part of this? Do we know anything about it yet, or no? I think it's around the time he's leaving. I think this might be the end of his run. Okay, but like, like my thing is like, are we choosing the new Batman after he's gone? Because that's what I'd be worried about. If Tynan is involved in this, then I'm ha- then I'm not worried. I about don't it. think so. I think this is his thing. His thing. Okay. Good. Um, would, again, going back to the Daredevil analogy, um, and I think all comics should do this. All big two comics need to do this. Um, Daredevil is always written at the end of his books into a corner mm-hmm. um, so that the other writer has to untangle and get him out of and create and craft a new run around that. I think that should happen. I think that is a great idea and should happen with all comics. Oh, Batman, yeah. similarly, has done has done similar things sometimes. Um, not often. But like this could be that. Like I'm putting I'm putting him into a corner with this new Batman thing. Bruce is gone, whatever. Blah, blah. Uh, figure it out. Yeah. And I think that could create something really cool or something really bad. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we're talking about some other comics because uh, these are books coming out in, no- in November. They were the November solicitations so happened this week. We're going to talk about Gotham Villains, Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant. Um, the big news about this one is that Danny DeVito is writing a Penguin story. Yes. Wild. This is so good. Yeah. Um, Wes Craig, G. Willow Wilson, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Joshua Williamson, Nadia Shams, Stephanie Phillips, Dan Waters, Marguerite Scott are all contributing stories. They're writers with art by Dan Mora, Wes Craig, Emma Reyes, uh, Ricardo Federici, Max Rayner, Max Fuermara, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, Skylar Patridge, um, Ariel Cristantina, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Randolph, Jill Thompson, Christian Ward, Gabriel yes. Walta, and others. Those are all great names, man. Now, this is going to be a prestige comic anthology one shot for ten ninety nine. That's really expensive, man. Yeah, it's pretty. Big. But God, I love Danny DeVito. But also, it's a one shot. Like when so. John Carpenter did the Joker story. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, people like that one. I didn't read it yet, but people like it. That's that. pretty good. Um, yeah, man. I'm honestly, I'm just buying this because Danny DeVito's writing it. Like, I'm, I, I. That is so exciting. It's so dumb. Uh, I like villains a lot, so I'll check it out. Probably. The only thing I wrote about the solicitation was also featuring the anniversary celebration of the Penguin, written by none other than the man who brought Oswald Cobblepot to life in Batman Returns, star of the silver screen, Danny DeVito. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be like a one page, <laughs> but that's really cool. He he is a writer. He yeah. had written. So oh yeah, that's Direct, director. Oh yeah, Patton yeah. Oswald is another one I always like when they switch to comics, mm-hmm. do some comics. So that'd be cool. I hope this is good. Robin and Batman. Um, if we didn't know the origin of Robin before, we'll know it now. Oh, in Jeff Lemire's new comic that he's doing with Dustin Wynn, it's gonna be a three issue miniseries. Oh wow, it's tiny. Yeah. Um. This is they talked about. It, it was like we're gonna take a break from our creator owned stuff and do a Batman story, and oh. then we're gonna do a creator owned thing again. I love it. Uh. So yeah, I really like this team together. Uh, Descender and Ascender are fantastic. Yeah. So I'm totally into this. Uh, Dustin Wynn's art is one of my favorites. Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna read. I'm not gonna read the solicitation because basically it is just they're doing the origin of Dick Grayson again. Me. Oh, it's of Dick Grayson. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's my he's he's my boy, so I'll, I'll read it. Putting a Jeff Lemire spin on the origin of Dick Grayson. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Do it. Um, excited. And I'm sure we were all wondering what won the round robin tournament that DC put out a couple months ago. I mean, I know because they announced it. It was. Ben, what do you think the round robin winner was? The round robin, Ben. Round robin, Ben. Red robin? Robin. Uh, Um, Robins won that. uh, Tim Seeley and Beldemir, Beldemar Rivas. I love that name. Beldemar. Beldemar. It's great. Um, This is going to be a six-issue miniseries. Um, As I said, it was the winner of the round robin. It's about all five robins, and it's kind of them. Actually, I'll read the solicitation for this one. The five heroes to have donned the Robin cape and mask find themselves at a crossroads in their lives. Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, and Damian Wayne. Really happy to see Stephanie Brown's name in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Damian Wayne come together to discuss the big thing that binds them together was being Robin and Batman's sidekick, the best choice they could have made. But before they can get into the heart of the matter, they're ambushed by an unknown assailant with a bone to pick with them. She claims to have been the first Robin, <gasps> and she's out to prove Batman should have never trained any of them. Winner of DC's Round Robin Tournament is chosen by you, the readers. I didn't vote for it. Everything you know about Robin <laughs> is wrong, you guys. Yep. <sighs> okay, fine. I like Tim Seeley. I like Robin. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I also like them. What else has Tim Seeley written? Hack Slash, he wrote that uh, awesome Grayson spy miniseries. Did write the Grayson spy miniseries, um, yeah. When he was with Spiral, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like his creator on stuff. I've read his creator on stuff. I, I can't think of anything right now. Yeah. I mean, I think I read like two or three issues of Grayson. It's good, but mm-hmm. right with Tom King. I mean, I I know I know Tim Tim Seeley is a name I recognize. I just can't rec- remember yeah. from yeah, where. Yeah, that's fair. It's you know, it's he's been around a while. Yeah, that's fine. I can trade away for this. Yeah, I just there were so many other cooler books that I'm like, yeah, hey, we just talked about a Robin book, crazy. Yeah, I yeah, I'm far more interested in the other one. Yeah. You know, it's fun that I'm glad that Stephanie Brown is finally being acknowledged as a Robin again because mm-hmm. uh, she is, and that sucks that 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 often the Batman mythos ignores her as a Robin. And to be fa- and like I, I joke about everything you know is wrong, but like I actually the trope of like oh there was a secret origin that you didn't know about. Like I, I so if comics. done well, I can definitely buy comics it. do that all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne had a secret best friend that you didn't know about. And now he's a villain. Oh, the original Avengers were actually the '60s Avengers with Craven the Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> We don't talk about that anymore. And the Avengers actually are from 10 million BC. We, well, that's still happening, so. 
I like that stuff. We have to talk about it. Um, all right, Justice League Incarnate, a book I've been waiting for for years. Joshua Williamson and Dennis Cul- and Dennis Culver, the the two who are writing Infinite Frontier, the miniseries going on right now, and with art by Andre Bresson, uh, Joshua Williamson did uh, Birthright with. Oh, nice. And Brandon Patterson, um, and a rotating list of artists that will draw different Earths. So the Justice League Incarnate, uh, we're introducing Grant Morrison's Multiversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the multiversal Justice League that exists at the Rock of Eternity in the middle of the, of the multiverse. Um, they're going to go through different multiverse Earths. I have been wa- waiting for this book for so long. Oh, yeah, they're the Exiles. Uh, yeah, yeah. When the Exiles came out, that's when I was like, do Justice League Incarnate. Like, do, do a book that is just this team because yeah, yeah, it's a cool Justice character. League. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's President Superman, uh, Aquawoman, uh, the the Robo Batman, I forgot his name. Um, Mary Marvel, as well. Mary Marvel is part of it of Earth Five, yeah. Captain Carrot, Captain Carrot, who's the best. Love Captain Carrot. Um, there's actually three Superman versions because um, Doctor, not Doctor Manhattan, Captain Adam from uh, the Earth, the Charlton Earth mm-hmm. is in the Justice League Incarnate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm only going to read this part of the solicitation. Following a devastating defeat at the hands of the one true dark side, the Superman of Earth-23 leads a, a team of fl- a superheroes from myriad worlds that includes Flashpoint Batman, China's Flash from Earth-0, Captain Carrot from Earth-26, and the brand new superhero Dr. Multiverse from Earth-8 in a last-ditch effort to stop the end of every possible universe as we know it. Love it. Yeah. Been dying for this book. Ever since Multiversity and Exiles, I'm like, damn, just that'd be so cool. I'm a little bummed. Uh, that I haven't been picking up Internet Frontier because uh, uh, apparently it's really cool. I haven't read it, but I'm picking it up. Yeah, um, it's in my stack. It's in my stack. Your sub stack? That <laughs> that comic stack just gets bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. Yep. Every week. All right. We like Tom Taylor. It's true. We do. I read a book today of his. Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah. It's a new Tom Taylor twelve issue miniseries that he is doing with Yasmin uh, Putri. Oh yes. An entire medieval world will be forever changed when a spaceship crash lands from a doomed planet. Monarchs will die, kingdoms will rise, and what seemed the end of the world for many was only the beginning. An epic high fantasy story set in a DC universe where nothing is what it seems. Yeah. Hell. Yes. Uh, this artist, um, when it was announced that they're actually doing the interiors, everyone lost their minds because, like, obviously, if you've seen the cover of this book, uh, uh, gorgeous gorgeous stuff um absolutely beautiful they generally do covers so the fact that they're doing the entire book means this book is going to be the best looking book probably is coming out um i am so stoked for this we all love tom taylor he does great elseworld stuff but like it, it like medieval fantasy dc universe hell yeah like not to be reductive but like it's like yeah what if game of thrones meets uh, the dc universe and i'm like i'm okay sure hell yeah batman's got a suit of armor it looks great i really got sword. Got sword i really like it when they do stuff like this um i've someone did a a concept art of a batman knight uh staring down a giant joker serpent and ever since then i was like yeah. uh medieval fantasy dc universe please when yeah finally we're getting it and not only we're getting it we're getting it with tom taylor hell yeah what was that batman story where batman had to go into a dimension with wonder woman where he's dressed up in like this armor oh with that's that's the batman comic that we read tom king's batman yeah yeah, yeah. man I remember that. that looked rad hell yeah that looks so freaking cool joel jones all right Anyway, really excited for those two. Me too. I'm definitely going to be picking up uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Wonder Woman Evolution, new eight-issue miniseries from Stephanie Phillips with art by Mike Hawthorne. Yeah, Mike Hawthorne. Um, I'll just read the solicitation for this one. 
Whisked away from Earth by a distant cosmic entity, Wonder Woman is forced to navigate a, a series of perilous challenges that push her to the brink, both mentally and physically. At stake is the fate of all humanity, with the alien entities create, casting Diana as Earth's proxy for a trial judging humankind's worth, worthiness to exist in the universe. Can Diana stand trial to save humanity without losing her own? Guys, this is... Show me what you got. But with Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about this real quick because uh, it's great that Wonder Woman's getting another book, but Stephanie Phillips is an upcoming DC uh, writer who's just who's really great and getting a lot of doing work. Harley Quinn. Doing Harley Quinn right now. Yeah, yeah, Um, And I'm just glad they're getting more work. Um, it's just, I just, you know, I want more ladies to write books about ladies. That's all I care about. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Go Battery's ahead. dying. Uh, yeah, it's only eight issues. So, like, yeah, I'll check out the first issue, see how it is. Yeah. Revolution. All right. Captain Adam. Ugh. Captain America. Iron Man. They're the same person. Captain Adam and Captain America? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> They're actually both soldiers. That's true. Just one explodes. Uh, Derek Landy, who has who wrote the recently Falcon with Soldier. Hell yeah. Um, with and Arc the Fire. Black Order, which is a terrifically underrated book. Black Order. I thought you were going to say terrible. I was, I, words were wrong and I fixed it. <laughs> um, and uh, Angel Unzweta. 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 Um, is doing the art for this one. Um, so solicitation reads, a government agent turned Hydra provoca provocator stages a daring breakout on her way to prison, attracting the attention of both Iron Man and Captain America. When Steve and Tony realize they both have a connection to the slippery fugitive, they team up to track her down, only to discover she's not the only player on the board with big plans and sinister motives. Sinister um i'm just really excited for this book because obviously i love iron man um yeah. there actually haven't i don't know if there's ever been an iron man captain america mini there before hasn't. uh which is great um it's cool that they're getting together uh derek landry is an upcoming guy he's uh he's like a like a like a new york times like best-selling like author for like young adult books um and then he brought over the marvel uh and people seem to really like him uh so i'm excited for this i thought those two books of his before were really fun yeah uh this sounds really cool he uh the Falcon Winter Soldier. Did you hear anything good about that one? Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, better, better dynamics between those two characters than the show, arguably. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Powerpuff. We're talking about the Powerpuff Puff, Puff Pass. No, the Powerpuff mm. TV series uh, that is being reshot, uh, re rewritten actually. Um, they're redoing the pilot for that one. Well, apparently, well, apparently, in order to do that. They have to renegotiate deals with all the cast members. So all of them are renegotiating except for Chloe Bennett. Chloe's going to Substack. Chloe Bennett has left the show. Everyone else is, it looks like they were going to return. Uh, Donald Faison's still on the fence. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, show's dying. I'm sure that, that, that they want that show to be alive. So they'll recast. Uh, uh, oh, they have to. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Chloe Bennett enough. Like, I was excited to give her a chance in something else, but I guess she didn't need it. <laughs> Yeah, I part of my excitement for this was the cast, and yeah. then I thought the concept. Now that I'm here, concept this, that script sucked. Um, and this, she thought so too, maybe. And this, I'm kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe just pass on the whole thing. Maybe pass, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sparks, you've been quiet for a while. Mm -hmm. You've been quiet for a while. Are you okay? I just brought up Donald Faison. That's right, Faison. But you know, you didn't say anything about the comic section. Yeah, yeah you guys had it. Sublic yeah, it's right. a solicit. My Hero Academia, though, uh, is getting a live-action film from Legendary Entertainment. This is actually really cool. Uh, Shinsuke Sata, who did Alice in Borderland, 
is going to be making his English language debut yeah. uh, by directing this film. He also directed oh. the uh, the Gantz movie. It's pretty good. Oh, cool. He's directed, he's, he's directed a bunch of other anime stuff, but yeah, this is the first like American movie. Uh, it's cool that they're getting that like they're getting like a Japanese director to direct this American movie. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, you know, I I don't know anything about my hero. Academia, oh, that's so. right. You haven't. Oh, no, you haven't seen makes, one of the makes best. The anime. most sense for anime adaptation because it is playing in the same space as all our other big blockbuster superhero cinema. So yeah, um, you yeah, could definitely I'm, do it. I'm I'm I love my hero academia. I'm so, so excited. I really. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, need to... I think my biggest thing about it is I'm like. I'd rather we held off on a live action adaptation until the done. story was done. I agree. So that we could actually like tell a full story. Cause I'm like, yeah, this could be great. And like, we could love it and they'll have to just figure out their own ending. Yeah. Cause <laughs> so, uh, that, that manga hopefully ain't done. we won't, there won't be a George railroad Martin situation where like yeah. they can do so a couple movies. Yeah. They'll just have to keep waiting. Well, yeah. because like Midoriya is like only a year older at best from where the manga started at this moment. And like, that's at best. And, uh, whoever you cast is going to age out real fast. Oh yeah. True. <clears throat> yeah. So it could be it could be cool, but it'll definitely be like a one or two outing. Mhm. Well, Avatar the Last Airbender for the Netflix live action show has cast. Sweet. Gordon Cormier. Sure. As Aang, uh Tio, mm -hmm. just one word. Scarlett Johansson, as Katara. Uh Ian Ousley as Sokka. And uh, Dallas Liu as Zuka. Not a whitey among them, thank God. I'm sorry, I just need this live action. So it's Ong and Soka. Mm. Uh, I'm now apologies. I'm out. Now I'm out. Apologies. Yipe, yipe, Opa. <laughs> yipe, yipe. <laughs> hey, man, it's cool. Like Jeez. they, they, they got a bunch of young they, kids. Like I, I didn't look into it too well because the the character descriptions are just. I've seen the show. Yeah. Um, I've seen the pictures. Like the, I saw the thing. I saw is all what they all look like. I'm like, yeah, those are all. Those are all actors. Cool. They are great. And they, they look like the right Aang's ethnicity. young. Yeah, Aang's young. Great. That's cool. Great that they look like the characters. Hope that show doesn't suck. Now the yep. words they gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Yep. One more thing we forgot before we go in the next section. We we did. Yeah. Knuckles. Oh, Knuckles. That yeah. wasn't in the news. The best news of the, the year. <laughs> Thank you for reminding. Me. Is that why you keep looking at my thing? No. Okay. Stop doing that. That's weird. Stop that. Um. Yes. Knuckles. Idris Elba has been cast as. Yeah. Idris Elba's Knuckles. And uh, he's been cast as Knuckles. You can for Sonic the Hedgehog too. Um, I have no qualms about that. The internet at all. The internet lost its mind this day. Everyone. <laughs> like he just like posts a picture of, of of the poster, which is like Knuckles' fist, and he just says knock knock. I'm like, oh, oh shit. So yeah. good. I love, Maybe... I love people posting like Knuckles, just like Piccolo, has always been black. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. All right. No, I just love it because um someone uh, photoshopped Ben Schwartz's and Idris Elba's faces in the Sonic and Knuckles logo. Mm -hmm. Where oh Jesus my oh yeah Sonic uh, yeah my Sonic the Hedgehog and is, uh, Ryan is holding up a Sonic the Hedgehog computer case. Beep, beep. Yeah, cool. that's my computer case. Cool, cool as Idris Elba. Um, I definitely enjoyed uh the fan casting of The Rock. Idris Elba is a great choice. Is he um, American or British? I'm still holding out for Tommy Wiseau as Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Oh yeah, would, would, they, would they make casting. Knuckles? Would Knuckles be English or or, or British? Does do you think they would make uh, him British? Probably. Do you think it matters? Like for I the don't movie? think it I don't know. I, I mean, what is your heart here in the live action Ben Schwartz Sonic movie? So the only, I hear an American accent. Well, actually, no, I hear an Australian accent. The only actor, <laughs> so the only actor to reprise their role from the from the games and anime are Tails. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Trailers. Knuckles? Trailers? Trailers.
Knuckles. And Knuckles. Trailers and Knuckles, Doom Patrol Season 3. Yeah, uh, Ryan, you and I are the only ones who can really talk about uh, It's crazy because we were like, is that show coming out? Do they? What's happening? And it's like, hey, it's coming out in a month. Yep. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey Very guys. excited. Um, looks like a lot of everything that makes that show great. I saw Brain. Um, More classic. Doom Patrol characters. I love it. It, it seems like uh, they're going to be kind of like wondering where the doctor is so uh, timothy dalton unfortunately timothy dalton did not record did not film for season three because uh Pandemic. he did not feel safe um no matter what he was just like you know it's just not worth my life um yeah. which is totally fair and so because they were filming during the pandemic and he's like i'm not doing that uh which is fine um so it sounds like they've found a way to work around it in the story so hopefully he'd be back for a future season but um yeah it's a, it's a it's a good time guys doom patrol's like super great um yeah uh look out for now that maybe a fake nerds watch discussion yeah in the future. Swamp, swamp thing's canceled doom patrol is the best uh dc tv show made i think i think i really like swamp thing but i think doom patrol was already beating it we just listen i got bias. weren't aware i got bias on you know. like absolutely like swamp thing was solid doom patrol whew, what a show it's true all right uh this is gonna be painful night of the animated dead the worst thing we're gonna talk about today by far. You, I'm not talking about it. I haven't seen it, but just from listening to these three talk about it, it sounds the, the, horrible. The reason the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because last, not last week, but the last time we talked about this movie was when it was cast. And uh, Sparks and Ryan were, were definitely hardcore, like, no. No way. Um, you didn't need it. All right. I always kind of figure, like, I always kind of want to give the benefit of that. I do think that there's there's a there is something to be had about Doing it in a different format and question. A have way. you have you seen the original? Yeah. Okay. And I think that like you know there 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 could be something there of like going through it and 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 and, and approaching it in a different in a different direction uh, in an animated format. But what they ended up doing is the worst animation I've ever seen in a movie with just doing the movie again. And it's just the exact same movie. It's different voice actors delivering the lines the exact same way the original the original movie does. And like. A lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is rotoscope from the original prints, and that's disgusting. And and this is just awful, awful. Hey, hey guys, just go watch Night of the Living Dead. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to talk about this trailer. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth it. I can't believe that people invested the resources to make it's, this. It's it's kind of sad. It's just stupid. It's yeah. like that old that old film is still a solid watch. Like you don't need it. Didn't need cleaning up. Like I can understand this with like. So this is the, a similar kind of animation to like what they do with um, the Doctor Who episodes where all they have is the audio, where they lost the visual file, like it got so corrupted that they don't have the video. And I'm like, I get that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. This is not that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. This is this looks. This terrible. is this is the kind of thing where like I expect it from that kind of outing where it's like, hey, we're just like trying to make it so that you can watch that thing that we only have the audio for. And I'm like, great. I get it. Right. That's fine. It's like kind of it's kind of like what they did with Nosferatu. It's not that. You could watch Night of the Living Dead. You could watch it in Blu-ray. You could watch it in 4K. I think later this year. <laughs> like I mean, this you could is, watch. You could watch a 1999 remake. That's not that bad. This is. This is. They. They look at. This just looks like Warner Bros. Like we need a copyright. Uh, we need to renew that copyright. So but the thing it's this. in. It's in like the open domain. Right. Though, the so original. You, the original is in public domain. So, so you don't, don't even have money to. off it. Robert Kirkman wanted to name his comic The Walking Dead or excuse me, uh, Night of the Living Dead, and he's like, no, you need something something original so you can make money off of it. Yeah. All right. We got a good trailer next? Da, da, da. Yeah, we need to do something. Yeah! Ooh. Yeah, this looks cool. Monsoon House. It's my name for it. It's very, very interesting. Uh, any movie that uses, like, air raid sirens, you've definitely piqued my interest. 
yeah, uh, people are trapped in the house. Like, there's a big storm happening, and it gets psychological. It looks like like they're ripping hearts out and shit. Like, it gets really weird. They do like start. They start doing the tank rituals or some sort. Hell of shit yeah! Like that. It could be like it, it could go one of two ways. It could be like a like a demon's trapped in there with them, or some evil entity, and or it's just all in their mind. It's all psychological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also, I, I like that. Also, I like it's only set in one place. Yeah, it's like in this house, or I mean, this is small looking room. Kind of yeah. like uh, uh what you call it? Black to how back to the pa- plat back. Never mind. You got it. You got it. No, I want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even I know wish what you I were going for. Back from the past. <laughs> Not it's, back to the future. It's the, the Brandon Fraser movie where he's stuck in a bomb shelter. Blasts from the past. That one. But he leaves the bunker five minutes after the movie. Well. Yeah, you haven't seen Blast. It's been a long. It's more like it's more like Ten Cloverfield Lane, where most of the film is in that one confined space. There you go. That's a better there one. Go. Yeah. Room starring Brie Larson. That movie rules. I haven't seen Room, but I heard it's good. It's sad. Why the last man? Why? Why indeed? That is the question. Hey guys, Brian. They have been wanting to make this show for forever. Yeah, yeah. they have. This is, I think, the second pilot that's been filmed for the show. Yeah. Uh, Damn, I can't cool. believe it's finally happening, but I'm stoked. Yeah, me too. I think it was really good. I'm gonna uh, finally. Oh no, we're gonna probably do a, a comic book thing that we thing that we do on this. Yeah, we will. Yeah. September thirteenth. Yeah, Get that money, Brian K. Looks good. It looks good. I trust the quality. Um, we got a great female cast. Like there, yeah. there are a lot of smaller actors, but they are talented. Olivia Thurlby, a from, bunch of things from Dread. I love. Her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a great female cast, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hell yeah, Olivia Thurlby. All right, Prisoners of Ghostland. Oh my god. Oh. Hey y'all. Even I do you like, like this. Mandy. I am. Do you radioactive? Like Nicholas Cage. I got a movie for you. This movie looks effing bonkers. So it's it's like Escape from New York, but Nick Cage and like Acid were involved. Um, he's got to save the president's granddaughter, and like he goes into a place called the Ghost Lands, and it looks like if you've ever been to Not Scary Farm, it looks like one of those places. Yep, yep. It actually, really, really, does, really yeah. off the rails. Yeah. It's well, I think it's like Not Scary Farm with a dash of cocaine cranked to eleven, and then they just throw in even more cocaine on top. He's got right. testicle bombs on him. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Sophie Batella is also in this. Hell yeah. That's really oh, yeah, cool. That's why I know this movie is going to roll. She, she's in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, even I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Um, didn't it, Even in the trailer, it said this is the wildest movie ever made, Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas yes. Cage has made some he pretty was, bonkers movies. Uh, in a movie this year where he was like Five Nights at Freddy's. So yeah. like, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, let's get it crazy. And Pig. Oh, oh yeah, Pig. He's going to get that nomination, you guys. Pig apparently is like, apparently, time. he talked about like, uh, he he's be a two-time nominated Academy Award winner, oh, I think. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it, if Mandy, as from, from what I hear about Mandy, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So like, if oh, this yeah, is Mandy's crazier wild. than Mandy. Yep. It looks like more craziness happens in this movie. Like Mandy is like, things happen in the movie, but like, this is like, oh, this is like, maybe like a whole ride. Oh, wow. Midnight Mass. Mike oh. Flanagan's new movie. New yeah. show. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was for a long time. Um, hey man, it's that team coming together to make another spooky thing. Robo but this time, Foley? but this time it's about like churches. Yeah, I'm I like the cast. I'm definitely interested. There's one shot in particular that has me very intrigued. So, mm-hmm. which one? The lady against the wall with part of her face looking like some digital interface. Yeah. Robot zombies. Yeah, yeah. army to bed here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I trust that guy. Like, um, I like all his stuff. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf. Ooh, ow! 
um, I'm who's, so stoked. who's ready to toss a coin to your Witcher? Because I am. That looks awesome. So, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, so you guys have seen The Witcher. Uh, he has not been introduced yet, but in season two of The Witcher, you are going to meet Vesemir, who is uh, who is Geralt's uh, mentor. And he's hundreds and hundreds of years old. And this is Vesemir when he's a young, young lad being witchery. And it's really cool. The animation's great. This is... Uh, Studio Mirror. Studio Mirror. Studio Mirror did uh, Legend of Korra mm-hmm. um, and uh, Voltron, Legend of Defender, and Dota, Dragon's Blood. Uh, they're Korean animation-based. Uh, and I think, I believe they're the best per- they're the best people who collaborate with Netflix on a regular basis mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as animation house. Um, I'm really stoked for this. I really like The Witcher. I really like how this looks. I love Studio Mirror. I'm so in. Yeah, uh, incorporating a lot of the cool monster designs from like the games, which are from the books. You know, I've, I haven't read those. I've seen. I've played the games. So like, like a lot more monsters than the TV show. Uh, looks great. Like, looks hella expensive. Like, if it's a movie, then you know this thing's gonna yeah. look. The thing's gonna be good. Yeah, Studio Mirror's first movie. It's great. The fight scenes just look awesome. Yeah, from the snippets we have seen, it's like the sword fighting looks great. The magic scene looks dope. And I, I have not read the books, so I'm unfamiliar with this time when there's a bunch of witchers. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be cool to see like what the lore is like for the world, because like in in modern times, the witchers are kind of like the X Men, like they're like they're shunned from society, they're hated. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be cool to see like a different world perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, he's like witchers. I'm like, wait, but we only see like two witchers, yep. and, and that's not, and that's and then counting an army of witchers, army yeah. of the dead. Kate. I, I have a bad feeling this is going to be just another another like cool but could have been better action movie. I feel like we've been getting a whole lot of these recently. I I know I got a lot of un, uh, gunpowder milkshake from this. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like gunpowder milkshake. I especially and like Jolt. the action and Joel. And Joel, yeah. I like gunpowder milkshake. I like the action gunpowder milkshake. I, I like the action that seems to be happening. Yeah, in this yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want a better one. The story just looks like. Uh, it looks fine. Like, yeah, okay. It's, she's she's on a clock. Is that Mary Elizabeth Winston? Yes. Yeah. It is. I, and she rules. Like, I want to support her. She does. Yeah. It's like, I was like, oh, cool. She's doing some, another cool action movie after Birds of Prey because she wasn't really in that movie. Should have just been a Huntress movie. I mean, she, it, she, I was thinking the same. Like, if this, yeah. were, if this were her being her character from that film yeah. and it were just more or less the same plot after that and an action thing and, like, she got poisoned on And it's called job, Helena. And she's going after trying to get the cure to the poison and catch the person who did to her who she was supposed to kill. I'd be like, great. Great, but great. Yeah, no critique. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The action looks good, but like I'm just, I'm sure it's gonna be like, oh, it's like a seven. It's like one of those. My biggest, my biggest concern is I don't really care because if the action looks good, like I don't, I don't care as long as like her character is, is someone I can enjoy watching. Yeah, and I'm not sure if her character is gonna be bad. And this has nothing to do. Like I know she's talented. Yeah. That's, I'm not concerned about her performance. I just need to know like is the character gonna be more than just? Is it gonna be like a Karen Gillan gunpowder milkshake where it's a little, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I, and and I I recognize, and I I do want to call it out, like, kind of the hip, but I but I like I I recognize the hypocrisy because like I don't I don't we don't demand this of our male action stars uh, at least we didn't we haven't in the past um so there's tons of movies where like they would do the same and they'd be like yeah this would look great they don't have to have a personality and so like I'm asking for that of the female we ones. hate I, Mark Wahlberg though I ask for that of the males today too yeah but. I recognize that there is just a history of like, you know, there's tons of uh, tons of male action movies where they don't need to have that. Why am I demanding it of a female character? Yeah. Fair enough. I feel I like it. we are we like we were just talking about a Mark Wahlberg movie that's like, wow, you're you're No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I I'm demand like, we, good performances from We anybody. are that level of critical and I recognize we're yeah. like there is room we're in these spaces about, for them to have unfortunately there is yeah. room in these spaces for them to have the movies where like, yeah, but it's still cool to have a female action hero. Absolutely. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. 
because uh, I like the driving sequences. Yeah, they look good. Speed racer. Good action. Um, ben, what did I tell you about looking over my shoulder? I'm sorry. Mag says... Boy, calm down. Jesus. I felt a soup Nazi presence. I don't know what that means. Soup, soup Nazi is from um, Seinfeld. I, I know Seinfeld. I know the soup Nazi, but I don't... Oh, yeah. I don't know Kate? where where that's coming from. Yeah. Is, is there a character in the Kate chat? I don't remember. Uh, okay, Venom. Let there be carnage. No Eminem. Okay. Uh, I like this. Yeah, I, I, we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's two specific moments that I like, and I actually like I actually like the design of Carnage. I, I like the the he like opens his, his chest mm-hmm. and like, that's all cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's got like the the forearms, and he, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and the the joke that I really like that really got me is when Venom is like, oh shit, <laughs> it just like fails. It's <laughs> a red one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really funny. Um, I. I, I I hope the movie is good. I did enjoy the trailer, unfortunately. I enjoyed the first trailer immensely more, and that's saying that I like I because I was somewhat the fanny because like hey like new director like new feel. Um, I I I think this trailer is really bad. Um, the things that I liked about the first movie, they're doubling down harder on in this, and I don't think it's it was an accident in the first movie, and now making they're dumb on purpose. and now they're making it dumb on purpose. Um, I'm gonna break your nose and let me fix it to break it again. That's not I I don't find that funny. Right, the, o- the, other joke the only funny. the only thing that I can be positive is I do think Carnage look, looks good. There's a scene where Woody Harrelson like transformed into Carnage. I'm like, that does look really cool. That is what Carnage would look like. Yeah. Like I have no complaints about the visuals of Carnage. Everything you else like, his, it's, like you see his, like Woody Harrelson's body like melt into yeah, Carnage. It's, it's, it's super gross and cool. Yeah. Um but like all the fight scenes are still at night and dark and it's kinda hard to see, and it's just like Oh man, I don't. I um, pass. Yeah, I think that's very valid. Like the, the a lot of that stuff was very valid. Um, yeah. like there was just the character stuff that was working for me in this. In no, this, I feel you. Uh, Sparks, but though you are chomping at the bit. No, I'm not. This movie's not for me. I I don't feel the need to comment on. I'm not going to see this. I, this isn't for me. Um, yeah. This is for people who want this i'm not one of them sorry like uh I, I didn't like venom i don't like that it got popular because people were like it's so stupid and i'm like yeah in a way that i don't care for and now they've doubled down and i'm like we shouldn't it, it sucks that this is the the venom and carnage world that we live in and that sony's like we're gonna drive this train really really hard until we ruin spider-man for everyone and i'm like reward stupidity great great yeah great Venom also had a bit of news. And oh. It was pushed from September 24th to October 12th. Oh, my God. 12th. I, I was just talking to Sparks about this. I'm like, yo, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Spider-Man. That's a minor delay. I'm no, not, I know. I'm not, I'm not flipping out yet. No, I know. I'm just saying, but it happened. Yeah. I'm saying it can happen again. Yeah. 2022. They're waiting to see. They're waiting to see with the market. They're just waiting Isn't, for more people to get vaccinated. They're waiting to see how, how bad Shang-Chi does. Isn't Andy Serkis directing this one? Yeah. He is. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. It's a good, wait, what's the line? Hold on, wait a second. Hold on, wait a second. It's a good day for a bloodbath. All right, we're back for our main topic. Uh, this is The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad just came out. It's on HBO Max in theaters. Go check it out. If you've not seen it, uh, full spoilers. We're going to spoil the shit out of this. It's been two weeks. You guys had plenty of time. Um, it's true. Uh, so if you have not seen it or you don't want it to be spoiled, uh, skip ahead. Uh, time coded uh, to the book club. All right. So what do we think about this? Ben, why don't you go first? 
Oh my God, you spilled everywhere. <laughs> ben, it's everywhere. Oh my God, all the water. It's in the computer, Ben. That's a wrap. Go home, everyone. I freaking love this movie. Yeah. Oh man. God damn, this movie was so I had such a blast watching this movie. Back I saw the I, opposite side of Ben again. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, fuck you, big faker. Oh, we don't know, though. We don't know. I Go don't ahead, know. Ben. No, no, that's no, that, that's my first right, that was, that's my, impre- my first impression of so it. So the first time I saw this movie, I really, really liked it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, enough time passed, and we didn't record the episode last week. Uh, and it's on HBO Max for free, so I watched it again. And I can happily say that I love this movie. Um, I'm very happy to report I think this movie rules in almost every single way. I only have one real complaint about the movie, and it doesn't really detract from it that much. It's just like it's the one unfortunate thing. Um, James Gunn just has a way of of making you care about characters that you don't that no one really cares about. Um, whether it's Marvel, DC, or just like you know small characters in his in his indie movies. Um, he's got a lot of heart. Uh, he's really funny. Um, I can't believe this. I really wish this was the first Suicide Squad because how different would the trajectory of the DC universe be if this was the first one? Uh, I think it's great. Uh, it sucks it's not making enough money, but I know everyone loves this movie, so I'm happy about it. Sparks. Uh, I really like this movie. There's something, and I don't expect I'm going to figure it out, um, that's holding it back from being a perfect like land for me. Um, I'm not sure what that is, um, uh, but there. But I really like it. I know one of the things, but I don't. It's not the thing. So, I actually follow with Sparks. I really like this movie. I had a really good time with this movie. But there is something that's preventing me from saying that, like, I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I don't quite know what it is. And I know. Well, since we're mostly positive, I can tell you what my negative is, and yeah. it's it's yeah, the yeah. inclusion of the 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 good rebels. They're the only characters who aren't really properly established. They're kind yeah. of just in the movie, and then they kind of just like do stuff with some other people and like. Of all the characters, like they're kind of just like, hey, this is part of the plot, and it's the least developed thing. Yeah. And every time we're with them, I'm just like, she's, she's I, cool. I forget they they were there. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Y- of you time. do, and it's the most un- underdeveloped thing. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the good rebels, because I mean, I had a feeling that Rick, Fla- like when they when Rick Flag is on the beach, he gets into the jungle, he's he escapes the army, he's hurt, and then all these people with guns come out. And it's like, oh, that those aren't military costumes. It's like, oh, th- this is probably like a rebel camp. Yeah. And of course, you have um, Bloodsport, Quinn, or not Quinn. Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and everyone else go in, and they murder the entire camp. Which is a good scene. It is Which a good is a great scene. scene. And it's a good scene. scene. And she's yeah. like, and she's shocked, like, they killed my entire group here. Yeah. These, she says, some of these people she were says, my family. She says family. Yeah. yeah she, she says, says you killed my family. You killed my family. But then she goes, but I would have made a deal with the devil to stop. Um, uh, I do think they pass over that. Uh, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna be like, I mean, I get you need to save your country <clears> and all, but uh, your family just died. Yeah, there, and you're there, helping the people yeah, who murdered them. There's it, it is it is like the the like there's like an A B it is like almost like the C plot. And even like you see those characters go and like kill all like the governors and stuff and that like all that is kind of like just there because like you establish it and it has to be part of the movie, but it's like it's the one part of the movie where I'm like, you just didn't do enough with this part where yeah. it's it's holding it back from being like perfect for me. That's the yeah. honestly, that's the one thing yeah. for me where I'm just like even the second time I'm I like, think, oh right, yeah. I think my big thing is is pretty much in Ben's uh part of it, which is just I think that's something that's a little mishandled in like how she feels about them having murdered all those people. Yeah. Um, but as far as like catching up with them later when they go and take out the government and everything, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like that that worked fine for me. It, mm-hmm. It's just that yeah. that beat about her family being killed. Um, again, like I'm not 100 percent sure what the thing is that's not making it land for me, but I do know the one thing that like bums me out about the movie, which is that um, Peter Capaldi is just horrendously wasted as the thinker. Oh, um, really? Just like not in oh. it enough uh not as 
as much as I wanted him to be. Um, there's the there's a hint of like, uh, there's a hint of him having some something like to offer as far as like a, a standout personality when he's grabbed and like curiously examining like rat catcher and all these kinds of things. Um, and I just feel like he's very sad. Like he could have been any scientist. Um, um, you're saying he doesn't need to be the thinker. I, yeah. I feel like nothing makes him special. Um, and I'm like, you have Peter Capaldi. He's playing the thinker. Yeah, see, I, and I don't feel like he's a definable character I, I in a way that he was... I found engaging. I, I'm the opposite side. Like I thought he was only going to be in the movie for like two minutes. Like I didn't know he was, I thought he was in the movie way more than I expected. I didn't think he was the guy who's in charge of Starro. He's in the movie way more than I expected. I expected. I, like, I, I don't stuff. care. I don't care how much he's in the movie. You I don't think he's, he's underutilized. Good, I do think he's underutilized as a character. I don't think he's a good character. Oh, okay. I just. I don't think that there's a real. I. Pierre Capaldi's a great performer. James Gunn's a great writer. Yeah. I don't think this is a great, like even small appearance. Like I, Taserface is a better presence in a movie than than this is. Like, I, okay. I. I just don't think that this is done to to any great effect. Like it's just kind of a, a nothing presence uh for him for the thinker. And um, I'm like mm, sorry meh. you felt that way. I thought he was a joy. Uh he does he wants 12 rats up his ass. That's something he is into. Right. And that's what I mean is like that that's like the one hint of like a co- kind of interesting personality that we get and everything else is very standard. Like I communicate with Star I did this on US orders. Uh, just not a lot there. What about the dozen other characters who are good in the movie? Yeah, yeah they're great. And Peter Capaldi's The Thinker is the one where I'm kind of like, that sucks. Mm, bummer. Uh, I just, you know, I, I maybe wouldn't have been uh, as stoked about it if it wasn't The Thinker and it wasn't Peter Capaldi and it was just some but the thinker's suit, not like I wouldn't have cared. The Thinker is like, a, like he's like a polka dot man. Like, he's not anybody big. Yeah, cool. Peter Capaldi's a good, good, good actor. I feel like we could have had a better presence. Yeah. They killed two Flash villains in this movie. Good. Yep. Uh, the thinker and uh, uh, Captain Boomerang. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, he uh, man, they they really uh, stick to the tagline of don't be t- don't get attached. I honestly was shocked to say I was sad when Captain Boomerang died. Yeah, yeah. I so, you don't expect it, right? Because yeah. like there's a there's they do just enough to make me care about his relationship with Harley to make his death impactful when it's, it happens. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um. He literally has like two lines in the movie, but like he has more personality than the entire last movie. Yeah. Like his one line of like, oh, why are you back in prison halls? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's like more personality in that one line. I'm like, man, damn it, James Gunn. Yeah. I <laughs> made yeah. me care a little bit. Like Rick Flag, we talked about Rick Flag, even though the trailers felt like a completely new character. <clears throat> I, and I like that it was Boomerang because he's a, he's a small enough presence in anything. And I, I thought he'd be in the movie at least longer than oh, the first too. two minutes of the movie. Now, yeah. so I guess one thing. I now that I think about it more, because obviously when they announced the cast, it was a huge cast, and of course, judging by the trailers, we are definitely going to be watching the core group of the Suicide Squad that we were, which is Bloodsport, pa- Peace, I almost called Pacemaker, Peacemaker, <laughs> King Shark, Ratcatcher Two, and Polka Dot Man. Um, but when they announced like the giant cast, I'm thinking, okay, cool. As the movie progresses, a lot of these people are going to get. I think in. we all assume. Like when we saw the yeah. the first Beast scene, and uh, is um the the first guy who gets shot in the face. What's his name? The uh, Blackguard. Yeah, Blackguard. I was like, he's like, okay, yeah, that's easy. Obviously, they're gonna shoot, but like no, but half the cast dies. Weasel, who drowned, <laughs> just yeah. Weasel's dead. The did smartest. Nobody, the nobody smartest, asked if Weasel could swim. The smartest thing this movie ever did was um do press with every single actor like they were the main characters. Yes, mm-hmm. Flula Borg 
I like I follow that dude like on YouTube and Instagram. Like that dude has done more press than anything alive, and he's in the movie for three minutes. <laughs> it's in it's truly incredible. Like the precedent of like you really don't know what's gonna happen after this first five minutes. Yeah. Like they straight up kill half the cast in the first five minutes of the movie. Like. Michael Rooker just watching all this, like yeah, ah! yeah. He just turns around and starts sweating. Like he, we see a he, Michael Rooker savant is the first character we see in the movie. We, we get to see a, a, a head explode. Yeah, we get to see a bomb go off, just uh, like in uh, um the first one. Uh, he he appears in the movie the same way he leaves the movie is in water because <laughs> it's filmed in a puddle and yeah. then he dies in water too. That's fun. Look at that, it's film, baby. Uh, I do. I did feel like uh, because they all died so early in the film um i was nervous there was going to be like a jurassic park 3 effect where i'm like all right so that was everybody's that's on the table for killing we're done now Mm -hmm. um because i didn't think we were going to kill other members of the team later in the film um but we did so i mean we totally called it about that we totally called it with poco dot man though yeah i i will say I absolutely saw it coming. That was pretty televised. Or, uh, uh, what's the word? Telegraph. Telegraph, yeah. Um, like, the second, like, oh, like, even from the trailer. You I'm know like, the oh, shot. You know the mm-hmm, shot. Yeah. I'm like, it's still a good shot, but I'm like, I knew it was coming. They yeah. killed Milton. That's my favorite part of the movie. I'm not joking. <laughs> Who's Milton? That's, that is my favorite part of the movie. Who's that is, Milton? I think that is comedy gold. He's been with us the whole time. <laughs> I think I remember a Milton. And then, oh, that Milton. Like, are you? Oh, that That Milton. is. Oh, well, I saw that guy. <laughs> oh, fizzle sticks. Like, we, that He's been scene. with us the whole time. He's been helping. I thought he waited. What was Milton doing here? I thought he was waiting in the van. And what's so good is like the first time I watched it, like in theaters, like I didn't know, I didn't notice the entire time. The second time, Milton really is with them more than anyone than than yeah. you pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. It is hilarious when they are walking out of the fog. He's on the far uh, far, far right his, of the screen. Empanada bag. He's holding the bag of explosives, yeah. while running up the stairs with them. It's just like, what was he doing oh. here? And he's like even loading up a shotgun in the bus, and Bloodsworth goes, "No, man." And then he comes back and he's there. It's like, what oh. is this guy doing here? Then when he gets shot, and oh, I actually he, fell for. I feel I felt for Polka Dot Man because I'm like, dude, that's sad. The yeah. the opening the opening is really is really great in a lot of ways. In fact, it kills so many characters, and it's really great. Um, just all those characters are so unfortunate. Mongal just burns up. Um, poor TDK. Just as didn't even get shot. It's just his arms got shot, and he felt the whole thing. That <laughs> the is two arms walking. The detachable kid, man. and then he's just like he's like I just love how it's like he's just like annoying these all these soldiers. Like what the frack is going on? And they're just like he's like going, eh, eh. The, and he, and you see it like his body go his with no with no arms. Him him getting shot, and he's just writhing on the ground with no arms. That's so good. Like I so but funny. what what it does is it 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 it, it, it has stakes. Um, which great, medium rare, uh, it, it establishes stakes that anybody can die. So, which culminates to a head in, in the final battle, but also the moment where Bloodsport and Peacemaker stare each other down after he was holding the gun to Ratcatcher 2. Um, you're not sure how that scene's gonna go, uh, and that creates a lot of suspense because there's no guarantee that either of these people will make it out. Yeah. Um, so when, when the, 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 the outcome does happen. Um, it, it, you're 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 surprised. Uh, because of because of the opening, like I I I I wasn't the only person I knew who wouldn't die is Harley. I I was convinced. Although apparently she was on the table. I believed Gunn was willing to do it. Yeah. I don't think DC would have been willing to do it. Um, unless you want to do some dumb resurrection thing, which I don't want to. do. I had right? a feeling that Bloodsport was off the table and Harley was definitely off the table. I had no qualms that like Idris Elba was like, I'll do a one and done. I don't care. Uh, I thought King Shark. And Harley were off the table. Yeah. Um, everyone else seemed on the table to me. 
uh, King Shark and Harley. I'm like, they're not going to introduce King Shark and make him who he is and kill him. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. I don't see that. Merchandise too good. Yeah, uh, and Harley, uh, I was like, there's no way they're not going to kneecap Margot Robbie's just at the beginning of like doing amazing things. I I really like. I, I was convinced that like any one of these people could go at any time. When she, when King Shark was about to eat Ratcatcher, I for sure thought, oh my god, he's a he's, he can eat her. Yeah. This can really happen because like we don't know much about her yet. Like I was fully convinced at any time anyone could go. It was so fun. Uh, I was glad they stopped him or her from getting eaten. And then as we see what her story is, I absolutely love it because when Peacemaker has the gun to her, I'm like, don't kill her, please, just don't kill her. Please Taika, let her live. Taika Waititi played Ratcatcher one. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea until we saw the actual the true flashback on top of the tower. I was like. Oh shit, that's Tango Adini. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It, it, he uh, apparently talked about he had a larger role, but was going to direct Akira. Uh, yeah. But when that fell through, uh, he 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 still approached James Gunn's like, "Do you still have a role for me?" And he gave, he did the Ratcatcher one role. Nice, I got something for you. Yeah, I think that's cool that they wanted to keep him in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Ratcatcher to uh, uh, really really adorable, uh, always sleepy, mm-hmm. uh, always having I love dreams. Sebastian, thank God, Sebastian rat, yeah. lived. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so does Mag. Mag says, "Love Sebastian and Milton." Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Sebastian always wanting to shake someone's hand. So cute. Never getting, never getting that, hand, that yeah. handshake. Or even when they meet the freedom fighters, she's like, "Is that rat waving at me?" Sebastian's friendly. It's so we talked about Rick Flag. I freaking love Rick Flag in this movie. He's yeah. great. He's he's he was like the straight man in the first movie, but he wasn't fun. Like he's having fun in this. No, movie. so much better I, in this movie. I feel that. Even Margot Robbie, I feel she's having a much more fun. I, that, that that sentence doesn't make sense. She's having a blast with this movie. Yeah. Every cast member is having fun in this movie. So it's been said on Twitter, but it deserves it bears repeating. Um, James Gunn is doing a great job uh, setting tone and style here. Um, he is picking up cues left by Kathy Ann Birds of Prey. from Birds of Prey. Uh, she walks so he could run. Um, And that's 100% the case, especially with Harley, um, and certainly sets the tone for what this film is doing. So that deserves its mention and credit. Yeah, because we wouldn't. Uh, yeah, this wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Can, it would not be the same. You um, can very much when when she's in the the mansion with the president, President Luna. You can oh clearly see the tattoo that says "Property of No." When it one. turns into a a, a CW drama or a, a, like romance for a little second, oh, yeah. with and the Decemberists playing. I just love um, when she shoots him, and she, after she gives that awesome speech, she's like, I "Can't believe there's a bullet in this." I'm like, "Me yeah. neither." That's but, an antique gun, girl. But yeah, so. Uh, doing a great job picking up that baton um but it did allow for like a lot more trust on what margot robbie could do as harley and certainly like i think that helped to open the door for joel kinnaman to play with rick flag and things like that so uh to great effect for them we were, um, we were yeah. coming to rescue you you were coming to rescue <clears throat> go back no uh, that's just it's there they, they genuinely so their relationship in this movie genuinely makes me wish i wanted to go back to the original and watch me them too. again but yeah. i know there's nothing really to mine there yeah. but it makes me wish there was something to mine there yeah i felt the same way about captain boomerang it's the type yeah. of thing where like you know i don't want to acknowledge that movie but like this movie couldn't exist without it right like like yeah. and it is it is you do have i mean for but, better and worse for better and worse but like you you i don't think you would have the the harley rick rick, rick jones rick flag like connection like if you didn't realize the stuff they went through before or like when when know? because when she, when rick flag dies in this film because peacemaker kills him um, what a joke. He says, uh, she Harley says to Bloodsport, uh, Bloodsport says he was my friend, and Harley says she, he was mine too. Yeah. And that's really Reverse cool. That, but I yeah. can be your oh, friend, yeah, Milton. Yeah, yeah. I can be your friend, Milton. Uh, my not name's my name. Milton. <laughs> um, 
we just had a whole conversation. So uh, I'll let's finish talking about Rick Flag so we can move on to the Peacemaker. But um, that fight he has with Peacemaker in his helmet, so just, cool. Just film oh, the so cool. reflection yeah. in the helmet. So cool. There is style. I, and so great about that scene because there's stakes. Like you don't know who's gonna make it out of that uh, sequence. Uh, the death of Rick Flag felt that. Uh, yeah, really love Joel Kinnaman throughout this movie, so felt yeah. felt that. But even better, um, John Cena, his performance when he kills Rick, who he acknowledges as a hero, mm-hmm. uh, brutal. Yeah, like John yeah, Cena is yeah. doing a great job. Um, and like I was really happy because Ryan and I weren't sure because Peacemaker appears to die. Uh, later on, and then it's revealed in the post credits that he did not. Um, Ryan and I were not sure if Peacemaker was going to be a prequel or a sequel. I um, thought the same thing. So, so I'm really that. glad it was a sequel because when Peacemaker died at the end, I'm like, damn, that's a shame because I want the show to be about Peacemaker dealing with that moment, that moment of knowing I killed Rick Flag, uh, and him saying Peacemaker, what a what, what a, a effing joke. joke. Um, that is what I want him to be carrying into the show because John Cena was like killing it with the acting for that moment um so i really hope that's part of his character pathos so how cool would it be if um joel so obviously um rick flag dies in yeah. this movie, which is really freaking sucks but how cool would it be if like joel kinnaman comes back as like a ghost and haunts Pe- so haunts fun peacemaker. fact <laughs> so fun fact peacemaker's helmet is supposedly possessed by a bunch of evil spirits that's hilarious <laughs> in the comics he he believes that and it's unclear if that is actually true or not i i really hope it's not because that makes it even better if it's if it's just uh if it's just he's insane also i just so he could like he could in the show develop that thought but it's it's uh rick flag and so he'd like oh man flag that would be awesome oh that's actually because that would be a great way to bring joel kinnaman back and also be a great thing for the peacemaker to i mean that's just just my dc have fun with that i'm just so so impressed with his performance in that scene in general i thought john cena did a great job in this film but that scene alone i was like God damn you! Look at you. And the acting. scene, the scene after, like where where he's gonna kill Ratcatcher, and and she's like, "You don't have to do this." And he's like, "I'm thorough." And like he's even fight. It sounds like he's even fighting that himself because like yeah. he just went through what he went through. I'm like, "Damn, John Cena, you you're good." He, no one likes to show off unless what you're showing off is dope. As dope. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Real quick, there's one more joke. Um, we're like, uh, uh, Bloodsport gives him the finger, and then and then Peacemaker does like the jerk off splat thing, and then Bloodsport goes, "Oh," <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh, come on, man!" It's like. Credit to every single actor in this movie, no matter how big or how small their role was. Like Idris Elba, I can tell he's having fun. Like the, ban- the banter with him and everyone and him and John Cena throughout the film is just hilarious. Props like that- to, oh, sorry, Ben, I thought you were done. Um, but I was saying, uh, uh, just, just props to like uh, Idris Elba for going like hard into this idea that like the marketing was like maybe Deadshot. But he was, but like the moment with his daughter, where they're just like cursing each other out. Oh, and you're yeah. just like, oh, all right, you're just. And again, just what like, the hell? This leans into the thing of like, Bloodsport for all intents and purposes, like he's another Deadshot, like he's another Peacemaker. But this movie leans into it of like, yeah, these people can all be similar, but also they're still she individuals. Gives the same background spiel about him, and he's like, are you having a laugh with me? Yeah. And then, no, yeah. So you go to Peacemaker, he's staying at attention like a freaking soldier. She says the exact same thing to, oh yeah, also another unsung hero. The supporting cast behind um, Amanda Waller, yeah, who were Her, far more, who were far more uh, entertaining, far more entertaining than the first one, and uh, way more worried about Amanda killing them, like yeah, in yeah. the first one, because because I mean, going back to the first one, she strip murders an entire room of her of her people yeah. in cold blood. They didn't it, get names though. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I like I like the I like the whole dynamic of them betting and 
betting yeah, on who's gonna uh, live. And those die. are all those are all actual characters from the original Suicide Squad run too. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Viola Davis's performance is great. She was great oh, yeah. in the original, mm-hmm. um, but she got to really shine here. Um, Her does, deadpan. I'm really glad oh. that she got to come back as Amanda Waller because I think she's doing incredible. I, yeah, she I, she delivers it really dead cold. Yeah, uh, super well. Um, because we were bringing it up, like her support staff. Um, my favorite thing about the support staff thing is that you have the main dude uh, that that's like your kind of like audience perspective dude. It's like the one questioning her being willing to sell out Bloodsport's daughter. And I am really glad that while we he was the piece like voice of reason that we kind of came back. He's to got the room, his kid. He is not the one who hit her. Yeah, uh, nope. which showed really effortlessly that like everybody in the room was kind of not okay with this. We were just hearing from him because like I'm glad that it wasn't just like here's the one dude who stood up, yeah. um, but it's actually a, a different lady in the team. I'm really glad that that's the choice that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to say sorry, Ben. I wanted to say um, blood sports. Uh, I, I the way they incorporated Bloodsport's weapon, who in the comics he can take weapons from di- from alternate pocket dimensions, which um, is wild. He in the in this they are part of a suit, and I think that's really cool. Every time he takes pieces off a suit to make the, a gun is yeah. so cool. It's very unique. Yeah, I thought that was insane. I was like, how he is makes this a big gun? Just... Yeah, I know. Like the way he's like taking stuff off a suit, he has like a wrist bow and arrow or a wrist Flame arrow. Or... It's weird, yeah. and just like he's making a suit and guns are coming out. And I was like, yeah, you know. I don't need set. This is a comic book movie. I'm watching a movie with where Sylvester Stallone plays a walking, talking Damn. shark. So I'm Bird. just like, and, and I, I wait. Get off the comms. <laughs> it's like, bro, oh. how? Yeah, I love this movie. I mean, I have a few issues. Like the, the one, biggest betrayal of the whole movie is the little fish, the little colorful oh. fish. Yeah. That shark. What are those? Those those are like aliens, right? I those think are so. some weird. Those thing. it's yeah. Star Wars poop. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, I love Sylvester Stallone as Manoe yeah. King Shark. Just the entire movie, he's like, and um, Renard, the, oh, but he's also the, gets some really sad moments when like he can't go into the club. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, my God. oh the club scene is so good. Oh, Poke Poke Dot Man has his crazy mom. Uh, fu- wild crazy. Good rule, good rule of three. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, mom. <laughs> oh God, he no, turns into Captain America. Yeah. When uh, when Bloodsport is like, go do this, go do that. Manawe, that's num num. Num num, num num. And then you see that? That's your mom. Big mama. Um, It's just a funny line to hear Idris Elba just goes, You see that? That's mom. (laughs) It's like, oh man. And then what do you see from Polka Dot Man's perspective? And he's all every character. Giant mother. Oh my God. Now, this isn't an actual plot thing, but I did see on the internet, and it's it's a thing that's like in Iron Man 3. Why didn't Tony just call all the Iron Man armors earlier in the movie? Why did Ratcatcher just call a million rats earlier in the movie? It's a movie, guys. Don't don't think too hard yeah. about it. Why didn't the Justice League show up? Yeah, it's like you they can't, didn't know they needed you it. Can't, you can't be doing this to movies, guys. I gotta let, gotta let the plot happen. Uh, I really love Starro. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and real quick, my thing is like the first Suicide Squad movie, it's like they're against like like this big like giant like god entity. Like the Suicide Squad doesn't have to be against world ending odds. But if you do it really, really well, and like Starro is a world ending threat, but it's not but it's not like Starro hasn't been the type of threat that like Dark Side is. Yes. Well, and the best, many, and the best thing is yes. the best thing about it is the mission sounds like a perfect Suicide Squad mission because they don't know we know. But because we knew, yeah, uh, as audience members, but you don't know who's in there, yeah, and yeah. they assume this is a perfect suicide squad mission. This is about destroying the data, very well, fine, yeah, perfect. They're the right squad to send in for this expendable for national right. ground. Great. Uh, 
it and like knowing what it was doing for the experimenting is not something you want the Justice League to be aware of, not something you want any of the good guys really knowing about. Uh, so it works out really well for that, whereas it wasn't as well packed in in the original. Yeah. The the not the first one. Yeah, I I think the way Starro is visualized and the way uh, he the talks people, to the people, the way people are visualized with the starfish over mm -hmm. them. I love the 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 fact that it's a practical effect. Um, even when we're in his little mad scientist area, all of those are practical like dummies oh, yeah. with animatronics. Mm -hmm. and I think that's all really effective and really uh, just like body horror, alien so, resurrection style. Hell yeah. yeah. So one of the things I actually really like about Starro the Conqueror is that he's just telling the Suicide Squad that the city's mine. Just leave and I'll just do my thing here. Because, you know, he was in prison there. He was tortured. He's even talking. He's using the, the hive mind that he has to tell him. He's like, I have been tortured here for 30 years. Please save me. And I actually kind of feel bad because when the, the general... Oh, hi, Astra. And when the general who, like, takes the place because he has starfish on his head speaks for Starro, says, I was happy... Floating in the, the stars. stars. Um, I be, I actually kind of feel bad. You should. That's the whole Star point. <laughs> I feel really bad for Star the Conqueror. It's like, damn, he was just minding his own business, and then we flew up and then America, baby, pointed them out of the sky. The, the thing, the thing about Starro is the thing. Starro is a really fun character for DC Comics fans, um, but for for like forty years, uh, he hasn't been a Justice League level threat. Yeah. Um, and he's. And I think wisely James Gunn realized that and knew that he could use Starro in a story about the Suicide Squad. And you know what's incredible? And this is just like, you know, a lot of fun fan speculation and stuff. But like Starro is a Justice League villain, right? What if this Starro is like the smallest of the Starro family? And like now that their son is dead, the actual Starro comes to invade. And that's where you get Suicide Justice League going on stuff like that. Yeah, sure. And I'm just like, Starro doesn't have to end here. Like it is it is cool enough where like it could it could be the the reason the Justice League have to in the, in the comics, if one of those little guys survived, he could grow up to be the new Starro. There you go. Yeah, a little Starro could survive Corto Maltese and then just like slither the way and then grow and then boom, you got the Starro Conqueror that you see in the Justice League. Um but even so Using Starro in that way and his design, I like how he roars and I like how he creates little things. Um, really effective for this film um, and created a really cool dynamic for the characters to have to deal with it because it all of a sudden becomes that the characters who are alive are, are, are not well equipped, but perfectly capable of handling a Starro situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's obviously the javelin deliberate. for God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, rat catcher. Um, like they they realize in that moment that they can use their powers to that they they specifically can use their powers to uh to 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 destroy Starro. Yeah. Um King Shark is one of them. Like he just goes nom to nom. eat eat Starro. Uh yeah, I really really like the inclusion of Starro. Mm -hmm. Now let's get Jaro, you cowards. God, that's that's oh, so much more setup needs to happen. <laughs> but no joke the setup, like, we got Starro. Starro exists. So, like, yeah. in 10 years, whenever they want to pull something from Scott, uh, Scott Snyder's Justice League for some reason, like, it's there, baby. There you go. Um, yeah, I I really... There's a lot of this movie that I, that I really like. I love the characters. Uh, I love the performances. Polka Dot Man is such a silly character. Um, and what we were talking about, like, James Gunn can imbue a lot of heart and emotion in, in, in really anyone. Um, I, I love Viola Davis when... Uh... Peacemaker's like, what does he do? Throw polka dots? And she's just keeping a straight face. Yes. And he's like, he throws polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like to and he explains his origin and, and the conceptualization of his sickness is really intergalactic cool. virus. Yeah. yeah Interdimensional. Really, yeah. 
and like there's dirt on it too to make it feel more realistic. Yeah, really like that. It's just a rash. And, and just like Sika's, I mean, when you first see when you see him throwing polka dots without context, it's like, what do those little things do? But then you see them disintegrating whatever they touch. It's like, oh, he's he's dangerous. Like there's a, a reason of, he's locked away in Bell Rev. A lot of uh, bird death in this movie. Yo, um, a lot more than I thought. There was. Uh, how it would be? Part of me is kind of glad that those who hurt the birds in this movie kind of got what was coming Bird. to them. The, uh, 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 like a little finch comes and eats Savant's brain. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I liked that, but also when they torched the birdcage uh, of the of the first prison. Oh, I'm that's like, all symbolic. Look, I'm an evil general. I'm getting rid of the pretty stuff. Yeah, but... at the same time, it's like, dude, F you. Don't hurt the birds. <laughs> he's the villain. That's I know, I know, I know he's the villain. I, this know. isn't important. Um, I, will, I will say that I don't know how much that scene really contributed to the rest of the film because like that general's not a super important character after that point anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't need to be intimidated by him. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much we really needed that moment. Um, because yeah, I it's, agree. it's sure. just him and his gang. Yeah. Um, it has nothing. It's just like, I don't know what that added. Um, but that's I I loved though. I love President Luna and Harley and like where that all goes. Uh, like, man, Harley's yeah. Harley good on James Gunn for like just holding the camera on on Margot Robbie. She, and letting this is her, like a little Harley letting movie. Her deliver her monologue because it's a perfect like continuance arc from Suicide Squad to Birds of Prey um, where she's just talking about like, you know, you're the kind of guy who's going to, you know, if I say no and walk away, you're going to kill my dog and you're going to come after me and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, really just excellent. Red excellent flags. delivery from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Really good movie. Yeah, I really, I really like uh, Harley's whole thing. Um, I think Margot Robbie delivers an incredible for her performance. Uh, love her action scene. Um, I'm glad that she got to do even more of her action. Yeah. Uh, the- Someone brought it up. It feels like Harley Quinn is. It feels like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn has been around for a lot longer than it, than it is. Yeah. It's been five how, years. She's already iconic. Yeah. By how, like, yeah. by how like good she is at embodying that role. She. Yeah. Uh, uh, Obviously, she hasn't like doesn't have the breadth of work yet, but she she is the Iron Man that, that, of, of this universe. Like she is the most well captured character. Fine when she's talking to Luna, and she's like, "You're so right. Americans love people with accents because none of us got none." <laughs> that's javelin. That was javelin, yeah, javelin, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right with javelin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. um, Rack, what was I gonna say? Did you guys oh, yeah. send me next to a werewolf? Oh my god, it's not it's not a werewolf. I mean, he did kill ten, ten children. Twenty. It's not dangerous. <laughs> He's not dangerous. Uh, he did kill ten, no, seven children. I was trying to say this uh, a while ago, but how stylish this movie is! Like when seeing when it's when color, the, the the color, the how the, the words, title transitions, how those. like Operation yeah. This, then Operation Starfish, then Operation Harley, it, and also um, when Operation Jotunheim and a movie with Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, this is from the original comic. No, Pre- I know it's just. Yeah. Idris Elba, Jotunheim, Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But yeah, what yeah, I'm Thor. trying to say is the scene I'm talking about is when Harley's busting out and, and flowers are just spewing everywhere. That's mm-hmm. just a, yeah, her, her, her representation of what she's seeing. Yeah, uh, James yeah. Gunn called it Harley vision. That's why I'm saying that's how one of the reasons why I enjoyed this movie so much right. is how stylistic it is. It's nice. Yeah, like that first moment's just like dull and like, look, we're just in an empty, nameless city. Gray. <laughs> By the way, his letter about that movie and that script leak, not making it better, bud. Not We're as well as you think it is. James Gunn Suicide Squad. Um, but people who know know. People who know know. Um, oh, I was gonna say something. I forgot. Never mind. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, um, the the I love I love the the uh like like scene transitions with like the words like it felt like like again I know this is a comic book movie but this felt like a comic book movie where like there was like there was like 
there was like issue changes like oh now we're mm-hmm. in operation harley this is issue five of this of this yeah. of this trade or like, like the when titles, um, the titles are good yeah like when savant's head blows up and the and the blood in the water forms a water brothers picture yeah yeah uh sarah versus the suicide squad that's issue six yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it feels very much like it feels very much like what we've been talking about with other recent dc films aquaman birds of prey to an extent um I know Kathy Ann has talked about this, but like it does feel, it feels very much like this is one person's vision. Yeah. Um, and he he's just let let loose in a way that he hasn't been at with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which is our as other films are at Marvel. Um, and I think that really, I think that really allows for for some creativity and original creative creativity that we wouldn't have seen, uh, otherwise. Yeah, I do. James Gunn is is one of the few f- filmmakers now, along with Denny Villeneuve, who's not made a bad movie yet. Um, like all his independent movies, uh, the two Guardians movies, and now this. Like the only one of his films I haven't seen is Slither. You haven't seen? You've seen Tromeo and Juliet? Oh no, I meant his, yeah, like yeah, of the yeah. five films that he mentioned on with Michael the movies Walker that and, yeah that Pavilion. Uh, yeah, that that was his first like small movie. Uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who founded Troma is in this movie. He's also in every other movie he's been in. Um, oh. Uh, it's a quick cameo. Yeah, Ostrander. Yeah. Don Ostrander is in this movie. Yes, he he's the he's the needle man. He puts the oh, yeah. the bomb in, in Savant. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Did that get that guy the check? Got him sag money, baby. Yeah. He's getting his getting his friends paid. I love it. Honestly, mm-hmm. needs to happen more. Yeah. Um, Dave Bautista was offered the role of peacemaker, and Dave Bautista said no. Oh. And I think John Cena is a much better choice. I love John. I love Dave Bautista. Oh, this is the movie. So so that he was did the Army role of the Dead. That that he did Army of the Dead instead. Yeah. Mm. I I think John Cena is a better choice for this character. I'm sure Dave Bautista would have been fine, but I think John Cena really rules. Yeah, I I think I I think he got to shine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Dave Bautista would have looked good in that helmet. Yeah. Oh, those are more thing I want to I want to praise this movie for costume design. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, Peacemaker's goofy looking. Everyone's how different everyone's costume looks. They look like they came out of different comics. And just how goofy Peacemaker's was. Just bright red with a dove. It's like. Dude, polka dot man is just is just a, a gray leotard with polka dots yep. glued on yep yeah i think that's all weasel really is just a weasel man i liked a uh, rat catcher's design did yeah. nobody did nobody ask if weasel could swim <laughs> i love it he's just in the water oh uh, yeah uh uh, uh blood sport has a rat problem like that's that's all, all like so much good like character stuff yeah it's well done yeah uh it's just so many moments in this movie i enjoyed and like and even with the little criticism i had at the beginning besides that i had a blast with this movie i had so much more fun with this one than i did in the first one. Oh, it's not even a it, yeah it's, it's not it's not in the same league essentially a league of their own um yeah uh, i really like the relationship between rat catcher 2 and king shark yeah me too um if i have to gamble on death it's worth dying for yeah yeah, I, if I have to game on love, it's love. worth dying for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like the scene of them together and 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 their relationship throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well established. <laughs> and and even Bloodsport, like his quiet, his quiet relationship building with Ratcatcher, like it does, it's not as overt as what happens with King Shark, but you you definitely see throughout the film that he's becoming a more paternal figure to her. Yeah, um, and he finally start and Sebastian just like lays on his oh, leg. Yeah. He finally because I was scared. I was like, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, please don't squish him. Please don't be that guy. But he's like, uh, he like pets him and, no, and at the end like, of the, oh, at the end of the day, Bloodsport is a nice guy. Yeah. Um, uh, peacemaker killed, tried to kill Superman. Peacemaker weighs whitey whitey tidies, and if you disagree with them, it's because you're racist. <laughs> God, that line that's, killed me. That's racist. God. <laughs> what? Uh, 
A lot of fun, a lot of good humor in this one. I wish I could have seen it again. I would have had more to say. Yeah. I did try to watch it again this week, but I, I just didn't get the time. Yeah, I gotcha. I kind of wish I saw this in theaters, to be perfectly honest. It was fun in theaters. Oh, oh like, yeah. Wait, who really, did I? Who did I? Really I theaters. didn't see it with you. That's all right. No, I, I saw it. I, saw yeah. the, I, uh, I had. I need to save a little bit of money, so I saw this on, um, on HBO Max. Yeah, and yeah. Then I went. I spent my money to go see Free Guy in theaters. Gotcha. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Uh, I, I yeah. at least my time was well was well spent because I saw two really good movies this weekend. Hell yeah, yeah. I I would have had I would have had more to say, but I, I'm not sure if I do. Yeah. Um Sparks, you're looking a little. My eyes started irritating me. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Do you need it's okay to get I... eye drops? No. I mean, I'm the king of eye drops. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, do we have anything more to say? Because I feel like we're winding down already. No. Nah. I think I mean like I I I think it's I think it's nice to have to have a win. It's a good movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, let's, let's I, wish, it. I wish it was getting more financial success. Real quick, uh, since, we're, since we're talking about financials, uh, this movie made like twenty-six million dollars. Financial flop. Free guy makes like twenty-nine million. It's a success. Yeah, it's not fair. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't understand this. Also, this movie is free on HBO Max, so people probably like there, me. There's there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons why this film is not doing well at the box office, and I, we have talked about it at before. That is something that studios need to take into account right now. The media shouldn't decide what's a flop what's a hit yeah. it is the studio who has to be like yeah this is pandemic times. They, we get it warner brothers knew what they were doing when they put this movie out yeah. the way they did they the, can you imagine the headlines for dune i'm terrified um, i will i will say because like a big part of like what's weighing against the suicide squad is the marketing budget and i, I would even argue that like they probably could have pulled that back a little yeah yeah um i do think that the movie got maybe a little over marketed sure we did get like three trailers in like two weeks or something. We did right. something, something like that, and I'm like, there's, there's just an amount of campaigning for it that I, I don't think they needed to do, and I think they probably would have gotten about the same result. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think, especially with it being available on HBO Max, there's people who are just gonna watch it out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's rate it. Uh, ben, why don't you rate it first? Easy nine. Uh, Ryan, I also give it a nine, and I have to use the bathroom really badly. So. Do it, Sparks. Ooh, I don't know if we can do this without me it's having to move. Hold on. This is going to be some great audio because I will not cut this out. <laughs> of course not. Why would you ever? Sparks? Um, that's also only a few seconds. So. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I wish I could pinpoint exactly what part of this movie isn't quite working for me, but I, I just, I don't know what's the one thing that I think is holding it back, if it is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, just something is. Uh, but um, I think it's really solid. So nine Maybe eight point five to nine, somewhere in there. I think it is a solid eight. Okay, uh, a solid good time of a movie that I really like. Um, all right, shall we get into our book club then? I believe we shall. All right, book club time, and it's my turn. Uh, last week we skipped, so it's still my turn. And uh, I picked, if you were following our social medias, I picked Transformers, Ghostbusters, colon Ghosts of Cybertron. This is a crossover between the transformers and the ghostbusters and their comic book form it's mostly a continuation of the ghostbusters comic and a re in a re in a new origin for the for the transformers uh, lore um all right what do we think about this guy i liked it mm -hmm. i i had a I, I feel like i had more fun with this one than i did when we did transformers star trek mm, sure but we get more out of ghostbusters because you know more about it with the sim there's also only just two movies as far I, as like, I've, only TV seen, shows. I've only seen the first one right Ben just recently saw the oh, first Ghostbusters. Right. He knows very little about Ghostbusters. Um, real quick, I did pick this because I've been I've had Transformers and Ghostbusters uh, on the mind because of the new Ghostbusters movie and the Transformers season. So I, I turned to my left and there there was this book. I was like, it's fate. 
<laughs> it's like it's right there. So I so I picked this one as a swax. What do you think about this one? I think it's all right. Kind of don't care about the Ghostbusters. And Ryan will tell us what his thing in a minute. What are we talking about? He's right here. He just well, turned into a cat. Ryan, why, don't, why don't we just talk about it until he gets back? Yeah, I I did. Well, no, no. I figured we should just wait. Um, <laughs> I really, uh, I I did enjoy this. I want to say I really enjoyed it. I I had a, I had a fun time with this one. Um, the thing I that I like the most about it is the uh the stuff on Cybertron. When we see what happened when uh sure when Gozer shows up on Cybertron, and they're like, uh, and even the Ghostbusters are like, well, we don't know how, we don't know uh, what other planets Gozer visited, and we know the audience now knows that he visited Cybertron and became like King Starscream as the Traveler. Um, I thought all that was kind of fun. Uh, that was the most fun for me. Yeah. Ryan, what did you think about this? Book? I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found. Well, I know both these franchises, but I feel like if you don't, if you didn't know either of these franchises, um, this doesn't do enough of of either to 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 bring you into it. Like you have to bring your own knowledge into it to really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the characterization was okay. Uh, I thought the Ghostbusters were kind of lame, to be honest. I didn't think they're like as someone who loves that first movie. Like, I only sometimes heard the voices of those characters in this. Um, I pretty much never. I uh, I was reaching for it. Um, I I think the, the the art's good. I think Transformers are cool. I think the Ectobot is cool, but like, it was all just kind of fine. Like nothing. Uh, it didn't do anything. I was extraordinary with its premise to me. I was gonna ask: Are the Ghostbusters more based off their cartoon than? I the think they're films? based off what they've been doing in the comics at this point because there was a long running Ghostbusters comic at IDW before this showed up. Okay. Um, and I think that's where this is coming because this is the comic book design. So yeah. Uh-huh. This is the comics from that comic, so I would assume that's where that's coming from. Boy, Bill Murray's design. Terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had to keep reminding myself which one was Bill Murray, which one was Dan Aykroyd. Like, well, all the others, like I mean, obviously, one's I got mean, glasses, the other's black. So, like, I don't yeah, I mean, Egon and and Winston. I mean, yeah, Winston's Dan Aykroyd's the only one who I actually think looks like himself. Even yeah, I, I I have to agree, but I I mean, I still enjoy this book. I had fun reading it. I liked the jokes, like when um um when Ectotron changes his name from that long ass name to Ectotron, and Primus just goes, "Oh, thank Primus." Yeah, and like when Primus like, "Oh, thank Primus." Or when uh, Optimus is like parked in Brooklyn and then he's get he gets vandalized. I thought that was funny. Sure. Yeah. Um, but... I, I also really like the design of Ecto of Ecto One uh, Ectobot. I think Ecto-tron. Can I see the book. I, yeah, my, I don't have the pictures. I took. Do it. There you go. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 Bill Murray's was the one I was having a hard time with as mm-hmm. far as design goes. Um, I was always kind of interested in reading the Ghostbusters comics, but I. Uh, I never, I never did. I heard they were doing some good stuff there, though. I, I their characters just don't really do anything for me. They're, they're all just like kind of cookie cutter cutouts of the Ghostbusters, uh, and I'm just they, they, they roll too easily with what's going on, and just mm-hmm. I, they, they, kinda, they, they kind of feel yeah. like a nothing presence to me. Yeah, they, they, they do. They're, they're told of what's happened, and they're like, yeah, all right, we'll help. Yeah, uh, Star Scratch Starscream is a is a ghost where he's trying to play everyone's side. It's some good Starscream stuff. I thought. I I I think the thing I did like the most was Starscream and like mm. him being a ghost. And I'm like, oh, sure. I, he, I don't fire lasers anymore. They're ghost lasers or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's, there, there's that's also right. there's a there's a there's a fun little there's a fun little line that I like where where he was like, uh, can Transformers change their size? Actually, a lot of us can. One I even know turned into a handgun. Yeah. Yeah. Stepped on uh, the the I vil- actually stepped on it. Started a thousand year war. Really? The, no. The villain spirit is kind of bland oh. to me. Uh, it like the interesting part is when Megatron 
spirit shows up. Like mm-hmm. everything before that is just kind of like, oh, just like yeah. a little fire spinning our wheels. Or something? Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of things here. I I think the I think the initial time we see the 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 evil spirit who traps the the Cybertronians. I think that's all cool. Um, I wasn't crazy about the next time we saw him for some reason. And there's a little fire electric. The little like a, fire things. What about like, those? There's like a little electrical demon that that's part of his like that's part of like his entourage. Yeah. That create them. Like his he calls them his children. But it's not the same thing as the giant, as the giant electricity ghost. And that was really weird to include if yes. they weren't connected. And they make a point of saying they're not connected. Yeah. And I'm like they. They should have been. It could have just been an agent of that. Why isn't it? That's mm-hmm. weirdly weird. I also think it's kind of stupid that Optimus changes his color scheme. Oh, it's because just... he had a graffiti. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, the co- when in Rome, the the covers have so many. This cover, the covers always show like so many different Cybertronians, and there's yeah. only like two in this whole movie, in yeah. this whole book. It's yeah, just and like Dobot and Prime. Um, the one joke that really worked for me was the one where Optimus is talking to not bill murray and he says there was a powerful decepticon who could transform into a handheld weapon i accidentally stepped on him oh, once yeah. and set off a thousand year of war, a thousand years of war and he's like whoa is that really no not really but it certainly wouldn't have helped matters <laughs> yeah i like that line too um yeah okay so the reason why i like the so i like the cloak design of the first time we see the, the we see the big demon design i like that that's kind of cool but yeah. when he like pulls away the cloak and it's the it's like a superman villain i guess Sucks. yeah like, yeah i uh, sucks yeah i did like, not care about again, that issue at all. The the idea of combining ghosts and transformers, like that puts in Tried my brain. Tried and true has been done before. And like I'm just like, th- this is the idea that they came up with, and I'm like, really? Like I feel like this like this this presence could have been so much crazier. Maybe the if there's more volumes in this, it does get crazier. But I'm like, this feels just like like wasted opportunity. I like the ectoplasmic transformers released by Shockwave. There you go. Yeah, where they pop out, I'm like, oh, that's cool because they're like, you know, the green thing and everything. Yeah. Why does Megatron turn into his Bayformer form when well, he like comes a, back? Yeah. yeah, isn't that really weird? <laughs> I, I was wondering that too. I, I was reading this. I was like, why does he look different? Like a mixture between Bayformers and they like, don't even acknowledge it. I'm like, what was this for? Right, like, he looks like, like a combination you Megatron, and you're like, that. I would honestly, if you didn't tell me that was Megatron, I different character it, i wouldn't know that was megatron dude seriously it's like a mixture between the bayformer and like the video game war for cybertron megatron's like Whoa. what is going on here this is i don't like this yeah yeah if, if all of a sudden your your bad guy changes form you you mentioned that like it, dragon ball z like, it was like an implication like maybe he was more powerful or something but like none of that was acknowledged in any way and i'm like i don't know i mean if i don't it, know what this was for i don't like the look of it either like it, it just didn't look good. It and even if that was if that was his air, air quotes here his more powerful form, they just Jafar genied him and just put him in the trap. Mm-hmm. It's just like when Jafar at the end of the line, he Jafar becomes a genie and it's like oh, back into your lap, you're done some, for. Someday we'll find them the vessels that they need. Starscream. The first time they capture Starscream is really funny. I think. Yeah, because they're just like they're just like leave humans. I'm here to speak with the Autobot. Not grab him. What? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it just gets sucked into I, the trap. I, I don't think the story is super great, but I do think the art's good. Like, despite not looking, oh, yeah, not yeah. looking like the characters. Like, if this was based, you know, like a more like a cartoony, sure, as, as like a Transformers version. art, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the Transformers more for sure. I I do enjoy the art. Um, minus the some of the the character designs, but character designs for the humans, the robots, they look fine. Um, besides that, I mean, and I I didn't hate reading this book. Um, I'm probably not going to pick it up or read it again forever. 
but I mean, if you love Transformers and the Ghostbusters, then cool, this is the book for you. Whereas I like the I love but, the Transformers. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if this no, is the book for you. If you, you love, love the Ghostbusters, if you love that movie and you love Transformers, I I I don't know if you'll get. A, I like, think this could be. I think that I, there's an avenue where this is the book for you if you love Transformers. I don't know if this is an avenue for you if you love Ghostbusters. Yeah, Transformers. I don't know that I would take this to someone and be like, "You love Ghostbusters? This is." It's a better Transformers. This book, looks yeah. like Ghostbusters. <laughs> It's got the name book. on it. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was all right. Yeah. At least it's not the knockoff toy from China that says Ghost Snatchers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of really want this Optimus Prime with the Ghostbusters color, honestly, the toy, because there's toy variants on it. I believe yeah, it. I'm a, I, I'm a sucker for Optimus Prime toys, though. Ghost well, Starscream. To be, to be fair, the one toy variant that I am dying to get if I find it out. Nemesis. Um, it's, well, not Nemesis. Oh. It's the um, Back to the Future one. Oh, that's cool. The Jigga, yes, Jigawatt. I, I do really like. Where's that crossover, guys? Because this this came out of the, <laughs> this came out of the they wanted to create the uh, they wanted to to make they it, wanted like, to make the, the toy mm-hmm. toy. So they were like, we'll do a comic, and so that's where the comic came where from. Have I heard that before? But they <laughs> never did. I don't think they did a, a a Transformer Enterprise, and they didn't do a comic for a, uh, Back to the Future Transformers. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a bummer. I have a I have a Transformers Cyclops upstairs. Where's that comic? Hey, where's that comic? Where's that comic? Let's do it. No, do you guys Transformers X Men? Yeah. Okay, do you guys remember years ago at Disneyland when they probably had, not? No, because they had Transformers Star Wars characters. Yeah, where yeah. they were I mean, Star Wars like characters, but they transformed into their starships. Like Vader was his Tie Fighter, Luke was his X Wing, and Han and Chewie were combiners to combine and transform into the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, you guys I remember do. that. I it's, do. It's interesting. Yeah. I should have bought those toys when I had the chance. I never did. It's interesting that this book is a new origin for the Transformers. Like it, it takes the idea, it takes the Transformers, and is just, what if the the what if they had to leave Cybertron, but because in, of Gozer, because of Gozer, or well, Gozer Auto, shows up after. Yeah, just Autobots after. already bailed, and then Megatron's like, "Ha, I'm just gonna go kill him," and then Gozer pops up, and then it's like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, but it's a giant star scream with the heads of Optimus Megatron. Far and, scarier. Far scarier than, the than a big mushroom. Yeah, yeah, mushroom. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, grab him. What? Ah! <laughs> I like still that fit a lot. No, no. I thought that was funny too. It's like he's like, ah, grab him. What? Uh, okay. That's all I got to say. I think Transformers. Yeah. I assume none of you, uh, gotta no one else has anything else to say. Catch nah. them all. Right, Sparks. It's your book club next week. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? Uh, they called us enemy by George Takei. Oh, it was oh. really. I really want to read that. I'm so glad. Well, now you get to. Uh, I've been meaning to pick that up for ages. What's it called? They called they us, called us en- enemy. Um, okay, so that'll do it for this episode. Thanks, guys. And next week, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out. We got a lot going on next week, so we'll figure out what our Maybe topic it's is. It's a review of Free Guy. Who knows? Could be. Um, so stay tuned Ooh, for we're that. Getting political. Oh yeah. Hell yeah! It's a Sparks week. I love it. It's a Sparks week. I love it. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, there's other things coming down down the pipeline this week. Um, that I'm really excited about, that I think we all are. Um, I will put up a new episode of Conversation this week. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Things could things could happen. That we got to push you back, Ben. Got to push you back, Ben. Again? Sorry, what? Damon. Life. Uh, my brother's name is Damon. You need to make mm-hmm. a conversation Twitter so that your conversation peeps who don't listen to the rest of our shit <laughs> know what's up. <laughs> I, I, I really should. Um, but the episode with Brandon Jacobs is up now and you can check out the rest of the night episodes of back catalog. Really like that show. I'm, I really got to get some more people. So if you have a podcast and you want to talk to me, fake nerd, fake nerd guys at gmail.com. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Brandon Jacobs from the up from the depths YouTube channel. Thank you so much for doing that show, man. That was I'm really glad I got you. 
And of course, there's other things going on on our YouTube channel. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. Make sure to like this video, please. Subscribe to this channel. If you're th- still with us, you better like it. <laughs> um, you can check out our other shows on this channel, such as Fake Nights Watch, which is coming back with a, with a new episode. Excuse me. Of What If. Ooh. And the first episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. <gasps> uh, I'm going to be having a oftentimes rotating cast of, of other podcasters doing Star Trek Lower Decks with me um, throughout the entire season. And hopefully we do all the Star Trek shows that are going to drop because I really want to do that. I really would love to cover those on Fickner's Watch. Um, and then what if, of course, and then uh, we've talked about doing a Doom Patrol thing, so we'll see what happens. we got things on plates. Yeah. Um, uh, what if is definitely happening. Though. That'll be this week. We'll do the first two episodes. Probably won't. Might not come out this week, but we'll try. And, we'll try. Do what? First two episodes of what if? What if, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could probably do it this week. Yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, Basement Arcade. Yeah. There's a new episode of Basement Arcade, Phasmophobia. Ghosts. And there's definitely more Basement Arcade being worked on. Yeah. That there is. There's a new Basement Arcade pause menu in the pipeline. Yes, there is. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Fickner Book Club, that might come back soon. We talked about it. Schedules. Um, so we'll see. And, of course, Animation Station. There are more Animation Stations coming. But, of course, you can check out our current one, Transformers Warp Cybertron Kingdom. That is the latest one that came out this week. War. All of those things are linked below. Check them out. War never changes. Choo-choo. Of course, guys. Hey, there's still a pandemic. Mag says, "Stay safe and catch you later." Of course, uh, Mag. You're, you're the, the best. best, Mag. Um, you can check out our our we got personal mask still. You, you know, hey guys, still I bought two masks today. Um, you know, never too late to buy a new mask. So why don't you buy our Fakner podcast mask designed have, created by Crafted by Z? They have our logo on them. It's awesome. And it's not the weird one where it's just like the the full like the full thing on the face. Oh yeah, it's like little bit little bits of that. Yeah, it's like check. It's like it's not just like one big giant logo. It's like smaller ones. And multiple multiple fake notes. Yeah, yeah, they're sprinkled throughout, so it's not not completely distorted. And of course, our Patreon. Um, you can check out our Patreon. I'm sorry about the delay on the shirts. Um, there is there is a slight delay. Hopefully, we'll get them out by the end of this month. I apologize. Pandemic. Um. Yeah. A pandemic. Health not related but they should be no. all right uh get that's linked below um we got our we got our multiple tiers up there you got our one dollar tier um our five dollar tier ten dollar tier and our twenty dollar tier um so you know if you like us share it hi and of course we got our t public where you can find all of our cool logos on shirts um the animation station one is up now um i always forget to mention that yep. there's tons of other ones uh, there's a suburban proctologist one up, actually up there mm. Get that basement arcade one. I think that one is one of the our best logos, personally. Yeah, you totally uh, should, because I'm gonna buy another shirt of that and make it the right color scheme and not the one I have. Blah, blah, it's okay. Blah. Yours is good. I just really of... like the purple. No, no, I like the purple too. It's just I saw the black. I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then I got, I was like, mm, the house looks really dark. <laughs> and of course, you can find all these links linked below and on our website at www.fakenerpodcast.com. Uh, it's in the little ticker down below and it's linked below. Um, you can check out all those things. We got, we got two things coming up on the blogs there. We got a Sparks Witty original mm-hmm. and we got a Ben Magnet like review. I said, mm-hmm. a Space Jam New Legacy discussion uh, piece because if I don't have it out, then I'm not back. Come on, it's late in the podcast. I was, I was giving a... I'm going to uh, hold you to that? Yeah. If it's not up this week, I quit. Oh. Oh. Please put that up this yeah, week. Yeah, seriously, please. Um, and yeah, I got a book, uh, advanced copy of a book. I finished it. I read it and I'm going to review it. Wow. Very cool. All that will be linked 
we'll show we'll tell you when it's up. All right. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches. Thank you to everyone who watched, watched the live stream. Got a couple people who popped in and out. Um, I, I really like, you know, I appreciate the people who watch the replays and, of course, the the audio listeners. Uh, thank yeah. you to Jeremy Bellucci, who I got to see today. Whoop. What? I got to see Jeremy today. Nice. I miss him. Uh, we, we went to Joe's Italian Ice together. That's not Joe's Crab Shack. Guys. One of these days, we need to look up how many how many restaurants are owned by a person named Joe. At least two. Well, don't look. Well, I had a thought. Never mind. <laughs> Tons of Joes. Oh, there's a cat. This your cat really likes me today. Hell yeah. Um, Jeremy Vellucci does uh our, our theme music for all the things, including the new theme. It's up right now, guys. For Phasmophobia, go check it out. Our oh, new basement out. arcade. Basement arcade thing. Brand new opening. The yeah. terror of James Jackson. Brandon <laughs> just saw it for the first time the other day. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm going to, and I cannot wait. Qu- question. How scary is the video? I'm scared to watch of it. Of Phasmophobia? It's, oh, if you're just watching, like, uh, it's not. It's, fu- it's more fun to watch us. It's very okay. funny just to watch us. because yeah. it, it, Phasmophobia, Phasmophobia is scary because it's very atmospheric when you're playing it. Because yeah. you're in the perspective and the headphones, everything everything auditory is based on your positioning. So, like, if Ryan goes into another room, it sounds like Ryan went into the other room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my audio, is like, I suddenly feel much more isolated because he's further away. And then the ghost gets you. But and you can hear that in our replay because like if Pi and I are not near because it's Ryan's stream, so if Pi and I are not near him, we're harder to hear because it's oh, okay. based in the game's mechanics of audio. So you're not just hearing us in normal no. leveling. Oh, no, stay down there. It's great. Um, you can find him at Jeremy Valucci Keyboards, and you can find his uh podcast Suburban Proctologist on iTunes and Facebook.com/slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you, Mike Catola. Oh man, I hope we get him on soon. Yeah. Love Mike. Let's trash these Marvel shows. <laughs> Want to talk to Mike about all the things? Uh, you can find him at Mike Tolley. He did our logo, and we'll have. I, I wish we could collaborate more with Mike, but schedules are a son of a bitch. I agree. Yeah, they are. Um, but hopefully, we'll get another impossible movie trivia challenge. We have a Fickner's Watch special in the pipeline that we want to do with him. Um, and you know, you know, maybe we don't. Maybe if we don't record so late one day, well, he could just come on and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's a. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. What time is it right now? Oh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. If you're going to touch us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben. You can find me celebrating the fact that I did not get horribly sunburned in Florida and lamenting the fact that I have to go back to my soul sucking job in 16 hours at Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, <laughs> while I was on a vacation, I started streaming kind of on a schedule on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Ben Magnet. So. Um, I have two videos up there with me and my friend from Twitter, Cindy Jacks. Um, she, I got her into Fortnite. Like you, goobers, got me into Fortnite. That's me. I don't know what you're talking. I'm about. a goob. Yeah, and uh, we've been kicking ass and taking names and Gundam style dancing on our enemies' can graves. I, I love it. Link those. Like, can you watch them when they're done? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rem- yeah remind me from now on. I'll link them. It's just like a oh. YouTube after stream. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Um, you can find me. Uh, I'm going to work in nine hours. You can also find me rebuilding Neon Genesis Evangelion, all four movies now on Amazon Prime. Mm, thanks, Jeff. Thank, when we're talking about that. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. I hate you. <laughs> uh, you can also find me going to Wakanda because Black Panther comes out very soon. And I'm so excited because that stuff looks really great. And DJ Tony Snark. And Sparks. Uh, you can find me planning my inevitable departure when I don't get the Space Jam <laughs> article up this week. This sucks. He has to write Sparks it. on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z. I'm a ghostwriter for him. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and Pandora. 
rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time we see us, guys, stay fit, dudes.